Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. Rick Dara. You're joined with Mr. Destin Frazier. Been a long week. Yeah, we had dog food, we had cat food, we had llama food. What else we got now? Next we need pig slop. Yes! Next on the <laughs> menu is pig slop. We did a hog pen mat. Damn it, let's get us some pig slop. Yeah, I love how they do all of that. Well, on the flip side, they want you to take their football very seriously. It's a separate entity, though. Separate, separate <laughs> entity. Well, I can't judge one thing by the other here. But yeah, they had some interesting things happen that I wanted to get into with you tonight in regards to uh, their stock and uh, stuff that's happening with sales, releases, contracts. And the network sounds the network. like it's a... Uh, yeah, you, 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 you read my mind. The network we were sounds, on the same thing. <laughs> sounds like it's going to have some interesting stuff. And like I said before, I'll cancel it. I'll cancel that damn thing. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, when we get into it, all I'm saying is I dare y'all. Right. Thanks for the host, uh, Cool Eyes. Yeah, incredible. But also the changes that I'm also hearing. We've, you, you're on already the seventh 2K20 patch. Yeah, um, the new one, which includes the Southpaw Regional Wrestling DLC. Oh my God! You know what, man? Those DLCs are too gimmicky for me. Even if the game was good, I wouldn't want it based on the DLCs, to be completely honest with you. Like, I like the DLCs when it's exciting. You know what I mean? When it's just like, okay, we got updated superstars or a stable that wasn't in there before, some legends or someone from a different company. I don't want, like, zombie versions of the wrestlers. I've never liked Marvel zombies. I know some people like it. I don't like Marvel zombies, you know, when they did that gimmicky thing. I don't like... uh. You know, I forgot like about that. Marvel zombies. You know, I don't like their zombie things or the the fiend like the, the just the fiend's the one thing that stands out because it's actually a gimmick in wrestling. But I'm not going to want to have a wrestling match with zombie versions of people or medieval versions. And now they're adding these uh this this regional shit, this Southpaw regional. Honestly, we talked about that on here a few years ago. I never got to watch it. I don't know what it is. I know it has a, it's like a comedic parody of a wrestling federation. I wouldn't get the jokes though, and I wouldn't. And even if I did. I wouldn't want the characters in that form. Like, I wouldn't want Will Ferrell on here. I think Will Ferrell's hilarious. That doesn't mean I want Will Ferrell in wrestling games, you know? It's like they're, they're adding things that don't <laughs> yeah. make me... You're supposed to try to make an authentic wrestling game that uh, that has a bunch of things in it that, that make me think of authentic wrestling. Like, imagine if NBA 2K did that. If in their game you had, like, the Easter Bunny and it was like NBA Jam, you had Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton and the Obamas as the as the hidden characters. That's what NBA Jam is for. You don't do that to the actual game that you're trying to make a serious wrestling game in. Imagine if, like, the Madden games did that. You know, they had a, I don't know, you could be fucking Snowflake from Ace Ventura Pet Detective. You could have the actual <laughs> dolphin out on the field. You know what I mean? Like, just something gimmicky or stupid. Like, save that. If you want to make another off-key brand of your wrestling game, then go right ahead, man. Do something that, uh, that, that have, have fun there. But when I'm playing my wrestling game, the odds of me having in, like, a zombie Triple H is, is just... Zero. Like, imagine in a WrestleMania, that takes you out of the moment. Like, you have all these guys, and all of a sudden, burr, like, the buzzer goes up, and zombie Triple H with his crown and, and sword or whatever, fucking broadsword of sledgehammer comes running to the ring. I don't need that, you know? Yeah, those, those, those DLCs are definitely 
it, it's a, it's an understatement to say not for everybody. They're for people like me, where after a while you just stop giving a shit. Like, <laughs> and the bad part about it is, is the Southpaw Regional Wrestling has been the only one that seemed even relatively realistic. And like the whole premise is, it's similar to the one they had on the network. But it's completely new characters now. So they don't make references to the network special. Like they have, think, a version of uh, Sasha Banks. And it's actually my favorite one is the Sasha Banks and Bailey ones. It's Sasha. She's a nerdy character named Sasha Sasha Memory Banks. I shit you not. And then there's Bailey Billionaire, which is my fucking favorite one. Because she just comes out with a, with a suitcase and a poly dangerous brick. So <laughs> I can see where they're going with it. They want to kind of just give you that little escape from the reality. But yeah, it's definitely not something you want to throw into your main game because not everybody's going to be into that. And you're going to really be kind of killing a lot of it for uh, the people who aren't into that kind of stuff. And they just want just a straight wrestling. Exactly. And you know, all of us, we like the immersion of our games. You know what I mean? If I'm playing a wrestling game, I want to feel immersed in that world. If I change champions or whatever, I put DLC, I want to be able to do that, but don't have that as one of the, bullet points because at the end of the day people who bought the premium they paid for it it's not like out of the kindness of their heart they just added this and that's something that we don't really talk about on here but a lot of the time companies will do that even the companies that get a lot of heat like activision and ea and you know the big corporations with the microtransactions say what you want about them that's all 100 percent true but a lot of the time they'll have free dlcs they'll have the seasonal one sure that you have to pay for the half but there'll just be some stuff that's there ah, take a couple of new things here this next one's on us Every now and then, because it doesn't really hurt them. How yeah. come something like the uh, the regional guys and the zombie dudes, how come that's not just extra stuff they're giving us for the hell of it and then providing us with substantial DLCs? It doesn't make any yeah, sense like to it, me. Yeah, the, the, the original stuff would have been better as free DLC for sure. Because yeah. then you're just getting a little comedic taste or a little supernatural taste just, just for shit. Just like, hey, if you want it, it's there. Exactly. For anyone now, 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 the fiend I can understand because I mean it's the fiend, but everything else just like and even the yeah. fiend is something they held hostage. Where it's like if you didn't pre-order the game, you don't get the fiend, fiend in your version of the game. So it's like one of the main draws that people are going to want from this is something that you're not even going to bother to put into the core game. Like I have to be a pre-order person in order for that to be there. Most of the time, by the way, I am. I've been a pre-order person. We've done this show for five years now. And you know what? Aside from this year, every other year, we've pre-ordered everything. Everything you can possibly imagine. And then we've played them all at launch on the stream that you're watching. But it's like one thing where you're going to just try to rip us off. We're not going to be fans blindly. And that's what I feel like's happening with that game. Like even the DLC feels very lackadaisical. You know, it's like, I don't know. I don't know why they would even bother to do that. I, For anyone who watches us regularly, you know that on this channel on Saturdays lately, we've been doing Borderlands 3 cold streams. been three-player Borderlands, sometimes four-player Borderlands cold streams. We did the Moxie DLC. I think we've done it for about four weeks. It's the first of many DLCs. You usually get four DLCs in a Borderlands game. Most, most of, really, with most season passes, you get uh, a seasonal layer of content. Just like with every other Borderlands game, that seasonal content is gigantic. It's lasted four weeks of us playing 10-hour streams. If you're on the channel live right now, you can literally scroll down if you're on PC. I think you can do it on Xbox too. And look at past streams. And if you look at Borderlands for the past couple of weeks and the amount of time that we've played on it, which I think one stream is a consistent 12 hours, that's all in the DLC. It wasn't a cup of coffee. It was like buying another Borderlands. If they ran business the way these other companies do, they would have been justified in just calling it Borderlands 4 or just yeah, giving it I a mean, Borderlands subname. 
I, I was on with y'all a couple of weeks ago. That stream was like what fourteen hours? Yeah, it was about and fourteen hours. Different. Stream. I was a little early. Like. And yeah, we take breaks. We'll drop the stream for about ten minutes. Not really drop it, leave it idle, and come back or whatever. But we were playing. We were pretty much binging Borderlands. But the point is, you feel like you get your money's worth. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Not just having some of these ridiculous, like the regional thing. It's just it's skins of the characters that are already there. Yeah, which is where that, that that's the one thing at least kind of me as lenient as I have been with this game. That's the one thing where the DLCs kind of kill it for me is with each one. There's a main tower with a store, but there's basically a main story tower and then four sub towers. You can get through each tower, probably maybe 10 minutes a piece. Yeah. And that's maybe that. So yeah, like if you're going to throw something in like that, give it some life, have it be a whole nother showcase branch or something like that. But those towers, you can pretty much run through them like that. I mean, I get a, I get a kick out of them. I get a laugh out of them sometimes, but it's just the enjoyment's not really there after a little while. Because once you beat it once, you really don't have a reason to go back to it. I wouldn't even say bargain buy, honestly, Shane, because to be honest, uh, it's a game that I've seen it on sale several times. I think the, the cheapest I saw was like 19 bucks recently. And it was like, you know what? I can't even justify that because I didn't pre-order, so I'm not going to have The Fiend on a 2K20 game. I won't have a 2K19 character. He's been here since 2019. So, and I know they're going to release him separately, or or they might have already where you can pay for him yeah. as opposed to just having Yeah, him. yeah, um, the, the Bump of the Night DLC. Yeah, which, how much is that, like nine ninety nine? She'll probably. So I, I gotta pay them a month worth of, net, of Yeah, I have to pay them a month worth of, of network subscription. So it's basically twenty nine <laughs> ninety nine for me to have anything authentic that's not already in the game that I have the two K nineteen. And then as a wrestling fan, you guys know me. Whenever we've had the game on this channel, it was before uh, the channel itself was as upgraded as it is. So we would just let the game play in the background so that there was something for the people in the chat room to have to look at while uh, while we did the podcast, really. That's and out of that, I, what did I play? Maybe the first week, yeah, you know. Around, so I mean, like it's not it's not a game, right? So it's not a game where I'm going to settle for something that's not good because I I don't even play it enough to justify it being bad. I'm not going to run something bad on the screen as it was the 2K19. And you guys know, there's times we've had to like literally mid podcast, someone in the chat rooms had to point out that the game, the ref was no longer counting, the match has been going on for 45 minutes. Someone had somebody like they hooked the leg and they're just in the cover and the ref staring at them and it's stuck that way till we know that these games. <laughs> sloppy that's what made us eventually decide you know what you know what it is we're just gonna have the games we're just gonna do what we do here it took a while to put this together um but it was just like i'd rather you guys be able to see what we're doing rather than uh just see the a shitty game running in the background that sort of will push this in this direction like for me the writing was on the wall last game when it felt lazy so i thought you know what i gotta like upgrade the stream so that people can see what we're talking about which why by the way because we started five years ago when podcasts were still a thing, most of our audience is not on YouTube. Our YouTube channel sucks. It's not even on Mixer. We're new there because we abandoned Twitch to get get here. We're not even two years into Mixer. But thank you for all of our followers. We're still growing strong. But the majority of our listeners came from iTunes. They came from Stitcher Radio. They came from TuneIn, which a lot of you are still listening. That being said, there's nothing wrong with that. But just to let you know, since we've never really... 100% announced it we're we we pretty much the show that we used to put together that started as a taped show before it went live we're essentially putting it together in real time in the chat room that's what our chat room is so the audio drops that you're hearing you can drop in here and see them on the screen as we're recording them so if you ever hear us watching something just come into the chat room, mixer.com slash talk but scroll down to the bottom there's usually a replay that you can see they last for 14 days 
I'm not going to put them on YouTube anymore because YouTube's really anal about that kind of stuff. You could jump right in here, check out whatever drop it is that we're playing. We put a lot of different things on the screen. And, uh, you know, if it interests you, that, that's an easier way to do it or yeah. just catch us live. And truth be told, good games are not, I think this was the better way to go anyway. Like the games could have been great, but just like getting to come in and seeing the videos we're watching, seeing the different things we're um, doing, I think it makes you appreciate it a lot more regardless. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be, I think it should be an annual franchise because a lot of people said it doesn't need to be an annual franchise like the sports games. I don't mind it being an annual franchise. I don't even mind Call of Duty being annual as long as they're good. But there's enough changes in the actual WWE product that you could implement throughout the year that would justify a season pass without you having to make up zombies. What if, yeah. call me crazy, right? But what if when people turn face and heel and change their music and gimmick, that was what the updates were? Instead of having yeah, to wait an entire year for the next game. I, I can't help but notice because Survivor Series and all of the other stuff is in October, which is around the time that the game comes out. That's usually when they're doing heavy storylines, which usually means that by the time the game launches, every year, every year since they existed, most of the shit is out of date. Because yeah. they're in a change. The, the landscape changes around that time. The, the one thing I noticed uh, with last year that I give them credit for was right before the game came out was, um, I think, Roddy, I think Roger Strong had not too long joined Undisputed Era. They actually wound up coming out with an update that added the four-man Undisputed entrance to the game. So it's like, it's not like they haven't done this kind of stuff. So it's like, why can't they do it for everything? They just can't. They, they refuse. And... uh. It's funny, we're supposed to be in here talking about the DLC, but I'm kind of just shitting on it. We haven't even gotten to the part where I talk about the DLC. But yeah, South <laughs> Southport Regional DLC is out. <laughs> get yours Get yours today. <laughs> it's incredible. Sorry oh. sorry for anyone who's a fan of it. I know I, that, that was rough. <laughs> but yeah, I just, it just bothers me. I think that we, we, we deserve better DLCs than that. You know? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's... The sad part about it is, is of all the ones that have come out, with the exception of the fiend being in bump of the night, it's the best one out of the group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It, and, and it's sad, you know. I'm not going to even bother to entertain the idea of having these as DLCs. I'm going to run this clip real quick of it. I don't even know what it is yet. I'm sure it's just so that you guys can see what you're getting. Oh yeah, now I'll get the game. I wasn't gonna get it before, but I'm, now I'm, I'm sold. Whatever the hell just happened, now I'm now I'll get my copy. Hold on while I order this. What was that? I didn't. I didn't know you could get NWA Power Hour. <laughs> They're not in a studio, you silly. Oh, you like know what the, the best thing about that DLC would be is if you can get that song. <laughs> That's about it. Oh my god, I want to say it plays during the menu. And with that, we welcome Squires to the call. Hi. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. I don't even know what I just. I was thinking halfway through, I was like, "Am I having a stroke? Like, what is this?" <laughs> 
There was like a clown I can't wait a weird cartoon. Christmas when they come out with the uh, backstage curtain DLC. That's going to be fantastic. I'm going to have to Don't watch go. this regional thing that they did. I can't even imagine what how it how some of that played into itself. Just, just, just full disclosure, I'm pretty sure the network stuff was better. Oh boy. <laughs> Mark seven one zero said NBA two K giving us the same hairstyle since the new generation council. You think two K is gonna update the music? Well, you know what? Maybe they should give you guys Southport Regional in the NBA two K. Let's see how that's. You know what the sad part about it is that would be the most updated those two K games have ever gotten for NBA. <laughs> oh, what was that? What was that movie with um, Will Ferrell? <laughs> oh, which one? The he he was the the owner of that basketball team. How many oh, Will right. Ferrell movies did they have? Have we actually had to put up with? <laughs> That have had stuff like that, teams doing things like that, and I yeah again I'm a fan. Oh, semi pro, that's right. What if it was nah. like the semi pro leagues? He put I like it. Uh-huh. He spelled it out. See me pro. There see we go. Me pro. <laughs> see me pro. You can't see me pro. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, just for the record, people, this is not me defending the game. It just made me laugh. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but it. I, what's not funny is people who paid for that shit. Like I wouldn't laugh. At the fact that they gave you, they should be, there should be apology. Whatever happened to the days where a game would launch and it would have like bad, uh, DLC and they'd give you like an apology thing. Like, here, we're sorry. Here's some content. They don't even do that. They give you Southpaw and it was what you paid for. <laughs> That's incredible. They're the most unapologetic company oh, that I've man. ever seen. So bad. How about do a glitch fixing DLC? That'd be like, wouldn't that be better? Just just be honest and sorry. That's all I say you got to do. Be honest and put it this way. Okay, Sony. And you know we're all Xbox people here. Remember when Sony had that blackout? They basically went through their own version of Stephen King's The Stand. Like everything was just down. I remember. Oh, God, I remember <laughs> and that. And none of them could reach each other and shit. And the whole service was down. It was funny. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I hate it. I'm an Xbox guy. It was funny because it was just like, holy crap, your service is down that long. Like, like it's unheard of for anyone to have ever had that big of a fail. The, the, the three top CEOs of Sony, did you see the press conference that they held after that happened? I heard about it, but I didn't see it. Japanese people are so respectful, regardless of corporations. Those guys came out and they gave a sincere apology, like where they came forward in front of the crowd and the three of them bowed and shit. <laughs> you know, like they were really sorry. Hell no. There was just this moment of silence, like if somebody died, where the three of them stepped forward before everyone and they bowed their heads in shame and just stood there. It was so awkward for me watching because, like, this is a press conference. B- big CEOs, men's in suits and stuff, and they bowed their heads in shame and disgrace at the fact that their servers were hacked. It's not like they just accidentally someone spilled uh, Starbucks coffee on the damn keyboard. Their servers were hacked, and even though they were victims, they bowed their heads in shame. And here, yeah, exactly, Shane, our honor was disgraced. And then a sword was plunged into each one of their chests. Yeah, they, and then afterwards, the three of them committed committed seppuku, like Squires just said. They all, they all committed seppuku, and then their three their three children stepped up as the next. No, of course that didn't happen. Yeah. And, and here we got the BP guy from South Park. We're sorry. You know, but, but, but the point, that, that, that bowing. And then what does 2K do? They acted like nothing. Go look at their Twitter account. They acted like nothing was going on. And then they're just like, here's your Southport Regional DLC. Come on, what 2K man. is, it's like when you're at a dinner party and you fart and you just, just try to hide it as much as you can. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, that's real. Stop that. And then, and then you fart and then you're the one that goes, do you guys, what, 
smell that? You need, uh, you need flat two cents. Do you remember remember flat two cents? Oh my god. That was a bit on a living that was that was a bit on a living color where uh it had uh, Jim Carrey and a few other of the of the originals in it. But uh I guess they were wearing something that whenever you fart it like goes through a filter in your pants and it comes out as like whatever flavor you bought. They have that. They have charcoal underwear. That's pretty bad. No, but they were, they had like different flavors. And like, you see, there was this one scene where like Jim Carrey's like at a party, like with his wife and like he's sitting down and like he's eating a plate of food and he sort of lifts like one butt cheek off of the side of the couch. And then she looks at him <laughs> and she looks at him and she goes like, Jim. And he looks at her and he's like, relax. And he like looks at the camera with the product and is like, I have flat two cents. And this woman walks past and she's like, mm, do I smell fresh flowers? Dude, I was crying. I when, I when I was younger, I rewinded that shit over and over. It was so funny to me that after he fucking farted, the woman walked past and went, do I smell fresh flour? <laughs> you need flat two cents. The uh, fart filter, you know, 2K20 yeah. needs flat two cents. So, so, so would you, so need, would you call it 2K you cents? 2K20 needs to cover up their farts. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> Oh boy. I will never get. It. I don't see myself. I kept thinking if it was cheap, but I said the same thing about the battlefront. That that battlefront they gave us, the one that made microtransactions terrible and actually literally oh, yeah. flipped the gaming world on its head. Like I remember saying maybe if it comes out for like fifteen bucks or seven bucks or something. It's gone like bargain basement cheap. So and I they have okay, so Battlefront two is the bully in school that beats up, takes people's money. Then gets his butt whipped, goes back mm-hmm. home, and then come back and apologizes and is like, I'm sorry for what I did. Yeah, pretty much. I've seen it on sale for like eight bucks. Because they've just made said, up for it now. Like everything's free. There's no microtransactions. And it's a fun it, it it's a good game. It's it's a great game if you're a Star Wars fan. Visually, it's very I mean, it's beautiful, but they they shot themselves in the foot for that. Yeah. But like I was telling what I was telling you this the other day, right? I think it was EA. Or one of those. I mean, they've made almost a billion dollars last year, just in microtransactions. Yeah, a billion dollars. They're not going to stop. Yeah, you 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 don't make that kind of money, and then anything anybody does is going to be yeah. like, yeah, okay, now we're going to stop. Like the no. only reason it's going to stop is if people stop buying them, and yeah. people won't because people are competitive, and people want to cheat and get the upper hand quick. Did you hear what Xbox or not Xbox that? whole play i don't know if you talked about it that playstation now is kind of they're saying that it's going to have kind of like a built-in alexa so if you get stuck in a part you can say hey how do i beat this and it'll pull up a microtransaction on the screen that you can purchase to either equip or give you the experience to get by that part in the game that's wow. fucking nuts is that nuts yeah it's, Garbage. It's, uh, it's all becoming really bad. They're going to saturate the market with stuff like that. But this yeah. company needs to get get it together. Just do the bare minimum before you start trying to do stuff like this. Like, I'd rather you release no Southpaw and fix the game. Did anybody ever want this? Most people never even watched the damn show. No Mercy as a DLC. As I, said, here, take this. And this is, once again, to me, WWE 
capitalizing on something that they had nothing to do with because i don't know much about southport but to my understanding it was just the wrestlers fucking around like this wasn't something that vince asked for they just decided yeah. that they were going to do this thing and now look look the big companies making money off of the productivity and creativity of the of the wrestlers that they don't give that same freedom to that have to do this on their spare time and even the shit that they're doing on their spare time just to have a creative outlet is being monetized yeah it's just so silly you know i can't i can't give money into that just by general principle, I can't give them money. That's like if they would have taken money for Zack Ryder's channel, which they eventually did, because I think they claimed it. Didn't they make it their own channel? I think they did. <laughs> Back then, that's when the internet laws weren't as, as clear as they are now, clearly, because that doesn't happen to Oscar's channel. It doesn't happen to Matt, Matt Hardy's channel. It doesn't happen to Up, Up, Down, Down. They're all independent channels that belong to those people. As far as I'm concerned, um, Zack Ryder got screwed. Oh, yeah. He, he got the raw they end of the deal because they got his channel and he got fuck all. He was one of the first people to find to find a creative outlet to monetize and to do things like that and to be a parody before there was Southpaw, before there was anything, before there was up and down that that poor guy who wasn't getting pushed did that. And they took his fucking channel from him. <laughs> you know, when you think about it, it was just such a low key at the time. It was easy to do because the things like this weren't even happening. We weren't even doing podcasts yet. There wasn't even a what culture yet. There was none of this shit. And they they saw the writing on the wall and they took his channel. They'll do whatever and they now- can to take stuff from you. <laughs> And now he's on YouTube searching for action figures with Chad Hawkins. Yeah, you know, and they own a <laughs> channel that they're not even going to use. They kind of treated it like a copyright. Terrible. They've almost, and, and from what I hear, it's WWE that's the pressure. They're the ones who decided that they want to be like sports and they want there to be a game every single year, even if it's shit. They don't care. As long as they can say that the game came out just like the NBA one and the NFL one, they're fine with it. Because you know how much... They, everyone in that company, all the big execs and Vince and everyone, they like to look, be looked at as much as say entertainment. They say entertainment when they're being sued. They say sport when it's time to make money. You know, if you're going to lose money on a lawsuit, you wear entertainment. If it's time to make some money, you know, wear a sport. <laughs> <laughs> we want to be treated like a sport. But oh, it's, shit. It's incredible. When you want medical, you're, you're a independent contractor. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, we'll just change the rules. We'll just be on the middle of everything. We'll teeter on the edge of everything, yeah. and we'll keep releasing but a shit. you want to wrestle this? <laughs> you signed yeah. the contract. If, if, you go, if you go on Good Morning America, you're a superstar. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. And it's funny, because Victor from The Ascension, I never liked The Ascension. I, I give him props for this tweet, because he he commented underneath this this tweet that WWE released of this shitty image of their DLC, and he said, okay, now I'm going to actually say this looks like shit. I'm a gamer and a fan of certain things. This sucks. <laughs> That motherfucker's probably so happy he will work there no more just so I can say whatever the fuck I want. And then he promoted this other game that's coming out called Retromania. You ever heard of that? I've heard that name thrown out a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. He, apparently some other game coming out for Xbox that's a wrestling game called Retromania. And he was like, this is a wrestling game on the other hand. Let me share that tweet is with you like guys. Is it like Fire Pro, kind of? Well, here's a screenshot that he shared. I don't know. What the hell is like. that? Are those action figures? They look like little action figure boxes, right? I'm put on social media for you guys. Yeah, it kind of looks like Fire Pro. Fire Pro wasn't bad. I wonder if we're gonna are these gonna be licensed guys? No, I can't even it's tell. Gonna... I can't read the names to see if it's people. That I be... see uh, Nick Aldis, Tommy Dreamer. Really? So those are Hawk and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, from left to right, that top row is Hawk, Animal, Tommy Dreamer, and Nick Aldis. Wow, wow. And then I, and then I see Colt Cabana. I'm surprised. Uh, oh, I wow. Thought gonna, you're, you're gonna I thought it was going to be like Jim, the reptile Randy. Hold on. Hold on. You're going to love this one. <laughs> the one on the second row, um, right below Animal, Johnny Retro. Oh, I love it. Oh. 
Oh god. Well, Zach Saber Jr.'s in this shit too. Oh, this looks like it's gonna be fun. This is nuts. Who's that next to him? Uh next to Johnny Retro, that's Zack Saber Jr. I see Austin Idol. What is it? The BWO is in the next one. You're right, Spartan Jesus. The fucking wow. BWO. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is this? And who's that on the the final one on the far right? I mean, I can't see that. I can't, oh, I, can't read quite, I can't quite read the name on that one. The red one, right? Yeah, the red guy there. Oh, that's the Ooh. one I can't see the name. I'm getting this. <laughs> I don't care if it plays like crap because I, I, I bet it's not a game that's going to cost $80 and a pre-order and all that. So I'll screw around with a game oh, like this and, and stream I it on here. I hope they have knockoff WWE guys like Unstable Sid and Terry Hogan. and <laughs> You know they would sue them just because they're a hateful fucking company. <laughs> all you got to do is just tweet them back. Ain't your stock drop? We can't really be afford to be stealing people. Peter Piper. Peter Piper. I'm done. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so this is Victor. Instead of, instead, instead of Samoa Joe, New Zealand, Tim. That is amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Cold Stone, Terry, Austin. You know You're what I mean? stupid. <laughs> 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 oh shit! Instead of edge, instead of edge, blunt. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Here comes sharp object. <laughs> he hit him with the lance. <laughs> maybe, maybe they'll have their. Maybe they'll have a North Pole regional DLC. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> but theirs will be free. North Pole regional. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Right, take everything. Oh. You know, that's what we're going to call it. They're going to call it North Pole National Fighting. That's what you got to do? <laughs> oh, man. Sugar State instead of the Rock the Boulder. <laughs> so we're going to be getting this game this year. You have the Boulder, right? <laughs> smell what the Boulder reheated? Do you smell what the Boulder's bacon? <laughs> you catch a whistle with the Boulder bacon. Oh, man. Oh, my oh, gosh. Okay. Instead of Here do comes you, the grave digger. Instead of do you like pie? Oh, instead of do you like pie? He'll be like, do you eat cheese? <laughs> Yo, these givers are gold. It's amazing. the grave. It's the gravekeeper and his brother Abel. Oh no! <laughs> Yo, I, <laughs> I wow. see what you. I can't believe you. <laughs> I can't believe you pulled that shit. Oh god. Oh, if you catch uh, that joke, you get a free seven up. Holy shit. Grave right. digger and Abel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this game is going to be a blessing in disguise. I'm oh, I you. think we should make our own game. Holy crap. Yeah, with no. all those guys in it, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. I wonder if YouTube hey. has any gameplay of this, because I'm, I'm now interested in what it'll look like. Um, I can check. I can check. I love how Victor plugged it. That's probably revenge because they recently copyrighted his name. They probably just want to screw the guy. Oh, of course. that's what They, they, they don't want to actually do anything productive. They just want to try to stick it to everybody else. But could you really copyright his name? His name was Victor. Knowing them, they, 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 knowing them, they probably, have they officially done it or like, or they No, they did it? it, but this Victor with a K. I mean, can he just be Victor with a C? It's not like most people even knew he had a K in it. How often did the name appear on the bottom of the screen? He would have had to be on a show. You know? Yeah, he could probably just Fucking oh god, this fucking company. The big. That's why if, if they if they put as much effort into their product as they did trying to copyright people's shit, like th- this wouldn't be a problem. 
Like no. nobody would have this issue. Whole wait, did I? Oh fuck! I don't think I found it. But but no, it's just uh, it, I I, I kind of want this. Like I, I kind of want this now. Like this is this this looks just wonderful. Yeah, they copy <laughs> old Victor Spartan just so that they they don't have him. Just so they don't have him. I guess so he can't work. You know, or he has to. It's harder for people to because he was a lower card guy. They're not going to recognize the name recognition is everything. That's what you stick around for. That's again. That's the reason why I always criticize Ryback, not just because now he's fighting for his name, but because you want to stick around long enough where you don't have to be Victor or Ryback. Where no matter what they try to do, you're just so known that there's nothing that they can do to stop it. And, I mean, uh, why would you want to claim that? I mean, oh hey, here's Victor, the guy you saw on Superstars. It's like yeah, just go out and guy. be your own be thing again. You know, why cry yeah. over it? Yeah, then again, not yet. Like as long as he was there, it wouldn't have mattered because they didn't do shit. He could have have been there another 10 or 20 years. Nobody would have still known who the fuck he was because they never did shit with him. Yeah. It wasn't a known enough name, but that's what I mean. Most people uh, will get screwed that way. But when you're somebody who's like a Ryback and you have a chance to stick around and have to be in all their pay-per-views and their WrestleManias and stuff long enough, you could just change it. Look at the Dudleys, which the Dudleys got really, really finger cuffed in that deal. If you go back and listen to the interviews where, where Bubba Ray called Stephanie, I believe he called her a cunt. Because she was the one behind taking the Dudley boy name or not granting it to them after they, they at least according to his uh, shoot, uh, she was the one who did that. And they had to change their own name and they were Team 3D when they were in TNA. And guess what? It didn't yeah. even affect them. No, because if your gimmick's good enough and you're a good enough wrestler, you can go back out there at whatever. And it, I mean, look at how everyone and this is flip side. Look at how everyone thought Finn about, oh, no, that's Prince Dead. Devitt, da, 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 da. when you see him now what do you think of finn balor you don't think yeah. of prince devitt and that goes to the flip-flop when you go to the indies if you're big enough you can wipe away that persona and just as easily become who you want to be they just get the right dumb yeah he, he could have been anything else by now and he just wants to sit there and cry and complain about it because that's what he's good for. Yeah, he he was big enough in there where if he would have just stuck around even maybe a few more years, he'd have been fine. But no, he didn't yeah. like having to climb his way up from the bottom. And he dipped off and left. I yeah. wish I would have gotten the drop. I decided against it for time. But Booker T was talking a little bit about the revival. And he was saying that, which is funny because on the contrary, on the contrast to that, we look at the revival and say, you guys should get out of it and everything. But Booker T is kind of saying about the revival, we say about Ryback, where he's like, apparently they're offering them like millions. Like the, what they're offering the re- the revival as a tag team, it's a lot of money. They just don't want them to like leave. 700000 I think, a, a piece. It's It's crazy. I don't remember the ex- I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but Booker was like, I even if they told me to do that for like 15 years or something, and I would get no title matches ever or anything, I would have taken the money, <laughs> you know. And I, I guess if they're they're hungry and they want to be in good events and they they want to hone their craft and they want to be in angles and get to do things, that might be more important to them than money. For a lot of people, yeah, there it, are jobs out there where it's like fuck doing that job, even though I know I make a lot of money, I don't want to do that job. It, it's even, um, even a mid tier. Let's say they drop them because they'll never be the, the revival is never going to be like the Ascension. You know, they're always at most be a lower mid tier, but even a lower mid tier in WWE is better than most anywhere else. If you want it for recognizability, traveling and, the world and to make sure being that you recognized honing your craft mm-hmm. and to you, make sure even, that you even get a the mid tier most... guy is going to be more than anybody else. 
and to make sure you get the most out of your name when you leave there, you know? And like I said, to me, I, it always bothers me because, like I said, I think Ryback would have been huge, and he still can, but I think it, he should have just literally rolled that wave the way that Ambrose did. Ambrose was the smartest person. He did exactly what I thought Ryback would do. When he had enough of it and he was thinking, fuck this place, I'm done, the only person who knew was him and probably Renee. He came to work every day, put a smile on. He disputed the things he didn't like, but he never acted like he was frustrated you know, not to a point where they thought he would leave. Just he started shrugging and he had already made the internal decision that I'm going to get the most out of this and I'm going to ride this out and then I'm going to leave. And man, that they buy that. They must be so salty that they got. He worked them. When you yeah. think about it, he worked them to the point where they were doing goodbye shield yeah. reunions almost almost weekly. There was a new goodbye Ambrose, a new goodbye shield. They were having sit down interviews with them. They bought everybody cheesecake in the office. It was becoming crazy just because of Ambrose. They didn't know what the hell to do. They were spinning in circles. And then the guy fucked them and left. <laughs> he did exactly what, what Ryback and a lot of people need to do to want to keep their names, you know, or don't need to keep their names. Just go go out like that. AJ and Lee. you ask the revival ten years from now because they're both injury prone. Mm-hmm. I don't. I hate saying that, but they already are. So you look at ten years from now when they leave and they have moderate success anywhere else, but then they look back in their forties when their bodies busted up and they really can't do it anymore, and they look at the lifestyle that they're living. I bet you they'll go, "Crap, we should have stayed and got the money." Yeah, I think that's going to happen with, with quite a few of them, which at the oh, end of I the day, yeah. at the end of the day, the doors almost never closed in WWE. So maybe they'll wind up coming back and getting more of the money. You know, AJ Lee like, is I, another I, person who I look at her and AJ Lee was smart. She literally stayed until after she got her WrestleMania paycheck. If you if you remember, she she was in Mania and then she literally retired the following morning. That's yeah. and you can't do anything when they retire. So that was definitely preemptive. There There are smart ways to deal with this company. And in the way that she retired, if she ever wanted to be, come back, that paycheck's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the way you deal with it. But yeah, lazy company, lazy games, lots of problems coming from here. But at least that AEW game is on its way sometime. Who's making that? For probably Ukes. I wouldn't be surprised well, if Ukes goes to make that. <laughs> Yeah, for that's a minute, I, someone asked in the chat room. Jack specific, but someone asked in the chat room what they were going to do. The comp- I, I actually scroll past so many screens in front of me. But yeah, to answer your question, I think that that's what it would be. The AEW Ukes went to make. They definitely said they're going to go make another wrestling game. You know, like that goes without question. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's move along. In other news, uh, did you guys hear about Alexa Bliss? That Alexa Bliss music video by Bowling for Soup. Yeah, I heard about this. Like it's. Everybody's been talking about this video. Yeah, I actually took a peek at it early. I don't get to look at most of the stuff before we run right here, but I took a quick look. I'm going to run it so we can check it out and drop the link in for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I guess it's an homage sort of thing to like weird science type stuff. I'll let you see it. Then we'll talk about it. Even know that she was famous. How can 
be more like Alexa Bliss. She says some really mean stuff to the other wrestlers. Some say they hate her, but they just don't get her. And if you try to bring her down, she'll say, bless your heart. Her favorite song's Girl, All the Bad Guys Want. Sometimes she cheats, but she never gets caught, yeah. Before you ask, no, that's not me and Destin as kids. Damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> you know the one thing you didn't see on that video? The tissues? Yeah, the room full of stiff socks after she left. So, the, so Alexa Bliss's <laughs> song is the new Stacy's mom's got her going on. Remember that shit? Yo, I remember that video. Yeah. Stacy's mom got it going on. Oh my god, that's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, this is this generation of Stacy's mom. Wow. Ugh. Oh god. An awful song. <laughs> oh stupid. Video is <laughs> worse too. You see all those little what was it? His I, uncle? His creepy uncle know. in his room? With apparently somebody's bra. Was that like his mom's bra on their head? Oh my god. There's a lot of questions that need to be asked in this video. No, they don't. <laughs> and not one of them's getting an answer. We could always just move along. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I want to explore this. You do it by your damn self, then. <laughs> I was surprised it even happened. It was like oh, interesting. I thought, that, I thought it was gonna be Poor like when you see like face prints in the pillow. I thought it was gonna be like when you see Ric Flair in a video, like just a couple seconds of it or something. I don't know. It was gonna no. be like focused on her. I was like, oh wow, this is like she was she. This she was in that shit. All right, what else do we got here? Uh, Malcolm Bivens, did you see that he crashed Shayna Baszler's Super Bowl party? <laughs> what? I'm gonna show you here. Oh, it's Malcolm Bivens with Bivens Enterprises. I'm here at Shayna Baszler's because she's having a Super Bowl party, and I can't wait to surprise her. <laughs> Shayna, what's up? Oh, it's Malcolm! It's Malcolm! It's Malcolm! Why did you find out where I live? Norman Smiley, he told me. He told- okay. <laughs> he said Norman Smiley. How the hell you just threw Norman under the bus like that? He's about to die. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you just walk up in that girl's house. What's wrong with you? That bitch kills. She bites people. Stop that. Oh, actually, Does she always have wrong? a baton in her hand when she answers the door? Maybe people are crazy. Maybe, maybe she, when you see a masked, when you see a masked, uh, black guy, man, you can oh, say you it. Say, you know, you or said, I want you to say guy. it. I want you to say it. <laughs> you know, it's just oh, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Gotta go for that Bobby Hill tribute. I don't know you. Get off my purse. You think she would answer the door if he didn't have a mask on? You wouldn't have got choked out, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't think she's into that sort of thing. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay. There's a lot of videos that start out that way but don't end in the same result. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. You've all been into the VHS tapes that are in the back of the shelf, right? Oh, right. yeah. I, we, we, we've been when there. When I was a little kid, I poked my head in the room with the beads. Oh, yeah, right. Bead curtain. Remember when that was the only way that you would see stuff like that? Like, now you can literally conjure it out of thin air? Oh, yeah. Back then everybody go everybody the remembers the static channel. Oh yeah, the one channel way at, at, at like ninety nine. Everyone goes blue and green and shit. You remember going to the video store, Mom? What's Pizza Boner Six? No, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been burned alive in my housewives. <laughs> I wouldn't have made it home that day. <laughs> going back then, being then you go into the really freaky fetish section, and you're like, "What the hell's Toe oh. Jam and Earl?" <laughs> <laughs> This one this one didn't even need too much of an adjustment. (laughs) It just became insta pornographic, right? Is this the right driving, Miss Daisy? Oh my god. Hey, you know what I just thought of? You know imagine how dirty those cases were when you brought it back? What if you took a black light to those cases? Oh my what? god, dude! They would glow. Uh, but why? They, they why would, would the glow like Seamus? Why would the they cases would look like glow? Naomi's entrance? Those cases. But why? Under a black light. Because kids don't understand placement that well. Yeah, they're not organized about this, right? They were able to get the sock, but they weren't able to put down the case. Exactly. They didn't figure that part out. Disinfecting. <laughs> what are you doing today? Disinfecting cases. Oh my god! Why are we uh, burning cases? Well. So gross. That's the only place that you can go in a video store back in the eighties where if you're female, just walking through her and coming back out, you might get pregnant. There's <laughs> <laughs> like a thirty five percent chance. Who's the father? I don't know. I touched a movie and this happened. Oh my god. Who's the father? Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> and you remember when you would go in the video store and you'd see the creepy guy with the movies? Yeah. Oh, and, and he always like, and he always had like nine of them. Like, yeah, you know, he he looked like those three guys on the bed in that Alexis Bliss video. That's exactly <laughs> the guy that. Who's the, the, the father? Movie. Either the creepy guy that's in the video store, Ron Jeremy, or Lucy Lovelace. Ooh. One uh, of those three. You pray it's not the creepy guy. I've watched this one seven times. Sometimes it's hard yeah. to tell the difference between the creepy guy and Ron Jeremy. And the, bad, and the bad part about it is, you know, that guy, he's done it so many times. He knows how to arrange the video so he doesn't drop anything. He's an expert. <laughs> he's, right? got a, he's, got, he's got a technique at this point. <laughs> and this is to go even further beyond. Oh, my God. <laughs> how many times have you rented this video, sir? Well, I only get about 10 minutes into it, then I turn it off. Yeah, right? Jesus Christ. I've never seen it all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, having to rewatch things. Uh, 
rewind it. I only got past the first 10 minutes the first time, so I just skipped that every time. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, we, we have that. You know, you never have to do that. We, we have it here somewhere, right? Uh, <laughs> it's in here somewhere. It's the old creepy car walking through a fucking blockbuster. Yeah, yeah it is. Oh, that's a, that's a modern... Oh. This is a soundtrack to Black Snake Mona a lot. <laughs> and I know people have asked me, why would you even have that? Did you have a song just in case uh, there was ever a porn discussion? Well, yeah. But it's not just like I just said, let me go get porn music for porn discussion. One day when we were, not recently, but years ago when we were going to create a new intro... We always look through royalty-free music, copyright-free music to find out what we can use without getting, you know, that we can have our own themes. Notice our intros, outros are royalty-free, so this is one of the choices <laughs> when we were going through intros, and it was like, what the hell is this? Maybe I'll keep it in case there's porn. Yeah, do you think those movies buy rights to music? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they probably do. They probably get the same, yeah, it's from the same I, place I, we I get our music. I Sean Williams is doing a score for any of those. I heard, I heard that's where he started. You got to start somewhere. <laughs> I want to see the Danny Elfman. <laughs> yeah. Who else? Alan Silvestri, right? Alan Silvestri's another one. Oh, Jesus Christ. This took such a turn just from Alexa Bliss being a music video. <laughs> yeah, how did that Christ. even happen? That's terrible. <laughs> Shit happened again. What the heck? That happened Sunday during Indivisible. Remember, like, how, how would we keep getting to these places? Like, yeah, I don't know, but we, we need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was literally a detour there, huh? All right, let's find another story that's not as explicit, or that doesn't turn as explicit as uh, that. <laughs> Is that a challenge? <laughs> Page news this week. Oh, wait. Nope. Oh, sorry. Same yeah. thing. You know what we should get into, actually? I didn't think about We should probably talk about the entire fourth quarter financial reports because that's what we, we left off last week where they fired two two of the top people that's and, uh, just as sexy yeah just as much fun right so uh let's look at what we had going on here first of all before we even get into the fourth quarters according to variety fox corporation had a five percent rise in revenue for the fourth quarter of 2019 a turnover of $3.78 billion and a net income of $314 million in the same quarter of the previous year they posted a $24 million net profit. So um, we can say that maybe something about WWE being there associated to that because they lost UF- their UFC contract before they picked up the WWE brand, but they still had a 5% increase in their revenue. So that could be a sign of uh, them being happy with what's going on. Now, that being said, WWE has had the highest quarterly revenue in history. Probably not because of the things that you're thinking of. Like, it definitely wasn't because of the WWE Network. But they had, like, pretty much success as far as uh, everything else. So, uh, their revenues were at $960.4 million. The operating income was at $116.5 million. SmackDown, going to Fox, increased viewership by 20%. And... uh 
They talked about how NXT extended its reach. They completed content distribution agreements with BT Sports and Viacom CBS Channel 5 in the UK, Fox Sports in Latin America, PP Sports in China, and Super Sports in Africa. Uh, their digital entertainment continued to grow with video views up 10% from the 3.4, the 34.5 billion of hours that consumed up to 7% to nearly 1.3 billion. So, uh, and they returned and the return of capital to shareholders totaled 120.8 million. So they are making money hand over foot here. There's no question about this, but the bad is that the WWE network subscriptions that we predicted and talked about last week dropped 10%. There are 1.42 million subscribers. And the problem with this is no one else's stuff has dropped 10%. No other streaming service has dropped 10%. But you don't think it'll go up 10% once WrestleMania hits? Well, considering some of the potential changes. Yeah, but it's WrestleMania. People always say that. And then WrestleMania comes and they're like, ah. Uh, I mean, it's difficult to tell. I mean, they can, like it's like we said before, they can only bank on that name for so long. Like, well, that's not fair. That's like saying the NFL can only bank on the Super Bowl for so long. You know what I mean? But here's the thing. But but at least they try to deliver the Super Bowl quality and stuff, whereas sometimes it feels like WrestleMania, some of their pay-per-view, they just phone it in. Well, here's the thing. Okay. And this is the big problem. We're hearing that that might not even stay the way that it is. Like Vince McMahon during this basically said that uh, they're going to be coming up with alternative strategic options in regards to where their content is placed. So uh, there's a big chance that you're not even going to be able to get WrestleMania at the WWE Network anymore. They're thinking of selling the pay-per-view rights to other streaming services because what will happen for example if you can sell your pay-per-view the rights to pay-per-views to some other service and for the year or for or however many years you sign the contract they'll just give you a lump sum of money and then when you're yeah, you were mentioning that last last week yeah that's yeah. crazy so yeah they can give you just a lump sum of money for selling the pay-per-view rights and even though that'll hurt them in the long run people have talked about how this is cannibalizing the wwe network because in the long run you're going to lose subscribers sure you're going to have short-term gains because people are going to want to get the, this pay-per-view so you're going to force your your demographic into uh into buying something that they're not interested in having they already showed their loyalty by having the wwe network but what you want to do is you, you want to have your cake and eat it too now you want to have the pay-per-views and the money from that as well as them being network subscribers so he talked about, he said that there's no better time to exercise the selling of our rights. Those were his exact words, that there is no better time to exercise the selling of our rights. There's no other way to spin this. You know what I'm saying? That's basically him saying, we're going to do this. You know, people are saying that it might happen and everything. It's like if it came from him himself, this is a legit report, this transcripts of the stuff going on. He said, we have a lot of options. We could continue on as we are now with an, with an enhancement of a tier. We also have an option, which basically if he's saying that, he basically wants to probably put the pay-per-views on a higher tier. That's not the 999 tier. We also have an option right now. There's more, there's, there's no more better time than to exercise the rights of our contents, of sell our contents to all the majors who quite frankly 
all the majors are really clamoring for our content. So that could be a significant increase, obviously, in terms of revenue. This is what he's telling his investors. He's basically saying in layman's terms, listen, we could still make money off of this. And the way that we could still make money off of this is by just selling our stuff to another place. And they're saying that if a deal is struck, they're going to be announcing it within this season. You know, there, there's a he talked about uh, OTT, which is called Over the Top. It's a streaming media service offered to, to viewers um, that bypasses cable, broadcast TV and satellite TV. He talked about that. Um, he said that nothing is a must have when it comes to a deal. But they'll but. You know, like I said, it's just crazy. It's just crazy when you hear about this. And we're hearing there's already candidates. We're hearing that DAZN, they could be interested in buying WrestleMania. So uh, you might have the WWE Network and still need DAZN in order to have it. ESPN Plus, they're saying this is the most likely place the WWE can wind up if they sell off, off the rights. And uh, we'll have to see exactly how that goes. Amazon. It's not just that Amazon is a candidate that they could go proposition. It's that Amazon has openly said that they would like to buy the streaming rights to all of the WWE pay-per-views. So it's not even like they're just shopping. They have offers. Amazon's out there saying, look, we'll take all your pay-per-views. So then when people want pay-per-views, they'll have to have an Amazon Prime. And then when they want to have the other stuff, ride-alongs and the NXTs, the NXTs that are a day late and cut up, they can have the WWE Network. So for the short price of what $25 a month how much is Amazon $12.99 I don't even know yeah you know what I mean so for that you can have have another service to watch mania or pay-per-view I'm out I won't do it yeah and and the problem with this is that that's because you're logical which most people are going to be in this case no one's going to give them so yeah when the next when the next time for them to have a financial quarterly meeting comes they're going to be able to once again say look at how much more money we have Thanks to our deal with ESPN or, or whoever the hell they do it with. But then what happens? What happens afterwards when we hear that the network drops even more? To me, because everyone's saying that they'll eventually catch up to them. To me, I think that they're going to just eventually discard the network. I mean, I feel like they already have. The NXT that we get, which I explained to you guys on here, having watched on USA and on the network, is a cut-up version already. They're cutting up their own product on the place where it or- originated from. They're already taking content off of their They've already decided that uh, they're, they're already openly talking about selling their distribution rights after marketing. This is the place where you could go for all of the stuff. Eventually, it's not going to be worth as much. Yeah. And then if they, even if they don't do that, what's the alternative? His alternative was to talk about another tier. The only way another tier would work is if there's incentive to pay more money. If the, if the next tier doesn't have anything else, then people are going to stay on this tier. How can you make people pay more money? Well, that's very simple. Put the things on there that they want. WrestleMania was not going to stand the tier of nine ninety nine. If there's a top tier, that wouldn't even make any sense. If there's a tier above this, yeah. so they're going to start making you pay more money one way or the other. It's not even a matter of of uh, if; it's a matter of when. Because you're either going to be paying that extra nine ninety nine that they now want from you that they're not outright saying they want by having to go through another service, or you're going to be paying it because you're going to have to increase to another tier to get everything. What they're basically saying without saying it is that they want an extra 999. Netflix wasn't smart. Netflix whenever they raise their price, they just tell you the number. They go, "Hey, the price after next month for new subscribers is going to go up 199." And then people just calculate it in their head. The way WWE did it was way more corporate because you would have to think about this to realize that what they've basically done is they told you, "We're taking double the money for half the shit." And the reason why I say half the shit is because if we look at what the WWE Network has been doing, we see that they've already started to abandon it because 
they basically had, let's see what the numbers are here. They had 70 events in total, excluding NXT, and 50 of those were in North America. The, the year before this had 87. So they're dropping the events that they used to give anyway, already significantly. They're slowly trimming the fat of things that they don't think you're paying enough money for. The house shows went from 34.4 million to 27.4 million. They're running less of those, which as a result, their ticket sales are down 1.5, 1.9 million decline. The attendance was uh, actually up 15%. So it's, uh, it's strange. They're completely restructuring the way that everything is. But it's not in favor of people. If they're moving the pay-per-views, there's no way that you're not going to wind up paying more money if you're trying to subscribe and get everything. So to me, it looks like they kind of messed up. They made mistakes as they grew and became more global. They did a lot of things that we spoke openly about here. We're not even businessmen or CEOs. We've taken no business management courses or ever. You know what I mean? Uh, but at the end of the day, We've been on here and have always said, is that going to be a good idea? Is this going to be a good idea? And it just sounds to me like some of these things weren't good ideas. And the backup plan was that the the fans and the supporters are who pay for it now. You know, like it didn't work out the way you want it. So now it comes out of our pockets, not yours. (laughs) Because either way you look at it, you're not paying ESPN Plus for the WWE Network. You know, you're not paying them for the pay-per-view. You're paying WWE Double. That's the only way that this possibly works because ESPN's not getting that content for free. They have to pay WWE. So they're just making you go through a, through a third person to pay for the same stuff. That might not even work. At that point, people might just wait, look for it online. You know, what would you guys do if it came down to that? That's the thing. I wouldn't subscribe. I'd either, <laughs> exactly. I, I'll be honest. I'd either bootleg it or just, oh, well, I'm not watching it. Yeah. And I'll the see other the clips on Facebook. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. And then the other thing that they're talking about doing is maybe selling it to Fox because Fox, uh, they can make it like the Super Bowl where Fox gets a lot of, gives, spends a lot of money to have the Super Bowl. And now it's this big event where you're going to get a lot of ads, a lot of time for people, a lot of money spent where you see trailers and movies because that's what powers the Super Bowl. That's the reason everyone thinks the Super Bowl free. No, the Super Bowl is not free. The sponsors are what make the Super Bowl seem free. Why do you think you got to watch trailers, even though you enjoy the trailers? Isn't it weird that all the big movie trailers happen during the Super Bowl? All of the, uh, the big dollars for 50 seconds. Yeah, the performances, exactly. all the big performance during the Super Bowl. That's where that money is. So what they want to do is they want to basically compensate their revenue by making the WrestleMania something that uh, Fox will do. And then it's a different monster because then you're going to have your advertisements. They might be good, but you're going to have advertisements. And for me, at that point, I so, I draw the line. I'd rather it be that I pay for another service than for it to be on Fox because I'm not a Fox guy in the sense that I'm not going to sit here. I can't put up with five to six hours of a show that's going to have commercials and going to have ads and all this other stuff. Like I'm, It's bad enough to put up with WrestleMania uninterrupted for the crazy amount of time it's on tv it's terrible the idea that it's basically going to be a long ass raw with all those commercials in the middle of it i don't think i want to do a long ass raw raw feels really long thanks to the way it has to take those intermittent little uh ad placements throughout the entire thing it feels really long like by the time 10 40 hits i'm done I never really appreciate the main event because whatever the main event is, by that point, I'm so fried. I'm just waiting for it to be over. I don't even care. Whatever happened tonight, I watched it, sure. But me watching was really clock watching because I'm so done by that point because of their format. You think that I'm going to want that same format expanded to almost double the time? 
you don't want to see the Taylor Swift intermission show in the middle of WrestleMania? No, WrestleMania shouldn't be about them making more money. WrestleMania should not be about them making more money. They already made their money with the Saudi thing. Crazy. And if and it, so it's like everything that you're paying for is just like something you're settling for, whether it's their game, whether it's their content. The network itself isn't even going to have all the stuff. And you There's guys know a lot of stuff that's missing now. And you guys know I've been on the fence about the network for a long time. Where if it wasn't because we're doing this, I always feel like it wastes time. I don't care that much about ride alongs. I don't have enough time in my week to watch the ride alongs or any of that stuff. You know, like I just it, they're cool when I've ever got to sat down and watch one. I enjoy the content, but I'm just not there to watch with as much wrestling as they have. Who the hell has time to even watch the extra stuff? I never even watched the Undertaker Stone Cold thing because there's literally no time to have a life and be able to watch the amount of stuff that's on there. And are you going to charge me and not put the stuff that I'm actually paying for? When when most of the su- subscribers that they have, the original, the originators of this entire WWE network, bought that service, they didn't know that there was even going to be such thing as Ride Along or Table for Three or Swerve. Everyone bought it on the on the plug of it having all of the pay-per-views and all of the past content. Those were the only two things we knew for sure. And now you're taking that away. So pretty joke. And whenever something becomes good enough, that tells me that whenever something's good enough to sell, they will. So whatever's on the network is always going to be mid-tier stuff. Because let's just say Ride Along blows up and it starts getting a lot of views and people like that. To the tier that they Ride Along will be on USA. Yeah, to the tier that they would like a pay-per-view. I think that's impossible. If it happens, it's not going to be something like Ride Along. Like it's a good show, but it'll never hit those numbers. That being said, if they ever have something that does, it's going to be out of there because they're going to go, oh, look how good this is. We could sell this. So now what does the network become? It becomes a trial place. It becomes a trial platform where they get to experiment and put things on there. You guys are the guinea pigs for their experiments because they're just going to use it as a place to see what works and then sell it away so that you don't have access to it anymore unless you pay more or tolerate ads. It's, it, to me, this is amazing. I got to, you know what? Amazing. It's amazing that a fucking company nowadays was able to pull this many strings to make money while cheating everybody legitimately. This is way more brilliant to me than the fucking independent contractor thing that they do. There's like so many channels and tunnels of ways to take your money in order for you to enjoy their product that it's almost seamless now. It's almost like Skynet. It's become a fucking self-aware thing you know what i mean where it's like you're just able to just take people's money you know and everybody else who has enough sense to look at this is just watching it it's incredible i gotta give credit i almost envy how fucking incredible this is like like wow you know like it like that that is amazing and it's when and it's when everybody else is giving shit away too like it's when xbox literally with the xbox game pass they practically throw games at you they don't even know what to do they have so many games this is games bleeding out of everywhere it's just an overwhelming amount of games Who's the Dyson of WWE that we have to go back and? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, right. Like, like when, when you think about it, the way you described it, you know what you realize you really just said, right? What? The network is their is their next developmental. The network itself has become developmental. That's what it is because yeah. you can test things there, and if it sucks, so what? There's only got 1.4, whatever, 1.2 million people there. Hardly anyone noticed this was shit, and by the time sure. they realize that the pay-per-views aren't on there anymore, that number's going to drop even further. You know, like they're, so, they're going to fuck around and kill that network. They, but they don't do care. It it's not even where their money's coming from. They don't even care. It's just going to be a place for guinea pigs. That's all it's going to be. They don't care. The numbers don't matter to them at all with that now. It's it's the perfect setup. It's so brilliant. This is good What's shit right here. What's crazy is their most famous and popular show wasn't even, wasn't even on the network. And that's Ms. and Mrs. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So like because I said, what's it's, funny, because everyone does the ratings war on Wednesday, do you know the Miz and Mrs. outdo NXT and AEW every week? Oh, yeah? Wow. Was, oh, yeah. Miz is a great personality. <laughs> yeah, Miz is a great personality. I've laughed out loud at that show. 
you know like i've, oh, I've yeah. had it on in the background like when i'm getting ready like I, I think at some point it was on after raw and uh or after uh smackdown one of them i just remember having it on the background getting ready to go on for something i was laughing i was like these guys are actually funny there's some genuinely funny shit that happens on there well, and i the- like a little thicker maurice <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it looks good on oh, him. oh like, yeah like, like, I, I think there was one point it was like I, I can't remember what we were doing off air. We were either getting ready for something or just finishing up something. We threw on an episode and I think it was that one where like they were doing like the maternal phone. The Miz came out ass naked. We were oh my god, that, that was the funniest shit when he came out. He said, like, "You know, I, I've never done the new thing before, but if I just, just come came out, out like nothing was like, going, if on. I just come out like if it's like like it's okay because if I act weird, everyone else will act weird. So I'm just gonna act normal." He just walks on to think, "Hey guys, what's going on?" He's naked. And everyone's like, "What the hell are you doing?" Everybody's like, "What the." <laughs> So I'm like, yeah, I'm not surprised that it's beating both of them because it's just funny. Yeah, I think that was the first or second episode. But for anyone that didn't watch the, the 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 gimmick here was that uh he didn't realize that when they whenever you see people take pictures or, or tasteful looking photos or portraits where they look like they're naked, like it's done tastefully to make you appear that way. Where like you know if you have something covering yeah. you, or whatever, he just thought like, that like, he, he just walked like on a there. Body suit on or something. Right, right. But he just came out there just completely naked. Just to be in the <laughs> like he just, I guess they just paint you naked, like you're just there naked, and that's all. <laughs> he, he he looked like he was walking into the kitchen to make a sandwich, like nothing was wrong in this situation. Yeah, but all like, the while it's just twins and berries just hanging out, and it's like whoa. Yeah, but we're gonna have to see. I mean, if in Canada, and they did it, they did it without really notifying anybody. It just changed on your bill. They did it the way the cable company did. The network used to be eleven ninety nine. The network went to twelve ninety nine, and then in some of the places in Canada, it's already gone to thirteen ninety nine. Yet, have you seen any commercials or ads or anything where people have talked about the new price? No, it's just suddenly like that. They'll just see it on their bill. Ha ha! More money. What I haven't asked for anything, and I bet they're still gonna have to buy another service for Mania. So they they already got double dildoed on this shit. Look at that. Look at how crazy that is. Good God. I knew that this was never going to be something that lasts forever, man. Like, I figured I'm going to enjoy it while, while it lasts because it's a crazy idea to have all the pay-per-views. And I knew it was not going to last. I knew eventually we were going to start seeing this shit happen. You know, Meltzer was saying that the idea of selling WWE pay-per-view rights to another streaming service, essentially what UFC did with ESPN, which is true. ESPN Plus has most of the UFC pay-per-views now. They no longer even have it on the UFC. So they follow Dana's philosophy, you know, and um, they said, obviously, Vince saw that deal. And he and he's like, they got 200 million guaranteed and now they don't even have to sell pay-per-views anymore. They don't even have to sell a network. They just get the money guaranteed. And he's sure that Vince saw that and was like, Bellator has all this money and Bellator wasn't that big. But for Bellator was considered huge. And he thinks that he saw that Canelo Alvarez got 360 million. And it's like these people are willing to spend that kind of money for the pay-per-view product. So let's just go out there and sell it. So that's basically what's happening right here. He looked at that. He looked at UFC, who went to bed with ESPN and Bellator and all these things, and he decided, you know what? Everybody's selling their pay-per-views now off of their service. I'm going to do the same shit. And the fact that Amazon came forward and they basically said, yeah, we'll take it. It's probably it's probably done. This is probably already done. You know? So, yeah, good for them, man. They managed to screw everyone. I'm looking forward to the next fucking DLC for your, your, your game <laughs> on top of everything else that yeah. you're doing. It'll be the fucking WWE Network DLC. Remember all that shit that's not on the network over here? It is. Yeah. And the only upside that I see to this is that this has resulted in a lot more people getting uh, contracts. Like he basically said that uh, because they asked him on the call if he feels like it's necessary to continue spending so much money on talent. And uh, he said yes, because what they've been able to do on television is quote unquote paramount. He said that uh, the increased production, the focus on new storylines, bringing in new talent, he said that there's a growth in the ratings and that it's an investment. And that basically at one time they had a lot of talent who were injured and they don't have this problem now. And then he said that uh, 
you know, he's going to have people there that they want going into WrestleMania and that uh, it takes time to put people in, in, in spots that they need to be at before moving forward. So he's basically saying, yeah, you know, it is necessary to keep paying them a lot of money. So that's the one cool thing. At least the talent, as, thanks to all the fans getting ripped off, there's all this extra money fluctuating from around here. But the problem with them doing things like this is the fact that people, not just people like us, but professional people on Wall Street and the stock exchange, they see this. I've told you guys before, I have somewhat of a past uh, employment history with stock and mercantile exchanges. And, and the people on Wall Street, having spoken to, to many of them over my life, they are fast to notice when something's going to fluctuate. It's literally all that they do. And if you've ever been around these people, you would think that it's uh, it's all handled very uh, seriously and formally. Honestly, they deal with that the way that we deal with our games. To them, this is just a big video game and they're just do, trying shit for them. There's a the whole thing. The whole stock trading. If you look at the way the guys on the floor act, it's a big fucking game. It's a giant video game that they're all playing and having fun, whether they win or lose. That being said, there are people that are just as good at it, that are, that are experts at this kind of stuff that looked at this and looked at it and analyzed it the way that we did. And what Vince was saying about the fourth quarter earnings call and the stock prices continue to fall. Their base, their stock right now sits at about $42. It used to be $100 the same time last year, and it dropped to $42. Their stock has dropped by more than half because there are people who are seeing the writing on the wall here. There are people who are seeing that, you know what, in the long run, this isn't going to be as good of a deal. You know, it's like WWE may be wrestling, but the business aspect of it speaks the same language as any other big corporation does. So because of that, people who are investors are able to look at this and they're able to say, hey, look, this isn't going to work. In the long run, we know where they're going to wind up. So a lot of people are getting out of it now. Coincidentally, when it was $100 last year, that was when those two co-presidents, George Barrios and Michelle Wilson, sold their stock. So that kind of almost confirms our speculation about the reason why they left that company is because there was a difference in visions from what the McMahons had going on. Because they probably, as people who, who know the business side of things, saw the same thing that the investors are seeing and decided, you know what, we better sell our stock. Because it's going to plummet when they when they implement all of these new things, which is something that it's been doing. So from the business side of things, they haven't been making really good choices at all. You know, those guys basically and we're hearing a lot of other people. It wasn't just them. There were a lot of other people that uh, apparently sold their stock back when it was one hundred dollars. I'm not I'm not um, accusing anyone of insider trading. It just basically common sense. They look at it and they can tell that it's not going to work there. You know, Barrio sold. 35 million of his stock and Wilson had sold 22 million worth back when it was at a hundred. It might not even go back up that high anymore. You know, there's a, but that was a good investment. Cause I think when the network started, the stock was at, I want to say 19. So, I mean, it's just probably good stock sense too. If you're making five times what you put in it, you know but, what I mean? It was probably a good time to sell regardless if it was good or bad. But that's the whole thing. People on Wall Street that know, people who are into trading, they usually are good at knowing when something has peaked. And that's how you make money in Wall Street. You wait until the stock peaks and then you sell because in your estimate, this is as high as it's going to go. So the fact that so many people sold when it was at 100, not just a few, but so many, means that the general consensus is that this is the highest that the stock will ever be. That's not, I'm saying that that's what it is, but I'm saying that those, that that's what they feel. So because of that, they sold then. If they're correct, then it'll never recover. It'll be at 42. Maybe it'll get to 95. But when you sell your stock, it's because you feel that this is the highest it's going to go. 
and you want to get out of it before it drops. And that's that, that's the game of, I mean, there's a lot more that goes into it, guys. I would, it would be a whole different podcast to explain it all to you. But the long and short of when it comes to the stocks is that's what it is. You want to buy, you want to buy into the shares when the value is up. You know, you want to buy into something low and you want to sell high. So, for example, if WWE was just coming out with the WWE Network and they were about to announce it in a quarter quarterly earnings meeting and you knew that when they announced this thing, it was going to be fire and the people were going to jump on it, you would buy the stocks back when it was 22, like Squires mentioned, in anticipation of the fact that it's going to skyrocket to 100 when they go with this new innovative uh, platform, the WWE Network. Then you're going to write it out and pay attention to how their business does. And you're going to pay attention to what their meetings are. The purpose of these quarterly meetings is so that they could tell people where they are so that they can have that choice. So once it hits that point, now you're going to take those $22 stocks that you have sold that are now 100 that you bought that are now 100 and you're going to sell them. You made an 80% profit. Yep. That's like me. I just bought a 1,000 stocks in, with Stadia with my fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope so. When you said a thousand, I clenched like, ooh. <laughs> In Stadia. <laughs> Rick, it can go from screen to screen. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. I was sitting there like, what the fuck is in Stadia? <laughs> I wish you could see my face when you said in Stadia. Like, I was afraid what shit Stadia I knew. stock is worth right now. Well, I'm afraid uh, I've got some bad news. <laughs> I can't fucking believe you brought that one up. <laughs> exactly what my email Stadia said. Stuff. Holy shit, I haven't heard that drop in so long. But, you know, like I said, these guys decided they were going to, yeah, pray for his money. Pray for pray for your money. You know what? Write that down. Write that down. Yes. Pray yes. for your money. I think, I think you're ready. Really, thanks, thanks, Mark. I think that's the name of the pray episode. Pray for your, your money. money. Because this whole thing's been 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 about money related, you know. I didn't even plan any of this. Like this show is no longer planned whatsoever. I just grabbed whatever the hell was on 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 the dirt sheets. I'm just reading it as go. I had no idea of any of this, and I'm just seeing it. This is a money themed episode. Like I can't even believe it. Think about it. Like this show has become like the human cannonball stunt of pocket. Like you know, we know what the direction we're going, but we don't know what's going to happen on the way there. Not at all. I don't like. I don't have time anymore to read the stuff or look at any of this before we get on here. So I'm literally just. I, I'm learning it as I'm telling it to you. Like seconds later, but, I'm relaying it. But then and again, yeah. it kind of makes it more fun that way because it's more like authentic. Yeah, more fun for me too. And I already know what we're jumping into. But yeah, I look at this and I'm, and and it's it's very telling and. uh whether or not this was deliberate or not, as far as them trading off the stocks, I don't know. But I do know that uh, there is a company, a security law firm, um, Levi and Corinth or Cor- Korsinski. Hope I'm saying it right. They notified investor, investors of an investigation involving possible securities fraud violations by certain officers and directors of World Wrestling Entertainment Incorporated. You know, they basically said that uh, WWE disclosed a large decline in net income and cash flow generated as compared to the third quarter of 2018. And they alleged WWE used unfavorable timing of working capital and lower operating performance, which caused a loss in profits, which is also being cited as another reason why the stock might be falling. But in long and short, these guys want to know what they did with the money. What do you do with the money, Paulie? That's what they want to know. <laughs> If it wasn't for the fact that we already had a money one, I wrote that down too. <laughs> oh man, this company, man! And uh, there was a rumor going around that they were making no money from having the NXT 
rights on the USA Network. People were saying this has been going on for a lot of the meeting. We were hearing that they didn't even bring up how much money they were making for that. But according to Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer, he said that they were getting $30 million from USA to air NXT every Wednesday night, which is $576,923 per episode if you have 52 episodes a year. Just over half a million per episode. So, uh, and this is a reason why even NXT superstars are now getting raises. But there's a catch with these raises. If you get one of the big payout network raises as an NXT superstar, first you have to sign a multi-year contract. So uh, it has to be three years. And not everyone's getting these deals. They're going to specific NXT talent and they're telling them, look, we're going to give you a raise. But first you have to sign this three-year extension. And uh, the money's not as lucrative as if you're on Raw or SmackDown, but it is substantial. So it sounds like it's just another way. All of this stuff is just devoted at making more money, I guess, because at the end of the day, with the more money you have, the more people you can hold into contracts. Your your competition right now doesn't have that luxury of just throwing money at stuff for the hell of it. You know, so you can sustain yourself for a while and maybe you can starve them out, which seems to be what's happening here. You know, he also talked about AEW during this conference call where he said that he doesn't feel that uh, they need to present an edgier product um, to compete with AEW. He basically said that WWE is a rare TV PG product and that they're confident with NXT's performance on Wednesday nights, even though they've been getting their asses kicked. <laughs> you know, so uh, that's WWE in a nutshell. That's what that quarterly financial report gave us. And this is, explains why last week, the stocks were in a nosedive that has pretty much lasted until like now. Who knows? We could even if I'm me at 42.88. Who who really knows? Because a lot of this information is fresh. Everyone hasn't pulled out yet. So but like I said, I'm I'm impressed. I couldn't believe I had no idea the how far this was gonna go. You know. It's freaking nuts. Uh-huh. Do you want to segue into somebody who also doesn't have a lot of money right now? Do we have somebody like that? I don't even know if I do. Go oh, ahead and tell God. me. I don't know if you heard the story about good old million dollar man son. Oh, I actually do have that. Hold on, let me bring it up on the <laughs> on the program here. I, I feel like I have. Looks that like somewhere. some looks looks like somebody's dad isn't giving him any more money. Are you talking? You couldn't be talking. Yeah, about yeah. The so, so basically, oh yeah. So basically. Uh, or scam himself. Is it the Ted DiBiase that we knew from Legacy? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, Are you I, shitting I, me? I think. Yeah. I, th- I think it's the Mario Genetti Legacy. Yeah. Is is it's Brett DiBiase, the son of? I no. think he, I didn't know if he had a brother. So his real name wasn't Ted DiBiase Jr. No, it was Brett. I, you know what's funny when I when I skimmed over this story, I thought that it was I, an, I thought it was his brother Brett that there was a Ted and a Brett and that and that the Million Dollar Man had I two sons. <laughs> I've got the New York Post right here. Do you see him? Is it him? It, no, it just, it, but it shows the Million Dollar Man on the cover. <laughs> oh no, no, they... no, no, no! It says the son of the Million Dollar Man and former wrestler himself, the 36-year-old Ted DiBiase, allegedly received yeah 48 thousand to get help for his drug addiction and attempt to cover up. The payments allegedly were made by the apartment of the former director John Davis. Da, 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 da. But yeah, this guy. He's part of a federal scam, which skimmed like four million dollars from nonprofit organizations. Yeah, I see it here. 
There was an eight-month investigation. He illegally obtained millions of public funds from the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families program. Oh, no. He's he's like, wow. Holy shit. Jesus. And he was in a luxury rehabilitation facility for his own drug use. Wow. Oh, it says the loss reportedly already exceeds any embezzlement scheme in the records of the auditor's office for the past 20 years. He could face hundreds of years in prison. Oh, oh my hundreds. God. You could he could die, you could bring him back with the Dragon Balls and he'd die again. Nope, because you can't be brought back if you die from natural causes. He'd have to kill himself in oh, prison five damn. times. <laughs> yeah, and, and there was some other lady, so it says Nancy New, owner and director of a Mississippi community education center, which that's a double entendre. But um and new learning resource <laughs> to make it look like DiBiase was being paid to teach classes about drug abuse, but he was just getting paid and not doing anything. That makes his theme music that much more funny. I came from money. I lost it all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. A welfare oh. scam. Oh, what you doing, man? Come on, bro. He steals Yikes. from he steals from the poor and gives to the rich. <sighs> Instead of a Robin Hood, he's a hooded Robin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has the wrong dad. His dad should have been Repo Man. Oh, yeah, he, he, he's a better villain than his dad. You know what I mean? He's a better villain than that dad. You know, he his dad used to metaphorically slap that that basketball out of that black kid's hand. This guy's literally doing it. Yeah. I know how every time yeah. like, that's the one yeah, everybody his- goes to. <laughs> DBS who's the guy next to him? You see that? Slapping it out of his parents' wallet. That's you see the mugshot next doing. to him. Like who? Who's that guy? Who's that guy on the mugshot? Is that the kingpin? The one to the right is DiBiase, right? Think so. Yeah. Man, he lo- he doesn't look like the million dollar or anything. <laughs> Barely looks like the dozen like dollar. The welfare scammer, man. Motherfucker's the dozen dollar man. Good. Like, he looks like a high school teacher that's getting ready to quit tomorrow. Former DHS director, wrestler arrested in largest public embezzlement, and it has the two mugshots next to them. So I guess the other guy is a, I don't know. The other guy has like a head that looks like it's made out of Play-Doh. It sucks too because his dad's a really nice guy. I've met his dad before. Oh yeah, I've always, I've always the, heard. Oh, I see. It's the story. it's the ex welfare chief. Uh huh. Oh look, there's more mugshots of other people. Oh dear God. It's a whole. Ri- it was a whole ring. Wow, look at one. This one lady has... What the hell? I don't... (laughs) The fact that you couldn't even describe it scares me. I'm just going to go through some of these mugshots. I'm not going to be the one that's commenting on shit. Okay. You guys are going to have to bear with me as I load these on the screen. We don't have them loaded into our Tron, so I'm literally pulling them up. But I'm just going to go through some of these... What are you doing? I thought we already talked about the 2K roster. Okay, so there's this... Oh, my bad. I thought those are the pictures from 2K. My bad. You stupid. God, they're not that bad either. So there's there's one of them. Again, I'm not gonna say I'm not saying nothing. Oh, there's another one. Oh no, here we go. I'm fucking waiting for the switch. Oh, oh, oh! What the what the fuck is she looking at? I'm not saying shit. Every time I see somebody take she a looks picture. Like, she looks like Popeye's grandma. <laughs> <laughs> get this off the fucking screen. 
They took me all the way up for a check. Look at this motherfucker. Gingers do have souls. <laughs> Shiver me and bezels. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Write it down. Shiver me and bezels. Oh, my. Can that be the screenshot? No. Oh, that can blow be the me down. That. Oh, my God. It, it went from will blow me down to will blow me. Oh, that one's going to haunt me. That's, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tell you, because I didn't think it was the right DiBiase, if it wasn't for Squires, that story probably wouldn't have made it into today. Oh, you oh, would have missed this, Jim. Holy Jesus, we'd have been out a show title. Yo, what would, what the fuck was up with her eye? Like, did somebody, <laughs> did she get poked in the eye before the picture? What? My mom told me not to stare at the sun, but I told her wrong. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Somebody Maybe she just put, ate a grapefruit. Somebody yeah, needs to put that lazy eye back to work. My God. She's weakening at the cameraman. Hey, <laughs> my That was Robert Gibson's mom. <laughs> okay. I got some biscuits in my pocket. Oh, you let me go. <laughs> What's that one song? Fucking cell phone. I've got something in my left pocket for you. <laughs> Tell you what, you got a pretty mouth. <laughs> It'd be great if she had a I deep, mean, deep voice and was just like, wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> <laughs> this jail needs an enema. Give you a little Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> I got new knees last week. You want to try them out, sailor? <laughs> Nothing like a buffet with fresh meat. Oh, my God. <laughs> she Yo, was, she, uh, that she was went. his crew. That was that was his legacy. He would. Was she, 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 was, was she was saving. You know what it was? With. That was his stable. At least she had a justification. She was saving up for that Thor eye. You know, from the. Uh... <laughs> Wait, yes, Thor eye. Of... What was that guy? <laughs> Batman animated series. Was his name Vertigo? Remember the German <laughs> that had the eye that made everything all upside down? Oh my! God. What about the guy who? She, she looks kind of like the guy who lived in the sewer with the orphans, the Gator guy. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta put her back on the screen now, right? Oh, maybe that was his sting. Okay, we gotta stop. Little welfare scam and all these little kids in the sewer. We're allowed to make fun of criminals, right? You can make fun of criminals. Yeah, and you gotta eat by the crocodiles. Oh Oh, man, or so we thought. (laughs) Oh god, god, God. imagine her getting frozen in the outside during this fucking shiny with one eye, dirty. Oh my god. Oh god. You know how hard it is in the summer to find monocle sunglasses? Oh Jesus Christ. (laughs) They need to make sure that she doesn't come to court. You know? They gotta make sure that you put Ted DiBiase in his nice clothes, have the million dollar belt on him. You know? Do not bring her. If she comes sauntering in there with her hump. I don't know if she has one, but I visualize her with one. As with her ballet. <laughs> For the sake of the joke, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? If she comes in there looking like she's a villain, you know, they're uh-huh. gonna they're gonna throw them in jail like them. They look like bad guys in those mugshots. They look like bad guys, they look like a fucking team, like a super villain team. <laughs> you know who she probably sounds like? Henry! Henry! Oh my god. The mama from <laughs> the Goonies. Oh, 
she's the last that, one in a she's the last one in a Dark Knight comic book. You know when he goes into like a wrestling, he fucks everybody up. And the last person it'll be the it'll be her running in her in her freaking uh in her bed her nightgown with a with a double barrel shotgun. She's that character. That's Mob Eagle. Oh man, <laughs> it's the it's the human manifestation of her. You know, you see, see, I, I think we finally figured out the mystery. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the Goonie Google. Oh, <laughs> what? Oh, the fuck? How did he go from WWE to hanging on with these smash and grab criminals? I don't fucking know. Oh my god! Like, how how would you fucking go from one half of the tag team champions to Legacy and Legacy to hanging out with something that looks like he came out of the Fallout universe? Like what? I don't even. I don't get what, it. What, what, like, 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 what vault was she locked in? Like, because whoever, whichever one it is, put her ass back and lock it up. Yeah, what seal was broken to release her? Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, there was clearly there was clearly one. You know, so he's in a lot of trouble, man. Oh yeah, he's going what? away for a long time. I don't know if there's anything that they can, that he can do to fix this situation. You know? Wow. I don't think there is. Isn't that amazing that his dad's tag team partner's coming after him now for all that money he stole? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, good old Irwin's knocking on his door. Where's all that money? Oh, man. Oh, what a gem of a story. Wow. And to think this one almost got passed up. Man. I gotta admit, I, I'm, I've been looking through the sheets while we've been covering this. There's a lot of interesting stuff here. I wish I could say that was the most. And there's a lot of really crazy shit here that I'm looking at. Oh, I have no idea. God. Like, are you kidding me? Some of this stuff. I'm trying to put this in. Like, give me a minute. I'm trying to put this in some sort of a coherent order because I want to make sure that some <laughs> of the good, the better stuff. Holy fuck! This <laughs> 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 becomes such a crazy freaking. If you ever wonder why we don't read shit before we come on here, moments like this is why. <laughs> we used to not hear that. Holy fuck. Now we do. <laughs> All right. I'm taking this and uh, in, in, in whatever. Okay. <laughs> First of all. I got a flow. You got a what? I got a flow. I got a flow. You got a flow. So let it go. Yeah. Brother, are you cheating me? What happened? <laughs> Have you, what happened to Hogan? It's like Christmas. Yo. I you I, you could give me a thousand years I wouldn't have seen that coming. What happened to Hogan? I, uh, what? Hold on a minute. Let me bring this up here. Well, he got he got he got um. I know he got cleared. Yeah, that much I heard about. Like he's cleared for it looks like one oh, last match. Wow, is that, him? that? He came all the way down from Mount Olympus. He looks like he came from Asgard, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, what the? <laughs> where's all this extra Hogan coming from? Like what the fuck? What do you know. want for Christmas, little brother? Let me tell you something. Ho, 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 brother. Okay, now I have the power, brother. Checking my list twice, dude. <laughs> my God. He's the Grand Wizard. He, back. He's the next Grand Wizard after, after, after Hall. What the hell's going on here? Wow. Okay, there's, fat, there's Fat Thor and there's Wizard Hogan. And he's... So... Oh, my God. So he's going to be at Saudi Arabia February 27th for that super show. And he had a back surgery, and they're saying his doctors cleared him. WWE didn't clear him, but we're hearing rumors that uh, he might have a like he might have a match. I don't believe this. First of all, there's no way. There's no way that he can have a match. 
just because his back his back allows him to walk he's not he can't start taking bumps what just because he looks like he's he's asgardian doesn't mean that he is <laughs> jesus christ that's that. awesome oh is he gonna look like this when they induct the nwo into the hall of fame oh i hope so just give, just give me cock diesel hogan and i'll be so fucking happy like the new grand <laughs> wizard when he shows up, he doesn't even come out of the court and just, uh, he doesn't come out of the curtain. Just fucking lightning strikes. You shall not pass. Like, Boom! Why me tell you something, brother? Like, you shall not push. <laughs> 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 Write it down. <laughs> <laughs> fucking wizard! If that will be a great screenshot, if it is him, you shall not push. <laughs> oh God! And you gotta put it in big ass capital letters too, like. So you fools! <laughs> oh my god! Right, we got to get that okay, right now. Booker T better not come for that one, cause then. yeah, right. You leave him alone. We coming for you, wizard. I ain't no motherfucker, no, you not. It's <laughs> 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 ain't Macaulay Culkin, motherfucker. It's Hulk Hogan. <laughs> coming for you, wizard. <laughs> look at how yeah, look at how straight his hair is. His hair is like Barbie. Like I've never seen such straight hair before. Oh my god! How does he have? Wait a minute. What? What do you mean? Why would he have hair? What? Is that a wig? <laughs> I just thought about that. There's no way that he has all that fucking hair. Oh, my God. Fucking Spartan Jesus said, let me tell you something, Hermes. I'm done. I would sooner believe that his doctors cleared his fucking hair before I believe they clear him. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way he grew that fucking hair, man. What are, what are we looking at here? Hey, you never know. They got hair implants, all right? There's no... We there's have the no, technology. That's practically sorcery. <laughs> I mean, is he not a wizard? <laughs> <laughs> we Where are we here talking about this? Like, if it's normal for him to suddenly have that much fucking hair, he has more hair than Edge. Oh my god! On this day, brother, I see clearly, dude. Maybe that's what they're doing. Another <laughs> tag team reunion, him and Hogan. See, that's the one I want to see because that's the one nobody talks about. <laughs> Those motherfuckers were tag team champions, all right? I wouldn't have known this was Hogan if, if someone didn't show me this. You know what's that like first? I just thought it was Hogan, but not believed it. The hair, man. Oh, boy. Okay. That motherfucker, that motherfucker looks like he's posing for an album cover. Priceless. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> he's growing his beard out, and his hair's getting pretty... Yeah, there's some other pictures of him maybe that I'm looking a, at. Maybe this is a new look for him. Oh, God. Wizard Hogan. <laughs> what you gonna do when these 24-inch enchantment spells run wild on you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh god, it's mana mania. It's oh, man- you beat it to me. All my mana maniacs out there. <laughs> Give me your blue potions. Oh god, that is too good. <laughs> Drink your potions. Say your oh, say your incantations. Oh my god! <laughs> I have a whole new thing. Holy shit! We need to but we need to come up with a whole Wizard Hogan bit. Like, oh my gosh! I'll take the time. I have stuff down. I'll, I'll take the time. I'm running my week and write a whole gimmick down. Fuck it. I want to be Hogan and Gauntlet. Oh my god! Forget to say that Dungeons and Dragons is Dungeons and Hogan. <laughs> Dungeons and Hogan. Hogan, <laughs> Hogan and Jobbers. Let's write that one down. Dungeons and Hogan. Yeah, may as well. May as well. Fuck it. Oh my oh. gosh. Yeah, the fun doesn't end there, though. Just stick with us. 
Be right back. Want to chat with the guys? Then be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Talkbrunch.com. Served hot. aside, there are a few other people that you're going to be surprised to find out uh, you might have to start dealing with hearing about again. Oh, God. Yeah, and if I told you who, you probably wouldn't even believe me. So, a couple of people who want to have the chat room guests, maybe we'll give a prize or something away. We'll give away a I don't know what the hell could we give away a TNA poster there you go (laughs) (laughs) that's something that I would do and there's a reason why I would specifically be a TNA poster because that's what we're about to talk about here and you know what man I think we're allowed to start using yep That's right, we haven't had this segment in a long time, man. God, I missed that drop. <laughs> a couple of weird things happening with this company. And I'm not even quite sure how to wrap my brain around this. But one of the things is uh, there's a new stable that's coming out. This isn't the taping, so you're not going to see it yet. It's spoiler alert here because we're not going to watch this. But there's a new stable called Hashtag Cancel Culture in Impact Wrestling. And... Yeah. uh it's basically their version of the right to censor. Oh, God. The same exact thing. If you've seen the right to censor before, you know how that works. Well, these are, this is just them. And it is RVD, Katie Forbes, and Joey Ryan. <laughs> oh. That's right. Oh. All of the people who have had the most dick implications, basically two of the guys who have had the most dick implications in in the past couple of years. One of them with the threesome video, the very guy who got the fucking channel banned from Twitch, who got the program banned from Twitch, (laughs) and the other one who who, who does dick flips and has people grab his dick. Those are the people that are going to be in this right to censor, this hashtag cancel culture. You know what? Wait a minute. Didn't we jokingly say that, that they should do, they should make fun of, like, the way that they did with WWE with the right to censor? We said that during the RVD thing when they got fucking canceled. Hold on a second. Where the fuck is our paychecks? We actually were the ones that were on here when we played that video that we said, you know what they should do? I got to go and get a drop of myself. Because we, this, they, 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 what the fuck? (laughs) What happened? No wonder that sounds so familiar. (sighs) I I have no patience (laughs) Oh my god, no. So that's the new stable. Hashtag cancel culture. I don't know why. I don't know what they're what what they're um I mean I guess they're trying to capitalize on the Twitch TV stuff. I would think so, Jesus. <sighs> they, need more, they need more than three people. Yeah. You know, three people is definitely not enough for what they're trying to like, do. Like 
didn't right the center have like five or six? Well, yeah, and they all rustled. Yeah, and RVD's looking kind of uh, I don't know, I don't want. It was see- who? Who was in right to censor? Ivory, Bull Buchanan, um, uh, what was Stevie it? Stevie Richards, Val Venus, and Godfather, right? Ivory, Val Venus, Godfather, and, and, and Ivory. The leader yeah, was Stevie Richards. They made him into Stephen Richards. They had uh, mm-hmm. Val Venus as a refined. The Godfather was the good father. Bull Buchanan, Bull Buchanan. and then Ivory, and Ivory used to come on that crazy skirt and that uh, <laughs> and that stupid top. Yeah, because yep. you remember that that's where we got the ugliest backhand spring ever yeah. from China. But this version, the TNA version, you have to look forward to Joey Ryan of all fucking people and Rob Van Dam Ugh. as their right to censor. It's just funny to me. I guess that's because they're doing it the way the right to censor was in WWE. Remember, they were all refined from the previous lives. Like Val Venus was the porn star. Now he's he he doesn't like that stuff. And the Godfather was the pimp. So he's the good father. So that's what they're doing. They're basically going to have on impact. RVD was the guy who was having threesomes with his girlfriend and stuff. And uh, Joey Ryan was the guy who played with his dick. And now the two of them are <laughs> the right to censor. <laughs> I like. I don't like this TNA stuff. Spartan Jesus says in the chat. No shit. You don't. You don't say. I love how you <laughs> describe the show. You're joking about the guy who played with his dick. It was just like, oh. oh my god. So that's the <laughs> that's the strategy for the new stable. And I wish I could tell you that that's the worst fucking news I have about TNA right now. Man. <laughs> I don't even care I'm what happens to them anymore. Next. According to Wrestling Observer, they're talking about bringing in big names. Um, from the past, like Mike Tanay. Um, <laughs> I know you built that up. Big names, like Mike <laughs> to be honest, dude. I was just reading along as I was. I didn't oh. even mean for it to. I I should have known. Wow. I should have known it wasn't going to be a big name. But we're hearing he's the most likely person not showing up and being part of the company going forward. Out of the three names that we're hearing, the other two are more likely. And that's what really amuses me. So the next one that's most likely going to be reinvolved with the company is Vince Russo. Oh, <laughs> and you know that if I started with Vince Russo, I'm going to end somewhere fucked up. That's bad. That Russo wasn't the last one. So, the last, so, so what you're telling me is the last rights match is coming back. Very possible. So Mike oh, tonight, who's probably not going to make it. That's out of all of them. That would have been the better choice. Vince Russo is going to be back to dealing with uh, TNA again. And then the last person is Dixie Carter. Oh, perfect. No. Yay! The unholy trifecta. It's just oh, back to normal. God. We just default everything. Reboot. Oh, God. Reboot. Oh. I'm starting to feel like you do have to be a little bit crazy to be in the wrestling business, and that's how come crazy stuff seems to keep happening. Because think about it. Like, there's a little bit of insanity here. Like, I I don't even, I can't even believe it. We're like, wow, we it came full circle. Oh God! Here we go again, and there we go. The first hashtag: Rip Impact Wrestling 2020. No, this they'll, is where it they'll starts. Never they'll, they'll, survive. they'll never they'll, die. They'll never die. They, they, they have again. survived multiple run-ins with Russo and Dixie Carter. The sad part about it is, is they'll live through this too. <laughs> you know Appar- what the greatest thing is about this? It's so funny we're talking about all this because mm-hmm. I constantly bash Impact online, and today I got my notification that I got my badge for being a top Impact fan. <laughs> and you always send me that you always send me the shots too when you when you troll their stuff oh it's the best dixie carter would be back in the company and you know what they had their quarterly meeting and what they told their investors was uh that more people have been born since last time so it should be okay to get fans 
No, I'm kidding. They what? don't have they don't have quarterly meetings. <laughs> they don't have meetings at all in that fucking company. <laughs> but that's what they should do. That's what they should do, though. They should just be like, listen, the reason we're bringing Vinnie Rue and, and, and Dixie back is because more people have been born that didn't experience those angles the first time around. Wait, 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 Squires. Holy shit. That means we're going to get another blindfold steel cage match. Oh, <coughs> that'd be great. Blindfolded oh, steel cage match. You don't, with have, that. you don't have the talent that you had back then. You've got. The bag's gonna be even shittier this time. Oh, yeah. Blindfold steel cage match, and the and to win it, you have to take the belt, go to the top of the ramp, climb the ladder, and put it up on the hook. Wait, <laughs> what did you just say? I made a Dixieland blindfolded fucking steel cage match. Why not? Oh dear lord! Oh, and the best part about it is the bags are gonna be even shittier than these ones. You almost, you almost, you almost described the King of the Mountain match. Oh my god! <laughs> they all suck. Did you have to hang the belt back up off the ladder and the what it, what, it, what it was is you had to pin somebody to be eligible to That's hang it up. Best. And then you had to grab the belt from whoever was holding it at the ringside and you had to climb the ladder and hang it up. There you go. And, and when you got pinned, you were doing the penalty box for two minutes. Do you see it? It sounds like a, a little kid made that shit. I'm surprised that they didn't do a thing where, like, on the way to go hang it up, there were, like, two girls there with fucking jump ropes, and you had to quickly do, like, double dutch for a hundred before you go and slide into the fucking ring and put the thing up there. You know, like, what are you doing? And then you got a penalty box. Terrible. It's like they just made all this shit up. I'll never forget there was one year where, like, two or three people were in the penalty box at the same time. But the funniest part about it is they were there for different increments of time. So they opened the door, let one of you out, and the other two just stayed in. And I was like, what stops you from just, like, saying, fuck it, I'm just going out? <laughs> Buff Bagwell on a fork. Buff Bagwell's mother on a forklift. You know what? Put Buff Bagwell on the fourth lift. He's a gigolo, right? Have all the old women trying to, trying to fight over him. As, <laughs> yeah. You know? Cowboys for angels. His mother was already fought for. Right. It's Buff's turn. You know, it's time for Buff to show the stuff. Yeah, you wow. remember how they threw him out of 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 WWE? Wasn't a thing where like Angle and Austin just literally threw him out the door, and that was it. Yeah, like they just whipped they him, just, and it was like they, 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 they ja- he was the Jazz and Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Just ah, that is awesome. What <laughs> <laughs> the way he got thrown out of the fact that I worked on Fresh Prince of Bel Air references in twenty twenty? Both, both of them worked. Man. <laughs> Yeah. So oh, those are the yeah, people. yeah, Mark, you're right. They did have a steel. They had a reverse steel cage. It, it was it was Queen of the Cage or something where you had to instead of exit the cage, they were on the outside and you had to enter it. They also announced the latest Hall of Fame inductee. Oh God, I mean, is that the guy in row two oh seven seat B? Nope. I wish I had his music, even though I don't know his TNA music. I would play the WWE music, but it is none other than Ken Shamrock. Oh, well, okay, see, that makes sense. That's the only one I've heard that actually makes sense besides Gail Kim. He was their first T, he was the TNA world champion, the first ever, and you wouldn't know that because when, when's the last time they mention or even show anything with Ken Champ? The first person to ever hold their world championship. They hardly ever do because, yeah, that was yeah. back when uh, NWA let them, let them use their belts. And Ken Shamrock won on their first pay per view. Boy, he's rough looking too. Yeesh. Oh, I can't get over some of this, man. Ken Shamrock looks like if you crinkle up a paper bag and then blow it back up oh shit damn he is that's a lot of miles on that guy <laughs> it's a lot that's, that's a phrase you never want to hear when you're describing somebody it looks like a lot of miles on that. oh he used boy. to look he used to look like an action figure man remember when he first came out i was just like wow oh, he yeah do, he looks like an actual action figure like that's how that's the good physique looks, on that guy man now he looks saggy and roy Finally, he's doing business in wrestling again, though. 
You know, he's he's asked for a job. Remember when he went on social media and asked Ring of Honor for a job? I remember that shit. We've talked about that before. We've talked about that a couple of times on here. I think yeah. about it. To me, that's rock bottom. When you are... Uh, need to ask for like like when you have to like you don't have like a direct tunnel you were in the business you don't have somebody's cell phone number to have somebody's cell phone number to know somebody's fucking facebook messenger that can you had to go on regular social media and be like yo ring of honor i need a job hook me up pimping it'd be like me going on facebook live going hey if anybody has any leftovers um i'm hungry i'll I'll come eat them i'll I'll eat them if you're local here's my zip code (laughs) i don't i don't like peas (laughs) I like you my potatoes, Matt. You, you, you can't be picky when you're when you're eating no. when you're eating no. leftover impact catering. Because <laughs> it's, it's not that much to be picky for. It's cold lunchables. I'll take Ken Shamrock over there eating a kosher meal. Ugh. Impact catering has gotten worse because it has the nachos, but they don't have any dip, and it has tuna without any mayo. They just open the can and spoon it into the fucking tray. Oh. <laughs> There's your cat food sandwich. Yeah, there you go. There's your, there's your, you, you can use the chips to have the tuna dip, but it's not a really good dip because there's no mayo in it. Yeah. Oh my oh, God. That's, I, <laughs> tuna like that, it's like wet, but dry at the same time. Oh. <laughs> oh. And, and that's when the, and you're right, that's when the boulder shows up there and goes, do you like cheese? <laughs> <laughs> And you don't even have good chips for the for the nachos. They're 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 saltinis. And they're the shitty nachos too. They're the one they're, they're the ones yeah. that this guy had on his screenshot for WrestleMania. They're they're saltinis. Oh wow! <laughs> they're saltinis yeah. with craft singles on the top of a microwave. That's your nachos. You yep. Sir, ain't shit. <laughs> I'm more upset than I instantly remembered you. <laughs> I don't have, I don't. We don't have Chewy Chips Ahoy here, but we, but we have like the the bargain bin, the dollar. We we have the Dollar Tree brand and a microwave. We can make them Chewy Chips. Oh my god! <laughs> we got Pepper's Tim, not quite Pepper's Farm, but it's like- Pepper's Tim. <laughs> it's awful, <laughs> but not quite. <laughs> we got we got we got Timmy's Ranch cookies. You know, oh. if you wrap a Hydrox and a wet paper towel <laughs> and close your eyes hard it's enough, the same. it'll. Kind of tastes the same. <laughs> oh, Mark, that's for you, man. You want to taste the tuna? Oh, yeah. The tuna has no mayo to it. It's dry tuna. Oh, God. You want to taste of the dry tuna? You only get one scoop, too. Uh, oh, you got to make it count. Like you can... and, make that and count. And all the condiments at catering at TNA are old fast food packets just the, in a big container. The, the smart people who know how to how to rough it that were there like Mick Foley what he would do is he would crush up the uh nachos into the tuna and have it like bacon bits eat it like a like a little like a nacho little salad tuna. nacho tuna oh, God. nacho tuna it could be taken either way nacho oh. tuna or nacho tuna <laughs> they call that hey, they have a name for stuff like that in prison it's called S on a shingle I'm having nacho tuna oh god can I have so no it's nacho tuna <laughs> Nacho tuna. This is my tuna, not Joe tuna. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but the best for TNA. Oh. See, stuff like this is why this company should not die. Because when it does, we run out of these bits. You got your top guy standing over the catering table going, ah, this oh. is ridiculous. I'd rather go play with my dick. Yep. Oh, my God. Just wait a couple months, bro. 
bro, where's the nacho tuna, bro? <laughs> oh my god, who ate the tuna, bro? Bro, I there's eat no the tuna. There's no mayo with it, and I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> that was the greatest Bruce Wayne press ever. Yo, I just thought about that. You know, the only thing that can make it worse at this point is they go, "Hey, uh, so we're bringing Shane Douglas back." They should bring oh. Shane Douglas back. They should bring Billy Corgan back. They should bring Jeff Jarrett back. All the leaders should come and combine together, combine their strengths, Everybody. and just run the fucking company together now. One crappy Megazord. I can just see it now. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Ric Flair never had tuna like this. Fuck Ric Flair and his tuna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. I just love how like, anybody ever thinks of Shane Douglas. The first thing I go to is ambition about Ric Flair. probably be back, man. I mean, think about it. We're about to go into April and watch an old school TNA pay-per-view. Dixie Carter's probably going to be there. Vince Russo's going to help with the fucking booking. It's going to like, think, look at this. Look at what just happened. I believe in anything now. Ken Shamrock's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's probably, you know, he's probably going to be. Oh, they're going to squeeze a few dates out of him as well. Why not? Do they, do they still give away those cheap watches on the Hall of Fame? They probably fucking do. I mean, their Hall of Fame only has one person every year, right? Yeah, they, they, got, yeah. they got plenty. They got a warehouse full of them right now. They can't they even have, have a what, Hall like of Fame ceremony. They have to put that shit on YouTube. And one of the people in the Hall of Fame is a referee. They, they, and they, every time they do it, they do it in like the middle of Bound for Glory. So it's like it's not even like it's just like a special. It, it, it's it's literally the whole their whole theme is a Bound for Glory and or Slammiversary segment. I, I I don't even know what to say anymore, man. Sometimes it I feels love like, the TNA Hall of Fame. You get that watch and you get five CC tokens from CC's Pizza to play at the arcade. <laughs> five CC tokens. No, you didn't. <laughs> I wish that we could be privy to some of the ways that these things happen, though. Like how how does it happen? Who calls who? Who decides? Hey, man, let's call Vince Russo and Dixie. They'll be able to do something. This reminds me. It's weird somehow how the company makes all these companies make weird decisions that almost never make sense. Like remember years ago when Stephanie hadn't been on TV for a long time. And then uh, WWE was going up against the Super Bowl, so the countermeasure, that's when they first brought her back with her new music or Kingdom music and shit. And it was just, the, to me, and I remember I joked about, this was literally in probably in single-digit episodes, and we joked about the fact that it was like, the booking mentality must have been, oh no, we're going up against the Super Bowl, quick, send in Stephanie. <laughs> like, it's a wrestling show, and you're telling I me you're going like- against the Super Bowl, it's like, we gotta send in Stephanie. I feel yeah. like I remember that episode. I don't know why, but I feel like I do. Like, come on, man. That was your that was your ace in the hall. Come on, man. You know we've been waiting for this day. I could picture them like like with a with a freaking locker and it has like a cold behind it. It opens up like with the Master Chief and Halo One. Tell me, you just, you, just, you see and you see like the smoke, <laughs> like the like the exhaust when the chamber opens, like, <laughs> and Stephanie comes out. Oh, God. Oh, has got a glass case with the word bro in it. It says break in case of emergency. <laughs> yeah, and then, 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 Russo, and then Russo comes out, right? We're going to wake up everyone. Everyone? Everyone. Uh, bro. <laughs> TNA's like open the Necronomicon. Everybody's coming out. <laughs> Yo, know, they, 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 did thou did pronounce the words correctly? Klatu, Veratu, Russo. <laughs> That's a show name right there, Destin. Write that down. Clatu Rato. <laughs> they brought him back. fucking spell it, baby. Unbelievable, oh, man. You know what? Fuck it. I'll see if I can spell it, but then if it comes out botchy, don't blame me. Just just type Google Army of Darkness. Clatu Rato. <laughs> okay, fuck it. <laughs> or, or, or Google, Google, uh, Google Evil Dead Ash. Clatu Rato. <laughs> that kind of, oh. I, I love when he came back there. Did thou speak of the words? 
Well, not every single little <laughs> syllable, you know, but I more or less said them. <laughs> See, and that's 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 what TNA. So, do you guys are we are we good for the rest of the year? Yeah, yeah sure. They would literally verbatim just have the same exact response. <laughs> well, not every single little syllable, but you know, more or yeah. less. Oh God, I found it. There it is. Okay. <laughs> oh God. Russo. <laughs> Once they said it, that was it. That There's might go well with the show art. <laughs> oh my god. I don't think Rick's seen it yet. Wait, let me send it to him. Give us a I did. Oh you did. oh yeah. Oh, let me look my uh, phone was behind me. Let me see what oh sh- shit. <laughs> That incantation with that show art that Yo. that really might open up a portal somewhere. Does does that top last week? Oh yeah, I mean I don't know. Last week was pretty good, man. Like last week, Yo, I showed that to one of my friends, and my friend goes, "Is this Far Cry DLC I haven't heard of?" I was like, "No, nah, no." Nah. There was there was almost an insta spike in views when I added that art. It had to be because people saw that and were like, what the fuck's going on with the with the Rollins thing? Because there was like an insta spike. Like if people just didn't even care, they were just clicking it. Like, what the hell's that? Is that a new Far Cry? <laughs> <laughs> Is there another one coming out? They didn't announce it. I just beat New Dawn. I noticed it immediately. It was just like, it has to be. As soon as I saw it, it was like, that has to be because they, they don't, they want to know why that happened. Fits so perfectly. Like that's the best part about it. That one's even. That new one's even better. Oh man! <laughs> All right. Oh, next, geez. what else do we got going on here? There is uh hmm. Oh, more, more Matt Riddle stuff still. Uh, I thought that they uh, warned everybody last week that they can't do anything anymore. He's a jerk. <laughs> you expected them to live up to that or get released? You know, we it's like we keep talking about. Like they've confirmed that there are people who have a problem with this. Before we didn't know, but now we know for sure. There are people who are not cool with this. So he tweeted after they said that Goldberg was going to appear on on uh, SmackDown. He tweeted saying, "I'm not going to do what sources are saying. I'm not supposed to do, or am I? What are sources saying?" <laughs> he he makes me laugh even though he's a jerk. Oh God. He's, he's funny at times. According to, to Melser, he's saying that, uh, he doesn't like him. Like Vince McMahon doesn't like him. He said that, uh, yeah, he basically doesn't, doesn't think that, uh, he's being respectful. You know, Vince sees him as an outside guy and feels that he has no respect for the hierarchy of the business by challenging Goldberg and Lesnar. So instead of Vince seeing this as, oh, you know, Goldberg, it looks more like you're some disrespectful fucking kid who doesn't know his place. It's more like how the older people are looking at it. So I don't know if he thought that they would look at it as, man, this guy is really taking initiative, but that's not the way that, I don't know how much that's going to matter, but it doesn't seem like it's doing him any favors, you know? He actually brought it up during a house show. They did an NXT house show. I guess maybe he feels he can get away with it at house shows. Let me see if I could get, grab this, get this on the screen for you guys. Like, holy shit. He's so lucky that there's a war going on now in wrestling. If this was like a year or two ago, he would have <laughs> That's probably why he's doing oh, it now. He's like, fuck it, there. What do you got a war going on? They don't give a shit. <laughs> All right, let's get this up on the screen here. Up the creek. And when some guy named Dana fired me. I'll be honest, some people just don't like me. I just have one of those faces. But after that, I never thought I'd be back here. I never thought I'd be able to perform in front of a crowd like you. And I never thought I'd get to experience everything I get to experience now. But... I never stopped. I kept training. 
I knew the goal, the dream was right there in front of me, and I'm not going to stop. This is just the beginning. 12 years ago it started, and 12 years from now I'll still be going, and I guarantee you this, Las Vegas, the pro retires Brock Lesnar. Yeah. According to Mouse, he said NXT gave him permission to do that. So... Maybe because it was a house show. I don't know. Maybe did he actually manage to get some people invested in this ridiculous angle where he fights Brock Lesnar, which would be foolish because I'm, most people, sure, he's an internet darling and all that, but most people would be like, who the hell is that? Why is he fighting Brock Lesnar? You know, he doesn't understand that, like, sure, in the NXT world, you're big, and with the indie guys, you're big, and with UFC, you're big, but there's still a large community who would not know who the hell he is. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that when he shows up, just like when Rob Van Dam first showed up during the invasion, there were people who were just going along with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not every, there's no way that everybody who was at Raw, when they all started doing the Rob Van Dam thing with their thumbs, they were following other people who were fans. But I feel the same way with the bro thing, where it's like, yeah, he might have his fan base, but there's a lot of people who were just joining in the festivities. They didn't know who the fuck that was. They're just popping with everybody else. You have fans like that. You know, but there's yeah. a bigger community out there. They won't know who the hell you are or why you should fight Brock Lesnar. They don't watch UFC. They don't watch NXT. Who don't give a shit about you? You know, they would be asking why there's a hundred other people who deserve it on the main roster that aren't getting in. This guy, this bro guy, this barefoot bro guy is getting it. So he has to grow a little bit more. We were talking about Ryback, who was well-established and how he needed a long way to go. And this guy's in NXT with no fucking shoes ready to fight Brock Lesnar. Do you know that him and Goldberg encountered each other backstage about a month ago? Yeah, we talked about that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. What the hell is that? Sorry, it was like kid was. Had oh, sorry. I, I thought bad. it was. I thought it was a sound effect applying to Goldberg. I was thinking, oh, oh what are we? <laughs> I thought you were playing the drop in the background. I was like, what happened? No, what? No, she walked by with her phone. She was just playing something. Sorry. Sincere. Yeah, I want to say we talked about that, right? We talked about it. Um. I don't think I saved it, but I came across a clip of it where you actually see it and the encounter is awkward as fuck, man. Like Goldberg just doesn't look happy to be in this situation. You know, like Goldberg doesn't look happy to be seeing him. I'll have to Google it to find it because this was on my off time. I wasn't putting together a program, but it just came up on my thing. It was an amateur picture, too. So someone who was in the hallway took this. It wasn't like they were doing this to promote anything. Uh, And uh, he handled himself well, but he, he looked a little bit startled. I don't want to say he looked scared, but when he came across Goldberg backstage, he had like this oh shit look on his face. Like he didn't expect to see him there. Like, oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, literally, I wonder if I could find it if I just try to walk. It might be possible. Yeah, give me a second here. I know I'm eating up time here, but it's worth it if Uh I could get it. Hey, this is what we do. (laughs) This is what we do out here, right? We do it live. Fuck it, we do it live. Goldberg Matt Riddle. Is this it? Oh, I found it. Yep. You see? I was about to say, if you you had seen about something like a month ago, like I was about to say, I figured you'd be able to find it a lot quicker than that. Yeah, yeah. Getting it up is a completely different story with the way things are. (laughs) Just just ask Joey Ryan. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Oh, no. He's an expert at getting it up. (laughs) Wrong person. Okay. uh, Shit. Um, Billy Graham. There you go. Oh, yeah. He'll probably have problems. He's a crank and a winch <laughs> and two enchantment spells and a shoehorn to make sure that he makes the descent. <laughs> Yuck. 
You know? Oh my god! Yeah, if like, I had to order like, years worth of girls on water just to do that. I'm going to drop it in the <laughs> chat room for you guys before I even try to run it. Because you know what? Honestly, that'll make it easier for me to grab the link myself to get it up on the Tron. Yeah. The Bronze Tron. There you go. That's what I've been calling it. Oh. Maybe I've just never heard you say it. Maybe that's what it is. Huh? No, I always call it that. Yeah. Sorry about this. Anyone on iTunes, they're getting dead air. They don't even see the screen. They're like, what is this shit? But you know what? The iTunes version compresses dead air. So you're, you're not waiting that long. Yeah. Except when we talk. You guys are <laughs> <laughs> But hey, that's even more reason to show up in the mixer room when we do this live, guys. That's right. And you get to do see what and you get to see what took us. <laughs> Most of our best stuff is the stuff that's not planned on the program. You know, like our best clips yeah. last week was stuff. That like really that. is true. Like with the case of this show, a lot of the funniest stuff we do wasn't even set up in the beginning to begin with. It's not like I have it behind the talk brunch logo. It's not like we don't load the stuff fast. It's just that on here. YouTube makes us wait the 30 second or whatever the hell we got to wait for this to happen. So, but anyway, here we go. Oh, no. I didn't mean to run into you <laughs> like no that. No problem, bro. How are you? We got to talk. Yeah, anytime. You put a stop to that. Okay. Hey, I have an opinion. If you don't like it, that's fine. You got it. Yeah, that's it. Awesome. I'll see you in a little, bro. Yeah, you will, bro. <laughs> okay. Good thing you're wearing your shoes. After this happens, anytime. All right. I'm in the building. I'll cool. talk to you later. Cool. I'll be watching the match. I don't need you, bro. You're right, bro. First of all, I'm not your bro. Good. Nice to meet you. Pleasure's all mine, bro. You got it. I ain't your bro. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> if you, motherfucker, you could have swung on him, okay? <laughs> nah, you don't lose your job. But if you look at his face, look at how his cheekbones look like they're about to explode on his face from he shock. Look, yeah, so, look at the beginning of this. Oh, no. I didn't mean to... He went, oh, no. <laughs> look at that look at his face. Oh, no. The way his voice sounded. He sounded like a damsel in distress in a fucking medieval story. <laughs> like a dragon was coming. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> look at this shit. Uh, no. Oh, no. Like I didn't mean to run into Look at his face. How are you? Is that talk. Yeah. Anytime. Oh, no. Actually, Spartan Jesus makes a good point. He might have just been high. Well, the well, the worst time that you probably want to encounter someone who's liable to kick your ass is when you're stoned. <laughs> you know what I mean? Think about it. Do you want to be under the influence of anything if Goldberg or Lesnar is about to kick your ass? Do you want to be under the influence of anything? Nope. Other than painkillers? <laughs> That's the last time you want to encounter somebody. He probably is high. And it's probably the worst fucking feeling in the world. Because your life feels like it's an eight times the amount of danger than it is. And you know what? <laughs> you're, you're already in a lot of fucking danger. <laughs> it looked, it felt like Goldberg wanted to do something. And that's why he just kept stalling the conversation. Like, look at how much stalling. I didn't mean to run into you hey, like no that. No problem, bro. How are you? We got to talk. Yeah, anytime. You put a stop to that. Okay. Hey, I have an opinion. If you don't like it, that's fine. You got it. Yeah, that's it. Awesome. He initially agreed right away. When he said, you need to put a stop to that, he went, okay. Good thing you're wearing your shoes. After this happens, anytime. All right. I'm in the building. I'll talk to you later. Cool. And I don't think this was cut. I think the person kept thinking that they were going to walk away and they kept coming back. First of all, I'm not your bro. Good. 
That does not look like a man who wants to leave. No, I ain't your bro. No, he's allowed to be high. You could be high in WWE. The fine is almost nothing compared to the money that you get, and that's probably going to go away. They don't even fine you in the XFL if you smoke. Yeah, yeah, the fine won't put a dent in what you make. Yeah, most people, and we never have time for it. I forget who it was. It was Ambrose or someone. We had a drop here that we just ran out of time, but he was talking about a few other people who said most people smoke, like almost 99% of the, everyone that's in the entire company smokes weed. They Remember, we even played drops on here of Jericho talking about how Vince McMahon smoked weed in front of Donald Trump. They sparked like a, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's almost no one is the general consensus. And uh, yeah, that's been- that Goldberg in that, it's like, it's hard to explain, but like when you're a parent and your kid acts up in front of people, and you kind of do that smiling, like, all right, you need to go leave now. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we get home, I'm going to beat your... Yeah, he did. He yeah. had that, he had that right. father look. Yeah. He, you're uh-huh. right. He had that fucking father look. You're right. He looked like a he, dad. He, 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 he had that when we get home smile. Oh, yeah. You're you're going to get it when you get home. Yeah. Now, you know, he reads... Every, every, everybody sure. else looks at you wondering why you're scared of your dad smiling because they don't know. Brock Lesnar, on the other hand, he they said he came up behind him and touched him on the shoulder. That must have been worse, right? Mm. That must have been his his, the, his old bro. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, God. making the wrong kind of enemies, my dude. Dude, would that not be scary to be in the shower and just Goldberg and Lesnar just walk up and be like, all right, what's up? That's where they should have approached him. If that was, if he would have, oh my God, I wish he would have done this to JBL. Like, I wish he would have <laughs> talked shit to JBL. Oh. Would JBL fingered his ass JBL would have shooted on him in the fucking match, you know. He he would have he would have legit elbowed him in the face or some shit. He would have kicked his oh, ass. Oh, he would have JBL, hit him with the clothesline for real. JBL would have gotten trouble because there's no there's nothing stopping him. He has no self control in regards to that shit. He would have fucked him up, you know. You Even if Riddle him. Riddle's an MMA guy, so maybe it would have been another case where just like with Joey with, with Joey fucking uh Joey, uh, Joey Styles uh, Joey Styles where he knocked him out. Maybe it would be something like that. But uh, JBL wouldn't hesitate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it it would it would have been like snap instinct. They probably knowing WWE, they probably try to save this guy. Like they would tell him that it was a work. They do that a lot. Like to just defuse this, they would have probably told JBL it was a work. He's just working or something. But if they don't, and he's just under the impression that this guy went into business for himself, he's gonna go into business for himself. He's an old school guy. You don't go into business for yourself. Oh, yeah, that used to get your ass kicked. 100% guaranteed in the past. It's only because they're a publicly traded company that this isn't a legit ass whipping. So, yeah, yeah man. Sure. Be careful, Riddle. Don't want to see you get yeah. released. Somebody's going to hit him with a potato in the ring just because yeah. they don't like him. So then they go get potato right fucking back. <laughs> he is a tough gonna guy. It's going to be a potato fight. Like. That's the dilemma, though, that he is a that, tough that, dude. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not like he's going down like a bitch. Like, he's going to go straight back in the UFC mode. It's going to be a problem. R- Riddle's no bitch. He just has an annoying attitude. It makes you wonder, would there be people in there who can uh, who can hurt him? Like, that's the, that's the thing. Like, Goldberg can make a move if he wants to, but motherfucker, Goldberg will get rocked. Like... <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Like, like you go figure out just how much WCW really matched your ass. Brock might be a different story because Brock was yeah. there too. But Goldberg, no, Goldberg didn't do shit because Goldberg knows he can't do shit. <laughs> like motherfucker, you lost to and you've lost an inanimate object. What's gonna happen when it's a moving person? Because I mean, you see, it's just like I'm not your bro. He calls him bro two more times. Like, come on, man. he keeps calling out Goldberg because he knows Goldberg won't do shit. Because Riddle's a punk. That's exactly what he is. That's what the, that's what a punk acts like. He's a punk. He's a disrespectful little punk. 
Yeah, but he's getting over. That's all. That's all they give ah. a shit about. That, that's all they give a shit about in this yeah, company. Who get over like that. Yuck. Some of the motherfuckers who signed their souls to this company. Gross. That'll get old real quick. I mean, fuck. I mean, fucking hasn't Ronald Rollins been getting over just being Mister Company Guy on Twitter for the past year? Like, he's, no, nobody, nobody cares how you get over in this company anymore. As long as you get over. Yeah, the guy. I think that's, the guys are gonna not want. You know, they'll put a stop to him getting over like that. There's no question that he's a talent, but don't come off like a mark just because you're a talent. You know, yep. you, he comes off like somebody who used to watch wrestling like last week and now is a wrestler. You know, and even marks don't come off like that. Like you know what I mean? It sounds like something that like a jock would say that only casually, occasionally channel surfs wrestling. I want to fuck up Goldberg, man, and Brock. <laughs> yeah, you know. Like I can see but it'll go dude, it's all fake. What are you gonna like, do? Like why are you calling out <laughs> you know, if you were a wrestling fan, I kinda feel like your hit list would look cooler. Like Cody Rhodes' hit list looked dope when he first left the oh WWE. You know what I mean? It looked it like he had an eye for people who are actually wrestling talent. And that's what made it actually increased his already balanced credibility. You know, when you've seen people make lists of people that they want to wrestle in the Indies, it's always really cool. It's like, oh yeah, imagine those matches. It's just funny to me that this guy who was part of the Indies, the only people who he ever calls out out of all the great talent is Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. You know what I mean? Do you have an eye for wrestling? Like, how come you don't have more people, man, that on that list that are really good? How come you don't want to fight Ricochet, you know? Or how Cesaro you, or somebody like that, you know? Yeah. Like, how come you don't want to fight those guys? You you know, you fight Goldberg? That's the top of the mountain for you. Someone who came from MMA, there's not people who you've seen better things out of as far as for your wrestling style. Goldberg's a draw. There's no question about that. But if we're talking latent yeah. wrestling ability, why the fuck didn't you call anybody else out if you were trying to prove yourself? That's, that's probably yeah. what it is. If you, he knows, you know, if they ever made that match happen, that's where he's getting the most money. That's you know like him I mean? going back into UFC going, where's Chuck Liddell at? You're in NXT. Uh, not, why don't you call Jones. out? Why don't you call out an NXT alumni to put to to put you on a real clinical wrestling match? Have like a Cesaro or or a Sami Zayn match, something like that, or a Nakamura NXT match or something. If you really want to prove your skill, have one of those kind of matches. You're not going to get that out of Goldberg or Brock Lesnar. Like the kind of match that would showcase his skill is not the kind of match he's aiming for. Even Triple H would have been better. You know, Triple H is a great ring general, and you could get a good match with him. But it's just weird that that's his choices. It's, it's just strange, you know. But whatever. He wants to wrestle older dudes. And WWE won't do shit about it. They'll keep letting him talk. Even though he's like, oh, no, we're going to do No, no, y'all ain't going to do it. Mark's call out New Jack. No, no, no. no. Oh, God. We we want him to wrestle, not die. All right. (laughs) Fucking like, just made us kill people. Can you blade for me? Oh, God. Don't don't, don't (laughs) ask that. I, I saw what happened last time somebody asked that shit. All right. So there's been other people that have had problems in WWE. I barely remember this girl, but she was around for a little while here. Um, That's Tainara Conti. Yeah, Tainara Conti. Um, yeah. yeah, apparently she had some sort of a disagreement with them backstage and she pulled the punk and she walked out back in January. Um, the general consensus, according to most people who are backstage, say that this was financial. We don't know that for sure. The Sheets haven't confirmed it either, but they did. Her locker was cleared out. Her husband was quoted as saying, all we can say is that Ty and Eric is, is still under contract with WWE. So something happened. We're hearing it's financially motivated. Like maybe she wasn't making a lot of money. But where was she making money before this? I mean, she's 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 always been a regular. Because I follow her um, on social media. She's always a regular on the NXT house shows. She does show up maybe at least 
couple of times a month on the, the NXT TVs, but yeah, it's just like how, even with that, like how bad could it be if it's a financial thing? Don't you think it's a little bit too early for people to be having like her to be having financial problems? Yeah, because see, she's yeah. one of those girls. If you watch NXT on a consistent basis, you know there's like certain ones, like a Santana Garrett or like a Cadence Carter. They show up every once in a while. Tynara was one of those girls. Yeah, well, she needs to have so patience. it's like so it's like what are you really bitching about? Like it's just. Too expendable to be walking out on them. You have to pay yeah. your dues. They're still, even if they're a shitty company, there is at times. I'm not saying all the time. But there is still such a thing as paying your dues. It's almost like the the younger talent that's coming in is getting the emotions that talent that's been there for years is getting misconstrued with their own. You know what I mean? Where it's okay for somebody. I said before, even though I don't agree with him doing it that way, it's okay for someone like CM Punk after years of frustration to feel that way. It wasn't okay yeah, for Ryback to feel that way, and it's not okay for you. You have to pay your dues before you feel any kind of way. I mean, cause yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, the girl was in both May Young classics, but it's like still like who wasn't. Yeah. yeah and that goes for I any mean, profession. It, 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 though. You the only that... few that's like still there. But I mean, it's just like even then just being in both of those May Young classics and sticking around to the second one still haven't quite paid your dues yet kiddo like and that goes for any profession too that's why i'm surprised that just even if not as a wrestler as an adult she should know wherever you go you have to pay your dues you slowly climb up the ladder and you make it there you know what i mean like if you're if you're a plumber first you're a plumber's apprentice you know you have to learn all the shit you know you have to sort of be like the second in command until you're able to do your own thing and the whole point of it is that while you're the person above you is teaching you the actual craft so at one point you know it and can work independently that's literally what this is. You, I've seen this chick like fucking four times. How could she be having money disputes or any kind of dispute? Unless somebody tried to finger blast her, there's no reason at this point in her life she should be this fucking disheveled to leave the company. You know? Yeah. I don't like. Does she think she should have been further with how long she's been around or like what? But I, I don't get it. From what? How long has she been around? She's been here. For, she's been here for a minute. Oh come on. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm thinking. Unless think about there was some I, level I don't know of what the fucking reason is, but I'm un, just saying. Unless there was some level of disrespect, stop being such a fucking conti. I mean, we, maybe there was. We don't. We don't know. But either way, more of the story. If you've been this company, be happy and stop fucking bitching. Like it's just so early Jesus for someone. Christ, That's like, even earlier than Ryback for her to yeah, be annoyed. She, she hasn't even been here as long as fucking Ryback. Get your shit together. Put your big girl fucking panties on. Get in the company and fucking fight. Like <laughs> that's such an early amount of time to be like that. Does it? <laughs> Christ in heaven, like, so I think the last time she was on NXT, she, she got a win, which she doesn't really get. I'm going to hold judgment, even though I kind of didn't. I'm going to hold the official judgment until we hear more of this story. But I just find it weird for someone to be that frustrated that early. Either the company's like, way worse than we even have complained about when it comes to PR, or there are just some people who aren't patient. Like, I'm, ho- I'm hoping it's just maybe in a case of she was promised something. Maybe when she first officially signed, she was supposed she was told she was supposed to be further at this point, like something like that. But if it's just her bitch, yeah, like, you know how long people like Riddick Moss, Ty Dillinger, Jason Jordan, you know how long they were in developmental Jason Jordan. Do you remember back when he was a tag team with Ty Dillinger? Yeah. I that remember was, that shit. They were an FCW as a tag team and then NXT before they even brought this up. Like, you know, the level of patience that people like that. Ryback was even Ryan Reeves. And I said that he went back when he was in NXT and he was he was Skip Sheffield and all that shit. I mean, 
Should we talk you know before? What I mean? um, like, think about the early days, back when I used to have to look for FCW and NXT on the internet, leaks for it, because they didn't even have a place they put it. It was legit their developmental tapes, and we were watching all of these people. You know how long some of those people, some people can't even comprehend how long people have been waiting for call-ups. I mean, shoot, I remember we talked about when the Street Profits first came up, that Angelo Dawkins has been in NXT for like seven years, I think, and the Street Profits has only been around for like two yeah, Stacey says she has an AEW offer, but that don't that depends on her contract. If that contract isn't up, then she's no, I she was joking. Then they're gonna banish her to limbo, you know, because oh, she has to God. finish off her dates. They can make her sit on that shit. You don't want to do that with them right now. You got to play at Ambrose. You know, you got to ease your way out of there. Exactly. Ambrose did that shit like a G. Yeah, yes, yeah, Um, Dawkins was in NXT for seven years before he got called up. But yeah, it's just like. There were people there for years and haven't oh fucking said a word. And then you have people coming in through these special events now that the network sort of blew up and they're going, that does it. I'm out of here. And I'm just like, I, I can't imagine what they could possibly be doing to make you storm out. It's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't want to think it's worse than we know it to be. I but don't it's think like, it if is, it man. is, Jesus Christ. Or they just feel that entitled. I think they feel entitled because they see people who have been there longer than maybe they, maybe they break bread with those people and they hear those complaints and then that sort of rubs off on them. And you know what? At the end of the day, that's why even if for veteran superstars, even if some of their complaints are legitimate, it's not a good idea to go and voice that to new people that are coming in because you're going to make them jaded before they even do it and you're going to make them fuck up their own opportunities. Exactly. It's like if you got a job at like Walmart and then the person who's there that's training you is already talking shit, oh, this job sucks, you know, fucking look out for Ralph over there. He always takes extra on his lunch break. You know, I hate this fucking, you know, at the end of the day, you're either going to make the person not want to be there, want to quit. You know, I mean, some people will rise above it, but a lot of the time you make the person jaded because they'll start to look for those things. And they become cynical because you put that shit on them. You know, so maybe just because you have that experience, you shouldn't impose that on other people because that's what I think happens to people like that. These are they're literally young, impressionable upcomers. You know what I mean? Like they're literally young, impressionable. And and like it's just not good to do that. You know, it's a really complicated situation is. And that's the reason why I don't think WWE should be mixing their chocolate with their peanut butter just so that they can go up against AEW. Leave the younger guys with the younger guys down there. You know, use that as developmental already. Stop trying to make money off of everything. For God's sake, you're even trying to make money off of the fucking Mid-South thing. You know, is there enough money or do you need all of the money? Maybe we should just give them all of our money, right? What can I sell around here to make sure that I don't have any fucking spare money that they don't have? They ain't getting shit from me. But you know, know what I mean? <laughs> you know, because I think that's the problem, dude. I think at the end of the day, you gave them some of the money, Destin. And Squires, you gave them some of the money. And I gave them some of the money. But what the fuck's wrong with you? None of you gave them all of the money. Why not? Why didn't you just give them all of the money? Why did it have to be some? Start giving them all of the money and we won't have these issues. <laughs> you know? <laughs> All I'm saying is when they forcibly retire Goldberg, then they get all the money. Until then, give yeah. Me but everything. Just give them all of the money. You know, I want to see your paycheck after taxes and I want to make sure it reflects what you're giving them. <laughs> Don't even write the number in the little in the little rectangle on the right side. Just put all A-L-L <laughs> and just leave the fucking the, the space blank where they could just put in whatever they want. Just write them a blank check here. Motherfucker said just put all. Take what you think you deserve. It'll be like a reverse. You know, the way they have those humble bundles that you kind of pay what you want. What you think the donation should be and you're given like something. It'll be a reverse humble bundle. Instead of that, they charge you what they think you owe. 
and they can even base it on reactions and shit too like you know that'll make you pop better you know what last week new jersey wasn't popping that well so they're gonna get a tax from now on on all of their stuff on the on the humble bundle the fumble bundle they're going to get a tax on that now. Oh, Since those God. guys weren't reacting as good enough fans and the Pennsylvania fans were better, they get a better discount. Your network for the next month is six ninety nine because they popped hard. And then you know what? You get great fan reaction. On the next quarterly, they could tell everybody that the fan reaction has been through the fucking roof. They can't stop these fans from popping for things because they don't want to pay. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> the louder you pop, the less you pay. Oh, God. If that's the case, fucking... Zack Ryder's getting a road warrior pop next time they come to Atlanta. Pop and pay guaranteed. Yeah, pop and pay. That's what it'll be. Hashtag pop and pay. Oh, dear God. You know, there's, <laughs> there's all kinds of shit that they could do now. They're invincible. <laughs> and, oh. uh, and I wish it would end there, man. I wish we could say that this Conti situation is the only situation where people are unhappy. But I'm hearing that uh, Rusev, that the Rusev situation has... They've had issues with contracts with him. That's why he's not on TV. If you guys are wondering how are we having a Lana storyline without Rusev, well, the reason why you're having it is because he also is having problems with them. I don't know if you guys heard about this. I think I heard like a, like a slight bit about it. Like not much, but. So it's an interesting situation because what's basically happening is uh, he didn't renew his contract. He didn't like the stuff that's in his contract currently. He's not agreeing with, I don't know if it's the money or what exactly it is, but uh, he hasn't signed the new contract. Lana, on the other hand, has signed a five-year deal. We don't know the details of her deal, but his deal, they're still in negotiations. And so they took him off of television because there's a contract dispute. So uh, we don't know what's going to happen. And this is one of those things where I feel like this is the one place where WWE has some level of elbow room. Because I get that they're husband and wife and everything. But to my knowledge, that was a relationship that developed on uh, on the air. You know what I mean? I could be wrong, but I think that was a relationship where, where these... Rusev and Lana were put together and then they got together. You know what I mean? Is that the case with those two? I'm pretty sure because going back to FCW and, and, and NXT, and back then, NXT, since it wasn't mainstream, they used to try stuff. Like you might see somebody come out. Like, for example, the original Wyatt's, I don't remember who it had in it, but it wasn't the version that you saw. It had Bray, but it had some other guy with him before they settled on uh, Rowan and Harper. There was just some other dude. I'm sure if I heard his name, I'd be like, yeah, that guy. It's another developmental guy. But they had someone else there where Bray, they would try different managers. They would mix and match different people until they got the desired effect. Rusev used to come out, to my knowledge, I forget who also in that situation, but he used to come out with another guy. I believe it was one of those guys, one of those French dudes that eventually went to Impact. One of the ones that got shaved bald or whatever. Remember they had like a couple of French guys there? Oh, oh shit. <laughs> it was like a modern-day law resistance. Sort of. <laughs> one of them was like a smaller dude, and then the other guy got yeah. his hair fucked up by, by Enzo and all of them, and then he hated the other, and he became like an ang. It could be, I could be wrong, but to my memory, the point is Rusev used to have another manager, and then he suddenly started coming out with Lana, which means that they were trying the Lana thing, and I'm sure at that point she didn't know him. She met him through them being in that angle together. So my original point to this is that that's probably why 
Lana signed the five-year contract and Ruth is still in negotiations. They were, they weren't brought in as a couple, like in the case of like, um, you know, Mike and Maria Canellis or other people that have been dealt with that way. They were literally two different people who met each other in the business and they probably handled their business separately, kind of like Renee and Ambrose, you know, Renee and, uh, Moxley. So it looks like Lana's position is secure, but Rusev's might not be. Maybe he's just playing hardball because they could, you could negotiate more aggressively when they know that there's a possibility that you could be talking to AEW or some other place. And if you hold out long enough, maybe they bring the contract back with more money. A lot of these wrestlers have agents and shit that are doing them for them. Sometimes it's not them just sitting at the table. Like it's not like Rusev walks in with his wrestling trunks and dun 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 and sit at the table. You know what I mean? It's like it's probably some lawyers and shit involved in this. And they probably tell him, "Yo, bro, hold on for more money," because a lot of people are making more money. There are people. It's not like wrestlers aren't allowed to talk to each other. He has friends in AEW that used to be in NXT quite recently that could be telling him the money that they're making in AEW. So that when he's getting these WWE offers, they're, they're like Cody and them could be like, dude. That's not the money that we're making over here. You should wait. And worst case scenario, if they don't pick you up, then we'll, uh, then we'll pick you up. You know what I mean? But play hardball. And, and I think that what AEW is doing is there to, because notice AEW's agenda seems to be to help all of their wrestling buddies. Whether you're in their company, sure, great. But they want, they seem to want everyone who's their friends across the globe to all be successful in spite of WWE. They keep teasing. You know what I mean? They keep making WWE not know who they want. So now they're just trying to protect everyone. They don't know what the fuck to do. You know, and it's becoming, it's, it's getting, I think they're actually getting in their head. We're seeing a lot of that. The little things that they're doing. I'm going to give you an example here. Look at this picture that Jericho posted. Okay. When you do shit like you're, you're fucking with them when you do that. Oh yeah. That's easy. You can tell me. Right. You're fucking with them because they have EC3. He's been gone for a while. You've been misusing him and you're there. He is with, with, with Le Champion. WWE sitting there right now, like, oh shit, we could lose him and he could actually get over. What did Jericho sign him to a multi year contract? What did Jericho write underneath this? Just in case you think it's just two people having a drink, or oh, two wrestlers from separate companies can have a drink. What's wrong with that? Great chat with EC3 tonight in Orlando. Big things are coming in the future for this talented brother. And then he tags all elite wrestling. I thought that was Dave Meltzer. <laughs> oh my oh. God. Wow. <laughs> How fucking dare you? <laughs> So they don't know what to do. It's like, are you taking him or are you just fucking yeah. with him? You know, these wrestlers Dave who have been really mistreated with, with him too. Yeah, he's he, a really talented guy. Really they dropped good, it man. and flattened it. He showed up over like yeah, a month. I, and I can say that's himself. the one that they just kind of, and I, and I think like, I, and I said this a long time ago, man, when you have all the toys, cool toys are going to get left out as a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, there's only so much you can do. There's only so many TV shows. There's only so much time. And if you just hoard all the talent, guys like him are going to slip through the cracks and just totally be wasted. Yes, and that's exactly what happened, man. These, these guys are being misused. They don't know who they can keep. They don't know who they should keep. And uh, at the end of the day, I think WWE has created their own cycle that's going to... It may not hurt them completely, but it's going to mess up NXT in this Wednesday Night War. And the reason is because they're losing this Wednesday Night War badly now. Every week, they lose. It's not even back and forth. Every week, they lose. It's just consistent. Just like I told you guys, once the number... I didn't know who was going to be the one. I, I suspected it would be AW, but I said, once the numbers settle, people like routines in life. I'm not a routine guy. Aside from doing stuff like this, I'm not a routine guy. But people like routines in life. And if you get into your routine of every single week coming home, and that's the show that you watch, it's going to be hard for something to break that routine. 
after a while. So when you see numbers settling the way theirs did, it would take something drastic for those numbers to shift. Now, the problem here is that doesn't make it impossible. But I feel like every single time the numbers start to shift for people who have short attention spans, every time they start to lose interest in AEW, because of the way contracts work, there's going to be another contract cycling out. And it's going to be another time the WWE has to decide whether they want to spend more money on keeping this person or let them go. And every time you let someone go and you make that other choice, they're going to pop up on AEW. And whether or not it's successful doesn't matter. What matters is that now people are once again reinvested in your product. You've reignited that spark of interest where now next Wednesday they're going to want to see this new person show up here for the first time and you can keep that shit going forever thanks to wwe because in their greed they've given everyone in the entire wrestling planet some level of recognition everyone's been in tournaments they've all been in may young classics they've all been in fucking cruiserweight classics and all this other shit everyone has some level of notoriety and credibility so now you have to clench your ass every time somebody's contract freeze because your ratings are going to shift over so they can see how they used get ready brace your ass cheeks because pretty soon you're going to have fucking luke harper and then after that you're going to have ec3 and then after that you're going to have matt hardy and this is going to go on for a long fucking time and i don't see a way for nxt to get out of that time slot without looking like shit you know so good good job in all the decision making that you did where like because that's how it was a lot of the time with wcw when they started wrecking wwe it became a game of not only let's see who's gonna show up this week let's see who's gonna show up now who i wonder who they got oh shit did you hear who they got and it just kept going and going and going and then it was let's see who's gonna join the stables now let's see who's gonna you know what i mean let's see how they use them that's what wcw did and it worked for a good long time so they kind of messed up here you know, and I don't know if you guys heard about Jericho. He even talked about how uh, Vince McMahon asked him after he signed the contract if he can get out of it. Yeah, I heard about that. He basically said, hey, come back to WWE, leave AEW. He's like, it's too late. I already signed it. You told me to go sign it. You weren't it. So you told me to go sign it. And now he, then he realized that the same mistake that he's made in the past, he's made again. This, this is like WCW all over again. The product doesn't have to be better. It, it's funny that it is. On top of all of this, the product's really interesting and it's refreshing. Even if it wasn't better, it's refreshing next to all of the WWE branded stuff. But to top off being refreshing, it is better. And they have this rotation of talent. TNA lived off of having a rotation of ex-WWE guys and shitty booking. These guys have good booking and they're living off of an even bigger rotation. Exactly. So it's like it's impossible to ever get rid of them now. They're always going to. It's like this is like such a, a good spot to be in. And then you could just take selfies with whoever contract is coming up. The revival, they've asked for their releases. What's going to happen with them? You know, it's like just selfie all over the place. Triple yeah. H is all about the selfie when everybody else is selfieing. Because, like, when you look at this picture, no matter what comes out of this, it works better for EC3. Either WWE starts paying him worth what he's worth and utilizing him, or he goes to AEW and he gets utilized and pays what he's worth. Either way, he's coming up on a come up. Yeah. Like they, they 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 fucked him the second he came out of NXT when they brought a thousand guys up because they don't know what the fuck they're doing and now That's NXT exactly paying the price for it. That is exactly what happened. And the thing about it is, and I said this before AEW showed up, there's gonna be nobody to spoil when Mankind wins the WWF title this time because it's that's live. what fucked WCW. <laughs> they because spoiled the live. wrong show. AEW is not spoiling shit on their end. Yeah, <laughs> not good really messed up stuff it could have been prevented it could have been it's like they kind of made it worse not so much that it could have been prevented as they they made it worse like what it was doesn't compare to what it what it uh became they sort of fueled it they created their own worst enemy you know it it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy where it makes you wonder if they wouldn't have done it would it have happened in the first place 
Right. You know, so yeah, that's what that's where they are. You know. Good luck on that one. We definitely said that in the future was going to be interesting with with the way stuff like this was going to play out. You know, the behind the scenes stuff is incredible at this point. You know, freaking nuts. Mm hmm. All right. So I'm hearing that Cody Hall got into some trouble. Remember him? I, I don't oh, remember God. him. He got into some I had to, I had to think of who he was for a second. I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. What did he do here? So it says, um, okay, his tweet was blah, blah, coronavirus. Welcome to the yellow fever. Mm. That is racist as fuck. He said that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And get this. So he. So. <laughs> He works for DDT Pro Wrestling. You know who they are, right? They're Japanese. You know what I mean? They're Asians. There's Asians in that. Yellow fever. He called fucking coronavirus yellow fever. So they sent out a public statement where they said, uh, Cody Hall has recently made an inappropriate comment on Twitter, and we have contacted him regarding the situation. Cody Hall has apologized to us and has also suggested withdrawing himself from the remaining dates of his tour, as well as relinquishing his Anytime Anywhere contract. In light of the gravity of his comments, we have agreed to all of his suggestions above. All announced cards, including Cody Hall, will be changed, and the scheduled KOD Tag Championship match in... Nagoya on February 24th will be canceled. All updated cards will be announced once they are decided. DDT Pro Wrestling will keep working to provide pro wrestling content that can be enjoyed by the fans. We sincerely apologize to everyone that has been affected by this situation as well as that of our fans. <laughs> Yellow fever. Fuck up, kid. I, I thought he was talking about people who are addicted to NXT. <laughs> what you want, you want to have that yellow fever. I was wrong, man. Might as well just called it the Ching Chong Bing Bong virus. Yeah, right. Like he really, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he, he really. That's what he did. That's what he did. Well, it like that, I guess. You know? Yeah, I guess he said he it just with less words. Like, oh yeah, that was a. He messed up for sure. I don't know why you would do that though. Like, why would you even need to voice your opinion on that shit? That's stupid. You know, this is what I'm talking about with social media, man. Where people are fucking crazy. Yeah, people get to spew whatever dumb shit comes out of their head, like. Keep that shit to yourself, dude. Like, yeah, no. It wasn't even funny to begin with, so it's like... Yeah, no, no, it definitely wasn't. I don't know, dude. Very unfortunate shit with this guy. You know? What, yeah. do, what do you think will happen to him now? He's probably done for a while. Oh, yeah, he's he needs to lay low for a hot, hot minute. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna need you to just go radio silent on everything for a little while, like... Yeah, he he definitely should. But I mean, um, if you're gonna make a bad joke like that, at least make it funny. Yeah, it didn't even yeah. sound like it was trying to be funny. It just sounded like he was trying to be malicious. You know, like yeah. it sounded. It sounds That's racist. It sounds racist. It wasn't. It wasn't like tasteful at all. And it didn't have humor behind it. It just had. It just had hatred in it. <laughs> you know, it's not like the other things when we come on here. And we're like, well, we could understand why why they are. They were. And it's like, no, like what the hell? What's the matter with you? Yeah, like some sometimes people go out there. We talk about these, and you could tell they were literally just trying to be funny with this. It's like, what was your end game, my dude? Like, was I supposed to laugh? Like, was I supposed to get offended? What? Like, yeah. yeah, he's not in a good enough standing in order to let that kind of shit start happening. Exactly. You haven't even gotten out of the thing of, oh yeah, you're Scott Hall's kid. That's right. Now we know who you are. Now we, I remember you. When when you said Cody Hall, I had to sit there and go like, what the fuck. 
Yeah, Spartan Jesus actually makes a really good point. It's not like the Tesla thing. We have the tweet literally right there. So it's like there's no like other side to this shit. Like well, no, with Tesla, it was it was claims, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's still two sides, yeah. even though it sounds very likely. Like, there's no audio of her. We don't have time tonight, but she actually interviewed. She did her own little teleconference where she spoke about the fact that she didn't say anything racist. You know, she likes to defend herself. With this Cody Hall thing, we literally have, like, boom, tweet. He said it. Like, Yeah, he said it, and that's all there really is to it. At that point, it's like you can't. It's impossible to defend yourself about anything. Like, there's no, like... Like I said, dude needs to like just kind of like go radio silent and just click it off for a minute. Like, yeah, for sure. All right, what else do we have going on here? Um, Jim Cornette and Meltzer they started arguing. What really? Oh God, they're good friends though. Like they've they've always been really good friends, but they started arguing on social media over Kenny Omega. Can you believe that you guys are fighting over Kenny? You know, like, why? You know, what's the big deal? I don't want to brush his hair. No, I don't want to read this whole thread. But basically, Cornette starts off with Dave. I've been sick all week. So fuck it. You call this Harpo Marx motherfucker a goddamn genius at match layout better, better in flair slash steamboat. Blah, fucking blah. He wrestles sex dolls and kids. He's a phony clown and embarrassment. Fuck him. Quit swinging on his dick. Fuck you. Fuck. And, uh. Melser's basically saying it's out of touch nonsense. Omega holds the gate record at the Cow Palace. Don and. All Out had a gigantic ticket demands and immediate sellouts, and he headlined all three, clinging to the idea that he can't draw in the U.S. as something invalid that was invalidated a long time ago. And they went back and forth for like a really, really long time uh, with this. So I guess that it's funny that they ended their friendship over their opinion on Kenny Omega. They're taking wrestling more serious than some of the crazy marks out there. Right. And, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff. It's like Kenny Omega is getting into Twitter wars with people. Some of it justified, some of it not. Um, there was a fan. What was it that this fan asked? There was a, they did some vulgar tweet in regards to, uh, Riho. Did you hear what it was? I've heard about the tweet, but I haven't heard what it was though. I'm clicking into it now. Oh, I God. don't have it on the program and I don't know what it is. I'm scared because I didn't realize that the sheets just reported it as a, a vulgar remark, which if they didn't quote it, it must be fucking rough. Let's see what we got here. Hmm. Oh, boy. Don't worry, it's loading in. Oh, God, that's the worst part of that. It's the fucking anticipation. It's always the stuff that we don't plan that's the worst. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, the plan stuff's no. never that bad. But... Oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, no. So, when you go down on Riho, <laughs> Jesus, does she taste like miso? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whoa! And then, uh, what oh the? my god! And then, Kenny how Omega's, did he? How did he ask that on Twitter? He asked that on Twitter on the Jim Cornette thread, and then Kenny Omega said, "Good to know all of Jim's mouth breather followers have absolutely zero class." And then uh, it just he winds up fighting with all of Jim Cornette's followers, and I'm not gonna get. They I'm not gonna entertain a this anymore. Hashtag. Did they? Me so horny. Oh my god! <laughs> See. That's what really funny. Oh, that, 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 that was good. That was good. <laughs> Mark said on that Mark said on that fan was really Cody Hall. Yeah, that was Cody Hall. That is messed up. Oh. I mean, I'll put it to you like this. If you had just pulled up that picture and just been like, you know who that is, I wouldn't have been able to fucking tell you. So That is uh that is fucked. 
I don't I don't like her as the top person, but come on, you could you could do better than uh than what you're doing. Like, geez, people are just being nasty. You know what I'm saying? Just mean for the sake of there we go again. Social media. Why? I don't know. Good lord. (laughs) (laughs) You still have a recover from that. I think I I think Melter does kind of make a point though. Like, why are you so focused on something that Omega did years ago rather than what he's doing now? Like Nobody was thinking about a little kid and a sex doll when he and Okada almost killed each other three times. Like, you gotta let that shit go. It happened. It's in the past. Stop, like, drawing on it, you know? Social media is becoming a bit of a problem with wrestling. I've I've said before oh, yeah. that the social media stuff. Austin Aries recently, he's another guy who he released something saying he was leaving social media he's quote quoted saying and this is on his twitter well I mean, you can't read it now but he said i didn't become a professional wrestler to be famous or a celebrity or a brand i just really love pro wrestling there's so much i i go back and tell the kid now 20 years later and if i could i'm not so sure he chased the same dream again and he says as someone who struggled with mental health my whole life i have to be aware when there are things when things aren't serving me or worse contributing to my depression unfortunately twitter has become that the negativity is too much so i'll be stepping away now thanks for following so uh he deleted his social media it's becoming a thing you know where people are, are just getting the hell off of there yeah it's, you know? it's become a poisonous place it's just nothing but negativity and a couple of memes here and there yeah it's really bad negativity yeah. and memes is that another one no, I'm not using that. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> that is no one wants to deal with that. And, you know, you just ruin, diminish our iTunes views with that one. <laughs> yeah, like, negativity that. and memes. That's what I have already. Why do I need to click on this for that? <laughs> I don't need but, this shit. <laughs> you know, I can stop pushing his vegan shit. Oh God. That's from reading the but channel. Yeah. It wasn't my. It, it'll probably want to put them in a better place because it seems like you get off social media and you're just in a better mood. Like you don't have to worry about shit. Morrow even said we talked about it last week. Morrow's just in a better place now. He's not there anymore. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to wake up to bullshit every day in your life. Mm-hmm. All right. Before we get into the weeklies and wrap up here, let's quickly talk about XFL a little bit. They had two games. Two games. I'm not talking about them every week. There's one off because they debuted their shit. Um. So basically, they did a 3.3 million on their debut on ABC. Fox did 2.3 out of six rating. They still did really good as far as that kind of stuff goes. So you can consider them yourself very lucky. They, from what I've, I've seen, I glanced at it a little. I didn't watch the whole thing, but from what I've seen, they, they focused on making this definitely, uh, football eccentric. It wasn't like last time with the promos and, uh, all the other stuff, you know, this was done more tastefully you know i don't know if any of you guys caught the games if you have opinions on them or if nobody gave a fuck no i i i didn't get a chance to see them no i wanted to but i forgot to dvr it yeah i just tuned in while it was happening briefly just to take a quick look and uh yeah you know look like football the fans seem to be into it from what i'm hearing there were some complications though like one of the things was apparently one of the coaches got fired after the first game the los angeles wildcats had they t- they they fired the defensive coordinator and their line and their linebackers coach pepper johnson because they lost their game to the houston roughnecks i didn't even know that it could happen that fast damn one game and you're out <laughs> Shit, that's a quick turnaround yeah right he's already <laughs> done and they're saying that this isn't the first coach that was fired after the nfl's xfl's relaunch how how this was the first fucking game what do you mean this isn't the first person that was fired when when did it happen 
Was it in the pre-show? <laughs> Do all of these coaches coach from the the old recliners from remote control? And if they lose, it just pfft, it tips them out, and that's yeah. it. Oh just, ah, trap door. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you hear it for a long time, too. That's how far that shit is. You never hear so it. So bad. Drop. You got to do the cartoon deep breath. Okay. <sighs> when I was a kid, I thought that was the coolest thing ever, man. Oh, man. So some stuff happened, too. Apparently, there was an F-bomb dropped on TV. I guess I guess some of the, some of the players aren't used to being on TV, so they just talk the way they talk normally. It's kind of hard. But there should be some sort of a delay. Like, hello, you have a football company, and there's no there's no five-second delay on your broadcast to worry about shit like that? Look at this. They're doing a little hamster pussing something. We're trying to get a fucking job done. <laughs> They're doing a little hamster pussing something. We're trying to get a fucking job done. <laughs> oh, my God. We cut that into a drop. <laughs> It'll be faint as shit, but still you see it. Like, it's pra- it practically uh-huh. already is a drop. Yeah, it's only three oh seconds. God. Yeah, there it is. For social media. Yeah, trying to get yeah. a fucking job done. I mean, yeah, I ain't against it, you know. But it's just funny that I know you're not. There's something they're not allowed to do, and they did it. That's you a know? big fine too by the FCC. Is it? Oh, uh, I guess it yeah. would be right. Oh, mm-hmm. this ain't one of them WWE weed fines. Like this shit will hurt. The FCC won't let me be. <laughs> oh my god that was great and the other thing oh my god and the other thing is apparently so there was a streaker already on the fucking first show yes (laughs) this was the one thing i heard about for the game why would there be a streaker already like he prepared for this that motherfucker was ready he's been waiting he has been waiting for this shit since the xfl closed down the last time You right? <laughs> You're kidding me, right? What? Look at the wind. <laughs> Look at him shaking his junk in the wind. <laughs> Look at the wind a fucking flower. Look at this shit. Good lord. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, the way his fucking legs are moving. <laughs> Fucking greased up deaf guy. It takes, life. It's funny because you can see everyone else's body language and the urgency and seriousness of the situation. And I love the way his is in contrast to that, the dichotomy of it. All, you know? <laughs> I want to see that dubbed over Naomi's music. Oh, no. <laughs> oh God. No, you fucking did <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, shut up. <laughs> Yo, I can't fucking believe that shit just worked. Oh, God. That guy probably got the oh. biggest pop of the night. <laughs> I did not expect that to look like that. Dude, like how, I... how weird looking was that, right? He looks like oh. someone who completed his mission. That motherfucker said, that's it. My mission's complete. The fucking box is open. Oh, my God. It was still triumph in the air. Motherfucker was shaking his dong in the wind. Like, <laughs> like you wow. Fly, fucking flagging CFEs. Like, I can double Dutch by myself. Oh, my God. <laughs>
Oh man. I'm happy that this this company's around. Oh, good lord. Too much, man. <laughs> That's Okay, so we got to talk some weeklies also, right? Stuff's happened on the weeklies. Oh, yeah, the weeklies. Okay. I'm not going into deep details. Well, like I said before, you guys got to watch those programs. And I'm just going to bring up shit that Destiny and I and Squires will bring up whatever from the week. Uh, I'll try to do as best as I can with whatever notes I took. So I, I watched AEW Dark. We had the tag team match with uh, Brandon Cutler and Sonny Kiss against the Jurassic Express. Um, which the finish that uh, they, I don't even know if they've named that move yet, but it's uh, that weird looking finish that uh, Jungle Boy and Stunt have now, and they actually got Pyro this week. It was that what was it? Marco hits like like uh, Cutler off the top rope yeah. with almost like a blockbuster. Yeah, onto it's, the, it's like onto a the weird shoulders, cutter type move off of the shoulders of Jungle Boy, and they're yeah. they're on a roll, man. They're looking very good out there. You know, these guys yeah. are getting what's a very good push. Oh uh, yeah, they're they're definitely they're getting really good. The crowds never not love them, so that's never going to be an issue for them. But yeah, they're starting to they're starting to get a little more. They're starting to get a little something rolling. So yeah, for sure. Uh, Brandy has another one of those psychiatrist segments, and uh, we're going to get more into her later on. But the good part about it is that they're using elements of social media and real opinions on it. Like you're seeing like people saying on social media that she sucks and that she's not a good performer. You know, things I'm sure she's actually seen, and they're using that as the reason for her cracking into this personality. So I, I did like that. But again, more yeah. on that later on because uh, the next match is Mel being accompanied by Awesome Kong and Luther, pretty much the Nightmare Collective minus Brandy against Hikaru Shida. And Hikaru goes over um, with that knee. Yeah, the um, running knee strike. Right. And and overall, it was good, but Shida looks like she struggles to lift for those slams. I mean, obviously, I don't I don't know why. It's not like Mel's heavy, but it looks like, uh, I don't know, she doesn't lift very well. I was uh, wondering, was I the only one noticing that? Like, she she looked like she had it, but not as well as she should have. Right, right. Like, and, uh, I, like, is she, like, I don't know if she's working hurt, maybe, or something. Or, like, she's having a little trouble or what, but... Yeah, well, Mel and Luther... Well, basically, what happens after after uh, she goes over, because Mel winds up losing, uh, Kong starts sort of pushing her and bullying her, you know, sort of scolding her for losing the match. And as a result, Luther, the bald guy in the stable, he hits Kong in the back, and then Mel and Luther proceed to destroy kong like she 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 gets her ass kicked she gets really destroyed during this like they take her out this isn't like just a like she's now out of that stable um they cut to a doctor in the back and uh maybe this is just my opinion you guys could disagree with me but i feel like when you cut to a doctor the important thing is that he sounds very doctorish even if it's somebody playing a role like the guy should sound like a doctor yeah this guy when they ask for the report on Kong, like he says, she took a bad bump. Like, I don't know if I've ever heard a doctor say that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, like maybe he meant it in the, in the traditional way, but it sounded like wrestling talk. Like, yeah, she took a bad bump during that spot. You know, like really you're a doctor. Why do you sound like, like why, a why are, like, yeah. why are you calling this outside of kayfabe, sir? What are you doing? Yeah. So she's out of that stable. The reason behind her being out of that stable is because of the fact that the fourth and final season of glow is going to start filming so that she has to come back for one last time to reprise her role of uh what was her character's name again tammy dawson something like that the welfare queen you yeah, remember like, the welfare queen you know oh god so yes they're ending that series but before they do they just want to, i guess bring all of the original cast back so maybe it was a, i don't know if it was contractual or she decided look i'd rather do this than to finish this angle off 
you know, but since they're going to be ending that series, which is a pretty big deal because it's pretty successful, they want to make sure they have everybody. So she can't be in the Nightmare Collective if she's filming for Netflix. So uh, that sort of ends that, which I don't give a fuck. I didn't think the Nightmare Collective was good. Yeah. Um, I don't know if uh, what we were going to talk about with Brandy Lair has to do with that, but I know I had heard some of the reasons why it wound up uh, ending. I thought that was the reason why. Was there other reasons? Oh, um, God, God forbid me if I wound up getting into uh, what we were going to talk about with her um, early later. But I heard uh, when it came to Brandy, even she wasn't feeling it. I like she, she like she wasn't uh, liking how this whole thing was going. And that's why she's not around for it anymore. She just didn't want to be a part of it anymore because she saw it wasn't working how she thought it would. Right. And they did an angle with her where it looks like this is an indication that they dropped this. It's just done. I'm going to show you. Guys yeah, apparently from yeah. Her, that's what this whole thing has been. It's over. Thank God. Why this whole fucking thing been so dramatic? Because <laughs> if you go do it, you do it big. But what I like oh. about that is, see, that's like a PSA. <laughs> see, like what I like about that is that shows, hey, the fans don't like it. Let's just get rid of it. But at least, Not- I, you know what? I'm making fun of it and everything. First of all, that sounded like the Terminator music I ripped off. Oh, it God. Did. But, um, at least, like you were saying, at least when the fans don't like something, this is the second time that they've either adjusted or buried it. And the other thing is they didn't do it like pretend it didn't happen. They ended it. There was a conclusion yeah. to that angle and it is in the past now. They didn't just make Where- it disappear and she just suddenly came out as a different character the way WWE treats their fans. They ended it. They said, <laughs> fuck it. It's not yeah. working. Yeah, this is I know the end one of the that story. I heard uh, Brandon mention. She saw the fans weren't liking it, whereas if it was WWE, they would just ride it out just because they like it. No, Brandy saw the crowd didn't like this angle, so it's like, okay, let's see if we can get a way to kill this off. Good. Good. Listen to your fan base, because chances are we probably know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) So then we had, uh, this was from the Jericho Cruise. It was Kenny Omega and Miso. I mean, sorry, Kenny Omega and Rio. Oh. (laughs) Fruitian slipped versus Kip Sabian and and Penelope Ford. That, That story stuck to my head. It stuck into yeah, my fucking head. This was uh, AEW's first ever mixed tag team match. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? Yet another person who just looks better in the ring than Riho because Penelope Ford, when they did the intergender thing and, and Kenny Omega's chain wrestling with her, it was uh, it looked really good. Like, like Penelope Ford looks pretty solid in the ring. 
you know, and and Riho, she wrestles a bit with Kip, but she doesn't look as good as Penelope does. It becomes more about Kip healing it up and making it more of a brawl. Like she tries to chain wrestle him, but he does the heel things like fucking I'm going to hit her. And then like he hits her and does like guy moves and shit. Whereas like Kenny Omega was, was using elegance with uh, Penelope and it was like sort of matching her with the chain wrestling, which I think that's a good story that you're telling. But it certainly doesn't help Riho look good because at the end of the day, she's 90 pounds. And it's like you said, fuck it. I'm just going to punch her. What's she going to do? She stumbles and stuff. The du- <laughs> right. the, the Double teams between Omega and Riho did look good, though. But she's not a convincing dominant person, you know. Her size, unfortunately, is always going to hinder how her stuff looks. You know, and it's funny because when she he got into the ring with Penelope and she was healing it up and stuff, I was jokingly saying, come on, man, hit it with the fucking Snapdragon. Hit it with the Snapdragon. And it was, <laughs> it. It was like, no way. He actually laid in that. He laid it in the way he does for anybody. Because first there was a Snapdragon attempt, which she blocked. She she buckles her knees down. I just remember thinking, they're not going to snap. And then he, when he fucking laid it in, it's like, that's awesome. You know? <laughs> she and, took it like a G, too. She yeah, and then the finish is, uh, I don't know why or how, but somehow small-ass Riho's holding Kip for Kenny to hit with the knee, followed by the official V-Trigger one-winged angel television ending. Not bad, but again, Riho doesn't look great here. You know, the other girl looks solid. That's somebody who they should push. Well, I guess they are pushing her. We always see Kip Saban and Penelope Ford everywhere, so they're both getting a push yeah. right now. And it's good. It looked good. And Omega gave a speech afterwards how if this didn't go correct, uh, you know, you probably never see something like this again. How And, you know, they did good. He makes some relevant points. I think the problem is just that he's representing his one student right now. That isn't the reason why that's going to be successful. Yeah. But anyway, tag team match with Colin Delaney and Sean Spears being accompanied with Tully Branchard against the best friends with Orange Cassidy. With the finish being the strong zero on Callan Delaney. But then afterwards, but before that even happened, Sean Spears and Tully, like Tully kind of nudges Sean Spears and it's like, fuck this guy. You know the way that Tully and, and, and Sean Spears have the story where they're looking for a good tag team partner? Well, that was the guy yeah. they were using. And midway through the match, Tully just, just kind of nudges Sean Spears like, fuck him. And the two of them just leave and poor, and poor fucking yeah. Colleen's just dead. He's just killed out there by, by, by the best friends. But it was just so funny how Tully just looked frustrated like, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I thought about? Colin Delaney's been getting his ass kicked since WWE CW. Yeah, now here he is, you know? Fuck. But yeah, Tully, Tully calls the shots in this relationship. If you don't, if he, he fired your tag team partner by leaving him there oh. on the way, taking you back up the ramp and leaving his ass. <laughs> so you see this guy? Yeah, I think we're done with this one. Yeah, right. Left him to the fucking buzzards. Yeah, just left them to the wolves. I I really like that. That maybe we'll see some sort of a horseman. You got uh, Arn, uh, you know, managing Cody, and then you have a uh, Dillinger Tully over here, you know, with yeah. uh, Tully. You take a couple more the, of the horsemen and have them manage people, and we could have something going on. The potential's there for sure. You know, no matter what they do right now, like what the stuff with Sean Spears has been great though. I can't get over how well that formula works. It, I right? like it's everything perfect. about it. I like every single thing about that. That's one of my favorite things. I like the way he looks as a heel. I like the whole chairman thing. I like I like the way he comes out um, with the hood and his head lowered and shit. He comes off like a real badass. And having Tully Blanchard, of all people, that just further enforces it. You know, like that was, they, they struck gold with that combo right there. Another guy who I always felt was up there and could have been pushed that they just didn't. You know? It's a shame because look what they could have had. This is much better than anything they would have given. That 10 shit was all right for the gimmick. And him, we'll remember backstage, he was playing patty cake with our truth and all the weird shit was going on. You know, like they weren't, he was never going to be the guy that they needed him to be. Oh, no. Not at all. 
So before AEW Dynamite started, they did like a tribute thing to, uh, I guess, the locals that were here, which was Missy Hyatt and Austin Idol. We got the video of that. We have right two very special legends in the house tonight, and I'd like to bring them out. What do you say? All right. Our first legend, she is a true pioneer. She was the first female commentator for Continental Wrestling, the first female commentator for WCW. She's the manager of champions, the first lady of professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome... Missy Hyatt. She was the first Paul Heyman girl. Hyatt, one of the pioneers, one of the legends, just as probably Justin one of the Robert only because I'm not one to follow wrestling personalities. Yes. Probably Justin one of the Robert only wrestling you, personalities the I've followed on Twitter since before we even started doing this. Because she's also a fan, oh, where she'll, she'll tweet about New Japan and Ring of Honor while it's uh, live, like she watches all wrestling. You know, and she has interesting stuff. But yeah, Missy Hyatt. Man. Oh yeah, there he is. Well, the question again, and as ladies and gentlemen, next okay. he yes. is a former Continental Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion, the women's pet, and the men's regret, the Universal Heartthrob, Austin Idol. Well, to answer your question, next Calvin, yes. <laughs> And Austin Idol. Oh, yeah. And yeah, Austin Idol was there, too. (laughs) Huntsville, Alabama, let's hear it for Missy Hyatt and Austin Idol. All right. That's awesome. What what a reception here in Huntsville, Rocket City. These legends. None of them know who they are. That's really cool. You think so? You think the fans are that young? Oh, maybe 5%. Only like the old school, old school fans probably know Missy Hyatt and Austin Austin Idol. Idol. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, at least Dusty Rhodes threatened to slip Missy Hyatt slips off her face. <laughs> Damn. You a Jezebel. <laughs> and if you listen to any New Jack shoes, nine times out of ten, fucking Missy Hyatt stuff comes out. So. Yeah, right. You at least know that name. <laughs> All right. So, again, not going over everything, just which a lot of stuff stands out with AEW, so we might be going over everything. But Moxley against Santana with Moxley. uh going over and then Ortiz jumping him and he winds up hitting get catching a dirty deeds as well uh the important thing about this was moxley stabbing santana with a car key in the eye like as revenge you know (laughs) and um said basically santana goes full full ghetto spanish guy on him i wasn't going to use the slang word for that but he's like you want to do this to me you know like he gets like he gets real hot about it um you know, so I guess they're going to further that feud, or I don't know. I, I doubt it, you know. Yeah. That's just one of Jericho's guys. Yeah, I mean, I know they're supposed to have, uh, this one is supposed to have, basically, it's, it's uh, Santana and Moxley eye for an eye, so. Yeah, an eye for an eye match. Fantastic. Yeah. You know. Which, great. I mean, I like this, because this was, uh, at least for me, since I've been watching these two, this was the first time I think I've ever seen Ortiz in one-on-one action. Yeah, yeah I, I know. I know they think they mentioned on commentary. It's been years since either one of them has competed in just a one-on-one match. Yeah, looked good. It definitely did. Oh, for sure. SCU goes over the best friends in a really good match that ended with Scorpio Sky's big boot into Kaz's Yoshi tonic. Um, and then afterwards, the Dark Order winds up attacking SCU, and then they wind up. Uh, Aaron Cassidy shows up. They they want to recruit him when he's standing there. They wind up jumping him for turning down the recruitment. Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels does a run in for the save, which there there's a uh, there's a lot of suspicions going on. They even on being the elite, uh, 
Kaz and Scorpio Sky are backstage with Daniels and when he walks away they look in his bag and they find Dark Order stuff and the two of them are like what the fuck they're sort of teasing that this is going to turn out to be Christopher Daniels all along so either one it's the red herring style thing where they're just doing that to throw you off the trail or two maybe legit they're just leading up and Daniels is going to have a heel turn and turn on his buddies I think it's going to be Bully Ray and that they're really all aces and eights on the Oh line. my god, you read my fucking mind. Cause I started my first thought was like, it's like an ace and eight thing with James Storm. <laughs> Fuck sakes. Bum, okay, right now, I If they come out in bikes, I'm fucking done. Okay. Uh, the, the Young Bucks said nope. That was their response to people speculating that it was supposed to be Marty Skrull. They I don't know if they're saying that because it didn't turn out that way now. We have heard Matt Hardy. You know, but they, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen with that. We'll have to see. Uh, Yuka says Sakazaki against Britt Baker with the finish being, uh, Yuka going over with a crucifix. I guess Britt is just a heel jobber. But then after Britt attacks Yuka with the ring bell and eventually the referee Audrey winds up taking it. But then Britt, she does some high level heel shit. She makes Yuka put her oh, mouth. Yeah. She puts her mouth on the ropes, American History X style, and stomps her face, breaking off her teeth. American History X style. You know? And then she hit, puts the ma- a bloody mandible claw where she couldn't even get a grip because of the amount of blood coming out of her mouth. I'm not sure if it was a, if there was some trick to this or if it was a worker. I don't know. It had to be a work. I was not going to lose the teeth. It, but it she looked was, like a small blood packet, bro. But she was holding her tooth. You know what I mean? And then she tweeted after the match saying, the missing tooth was cured by a doctor. Gums hurt. My head hurts. Yeah, I can imagine. You took the fucking American History X stomp. So, good for Britt. She's a real bad guy. And uh, we're hearing that Kenny Omega was credited with the idea of turning Britt Baker heel. And uh, those lines that she gave about how uh, Tony Schiavone was a shitty barista, that was Tony Khan feeding her that. So, let's have a little bit idea of what the creative behind the scenes of this is. So, you get an eight-man tag match, the Elite against the Butcher Blade and the Lucha Bros., and uh, they wind up losing because Adam Page gets too full of himself. He's refusing to tag in. He winds up getting covered. There's a big argument between all of the elite and Page winds up storming off. It's I'm starting to get a little bit annoyed with this. You know what I mean? It's just like, like I, I don't know. I don't like the idea of this. I don't know why the fuck they need to have a member that they're having problems with right now. Just have the feud with the other guys that you're fighting against. You know, fight against the, uh, the the inner circle and stuff. Like, why does there always have to be an internal conflict? And it doesn't make any sense. Like, Adam Adam Page was on a losing streak, so he developed a chip on his shoulder. But it's not like the elite were the ones making him lose. They were completely uninvolved with the situation. And now that he has a chip on his shoulder, suddenly he's being painted as one of the strongest links of the entire thing. So your problem's really solved then. So you have no reason to still be angry. Just weird. But whatever, if that's what they want to do. If he gets a big push, it'll be worth it because he deserves one. But I've yeah, always had I, the I, philosophy. I think that's the reason I'm tolerating so much. I feel like that's where it's going. But that's one of the things about old school booking that I dislike. I hate when the philosophy is, all right, this guy has a stable and buddies, but now in order for him to become really big, he can't have them anymore. Sometimes it's for the best. Sometimes it's for the worst. Sometimes it can work either way. I think with Triple H, as much as I disagreed with it because the DX stuff was white hot back in the day, it was a good idea. He distanced himself from them for a while. It was just him and China. And then it was just him and Stephanie. And he had fuck all to do with Billy Gunn Roldo. When they were dancing and hopping and pyroing around, he was nowhere in that scene. And that made it where when he came out, the fun was forgotten about. It was like, "Uh uh-oh, here comes this angry man and his angry wife. And when they put them back together as heels, it came full circle and it worked. But that distance helps sometimes. Other times it'll hurt you, like Billy Gunn. That distance didn't help him, did it? Hey, 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 we got the one Billy Gunn with his one Billy Gunn button 
belly button ring. Okay? You got the one job of Billy Gunn. You got the you got Mr. Ass. Even by himself, that also was terrible. Every version of Billy Gunn that didn't have the X sucked. Every fucking version. There was nothing that they could do with him. Nothing. They even tried to put him with never, China for a little while. They're like, fuck it, just give him China. She's not doing anything. And then that didn't work. No, one ass, no one cared. Sometimes you gotta be careful who you isolate. You know, and I'm not saying that Adam Page can't do this because I think that he can, but I just thought that it will be a little bit more time. Like that, this company started in October or in February, and we're already having dissension in the ranks. Um, what else do we have? We have Pac, who, who, uh, in the meantime, after this match is over, he takes Riho hostage backstage, and Omega, in fear for her safety, from the from the ring to the Tron, immediately gives Omega the match that he wants. But then Pac says that he was never going to hit a woman. But that she will, and then Nyla Rose comes from behind, and she beats up Riho, and gives her an "I am the table" power bomb because Riho's too fucking small to break tables. You would need <laughs> two, you would need two Rihos, and then it would still be questionable. So really, oh what happened God. was when she hit her with that power bomb, she fucking bounced off of it like somebody that's ninety pounds would. You know how thin those tables would need to be in order for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You would need like picnic tables. You ever seen those picnic tables that fold out? You would need those old thin ass picnic tables to be able to put Riho through that shit. And even then, you wouldn't have to weaken a little bit. You'd have to put a cinder block on her chest before you powerbomb her for to have enough fucking weight to go through the table. (laughs) She bounced right. She recoiled right off of that shit. Riho recoiled. Yeah, right off of that. She almost became airborne for it. It makes it look worse, but I'm I'm sure it doesn't help her. No, fuck no. But apparently, um, it's not just going to be a normal match, though. Did you hear what kind of match is going to be? What? A 30-minute Iron Man match. So, basically, Pac and Omega got a half hour to kick the dog shit out of each other, which is frightening to me. I hate when the 30-minute Iron Man matches. To me, there's no such thing. An Iron Man match is an hour. Brett and Sean did it for an hour. Triple yeah, H and Rock like, did it for an hour. hour. It's an Iron Man yep. match. You can't have a 30-minute Iron Man match if the definition of an Iron Man match is 60 minutes. That's weird. You know? Yeah. Yeah, like that doesn't that doesn't make sense. Even fucking Lucha Underground was used to do it. They called it all night long, but they went a full sixty minutes. Like that's like if I was like, all right, guys, we're gonna go play some fucking baseball, and then like I took you to the NBA court or something, and I was like, start shooting. It's just kind of like yep. it's just like so baseball, except we changed what? some of the rules. Wait, don't know. Instead of, no, instead no, of hitting the ball like, with the bat, you just got to shoot the, the 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 ball into the hoop. Isn't that basketball? And no. Did, and when you get a score, you gotta go go. And that's the difference between this and basketball. That's why we don't call it basketball because you go go with the thing. You know what I mean? Like what? <laughs> it's not a fucking Iron Man match. Do an Iron Man match. A long fight. Like, Wait for a pay per view. I don't think and with commercials and like that. Not a good idea. What else was after this? Are we up to the Cody Lashes? Was that it? The, the main other thing? Uh, was Cody's no, there lashes? was one last match. It was a uh, Kip Sabian and Joey Janela. Okay, I don't even remember yeah. that. What the hell happened there? Uh, basically, Sabian wound uh, after a distraction from uh, Penelope Ford, Janela um, sidestepped Sabian, who winds up knocking Ford off the apron. Sabian rolled it up, got a hold of the tights, and got the win. Okay. Yeah. The match, truth be told, for all this buildup that they've been doing, which hasn't even been that great, for the match wasn't all that memorable. It was kind of just like it happened. I was glad they finally actually fought, because at one point I just thought they were like, never going to fight each other, but yeah, it, it, it was okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now we're up to the lashes, right? Holy Jesus. Yep, we're up to lashes. One show gets Lashley, the other one gets lashes. Incredible. Yeah, guess which one was better. Yeah, definitely not the Lashley one. <laughs> In both cases, we're getting whipped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Lord. So this That's was, this, what, do you, what do you guys think of the, the lashing? 
Cody took that like a G. But holy shit, he hit him hard. Good selling. Very good. In fact, uh, one of the things that Brandy Rose mentioned when she was talking about all the Nightmare Collective stuff, like that reaction when she came out, that was real. She she was really crying in the back when she was watching that. Good selling. What else could he have done? That's Hit true. No he, it probably wasn't selling. I'm thinking about it, right? It's it's easy to sell when you're really in pain. You know, <laughs> yeah. at that point, it's yeah, not even selling. Apps. You know, by the time it got, I remember at one point they were literally coming out and just like, you only got like three more. You only got two more. Like, it looked like they were telling him that just to try to get him through the rest of it because it. By the time he got to five or six, I'm like, this dude is in hell right now. <laughs> Each one looked harder than the last one. Like. I think at one point when he tossed it over to Wardlow and Wardlow uh, laid one in on him, like I want a fruit by the foot look right at now. That. They, you see the screenshot? They caught the back of his neck too, like right under his hairline. Like, damn! You gotta, I, I think I remember the shot that caught that too. It, it was one of the ones careful, where uh, Cody's back was on the hard camera. Not for nothing, but you got to be careful. Like that's not his back; that's his neck. Okay, you know, can we aim a little lower here? Oh my god. That that one and the shoulder one is just gonna hurt the worst, man. Okay. You know what's a good idea? How about no more of this shit for a little while? <laughs> you know what I mean? This and I'm just like, speaking this, in this general. Like, like I'm I'm pretty much done with Cody Rhodes being the fucking Tommy Dreamer of AEW. You know, I don't need to see him <laughs> break his head open or or need stitches or the back of his fucking skulls dripping because someone hit him with a chair or he's lashed. What is this shit? Or, or okay, Cody, you prove your point. You're you're a tough dude. Get out of that fucking Mick Foley Tommy Dreamer zone that you're in where it's just now what bumps he gonna take next? Well, well, no, if it was Tommy Dreamer, they would have had, like, salt and, like, ice to it and shit, but... A little too much getting damaged, you know what I mean? Like, just a little... Cody Rhodes' gimmick in AEW has been a wife in a lifetime movie. I mean, he's just getting (laughs) battered every week. You know, it's like, he has a permanent scar unless he gets plastic surgery on his head, and, you know, it's enough already, man. Jesus. Their product does need to be edgy, but they're only being edgy with one dude. Shit, but that shit worked like hell. It worked and it was good selling catch. and it was a good angle, but it doesn't know we don't we don't need it all the time, you know? Yeah. I mean it's not like every week we're seeing this shit, but I mean, yeah, like stuff like this. I felt like the like, the reason I didn't really mind it because it seemed like it's praying like this is what he's willing to go through just to get the fucking MJF. And well, now I'm, he's got that cage badge with fucking Wardlow. Which I mean, oh fucking hell! It's- I'm I'm a huge fan of AEW, and you know that. And and yeah, I'm a huge fan of Cody going back to the beginning. Anyone who watched this show from episode one knows from day one that was my top fucking guy was Cody Rhodes. I think that they need to turn the dramatics down on him a little bit. You know what I mean? Like 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 uh squires mentioned about the brandy thing the dramatic ending there's a lot of dramatic stuff with them that doesn't need to be there also that new beginning of his song can they not do that shit anymore what is that why does that happen every time now that oh the fuck do you need that for who's coming out right I, well the first time he did it, i thought it was like a special entrance and then it just started happening and i was every like time, wait this is just a thing I, I can see that like a pay-per-view or something, like a big event, a big match, but it's like every time, though? Like, and then after that, 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 the, 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 that, that would be like if Nakamura had those violinists at every entrance. Yeah, it's, it's too much. Just start with the wrestling, has one royal family, has has more than one royal family, and go just how it was. Yeah, that whole beginning it. thing. It almost I'm almost expecting him to be lowered to the ground like Shawn Michaels when he was fighting God. <laughs> when, he, when he was fighting Vince as God or whatever the fuck. That's, that angle where God was in, was, was in his corner. 
You know, like doesn't it sound like that? Like he's, he's like he's ready to be oh, God. God. Don't do anything with God. I shouldn't hear your intro and think of God. There's something seriously oh. wrong if you're a mortal man and your intro reminds me of God. And now your back looks like that, and you're doing sacrificial shit like this. The passion of the of the roads. Passion of the roads. I'm fucking done. No, you didn't. It's fucking bizarre, oh, man. Oh, you passions of the roads, him, you bastard. You. Oh God, but I mean, and still, like, still one of the best guys. Don't get me wrong. I've, again, I've uh, been pushing for this guy before. It was cool to push for him, but damn, I just don't. I want to oh, see yeah, him win. It's like him. it's like it's literally just him being tortured. You can never win the title now because you got betrayed by your fucking friend. Your head's busted open. The back of your head was bleeding. You have lashes on your back. You know, like what's next? The electric chamber. You know, oh, we're gonna put a, the loser. This match goes in the gas chamber and gets gassed, and you see fucking Brandy pressing against the glass. <laughs> Baby, it'll be okay. And tss- and the guys, you see him falling on the fucking ground. You know, like, what are we doing? Oh, <laughs> Yo, he had like real tears, like three quarters of the way through that shit. Like, <laughs> I've never seen that man look like he was in more hell. Like, <laughs> enough hell. Get it, get, it's time for Cody Rose to get his heat back already. Yeah, I, I, I'm guessing this cage match with Waldo's the fucking first step because I mean, Jesus Christ, like, holy fuck, get your heat back, man. Oh yeah, man, we got a lot of time to revolution, so Jesus Christ. This <laughs> like this was one of those roots ass weapons. Like it was fucking Yeah, literally. Fucking, your name is Stardust. <laughs> Cody. <laughs> instead of right, instead of instead of Toby, he insisted on being Cody. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Cody. Whoosh Stardust. That's when the big lashes start to come out, brother. That's when the real. No. <laughs> I tried to avoid it. I fucking tried to avoid it. The first rule of the Yapapai strap matches: you got to get the proper strapation, brother. Oh, I love the rule strap. Two, I love the strapation. The became a word. My favorite Hogan words are strapation <laughs> and NWOites. Oh, oh god! My NWOites. And your favorite phrase, basketballs don't hold crutches. Oh, man. So after that, uh, what happens after the lashing? The, oh, he, he fucking, at the end, he kicks him in the balls at the end. So make matters worse. Now he's all lashed up. You think it's over? Nope. It's a kick to the balls to end things. And then they run away like cowards. They're great heels. Just cause it was I like, will Pleh. say what my favorite thing about that last lash was, was he was just like, I think he was standing behind Cody. And he said, I don't even know if he's somebody else telling him one more, but when he got when he started to move for a different uh, position, fucking <laughs> MJF just whipped him across the chest one good time while he wasn't even ready for the shit. Oh my god, that one looks so bad. Uh huh. And then when he's <laughs> then when he's leaving, when when the evil guys are leaving up the ramp, did you did you see what happened there? Yeah, he got jumped. He got um, attacked. Yeah, he was attacked, and the show goes off the air with him being attacked, and a lot of people initially thought that this was a fan beating them up as the show went off the air. Um, I'm going to show you guys this here right now. So they're leaving. There's the attack. That's literally the last couple of moments there. Yeah, that's pretty much how they went off the air. They literally went off the air hot. Yeah. So what happened was, that's Frankie Kazarian. Yeah, you can attack. see you can uh, you can see his uh, gear on the bottom half of the body. It's it only briefly, but you can see it. He attacked yeah. MJF and Wardlow, and uh, basically, we're hearing that this wasn't planned. 
the speculation is that Kaz figured that it doesn't make any sense whatsoever for nobody to be going out there after MJF after what happened. So he just decided to do it as it was going off the air. Which, cool, if you can have that kind of creative freedom and not get released. Good job, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess MJF probably would have thought, okay, either this was planned or we're improvising, but either way, roll with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so very good AEW. You know, they announced Double or Nothing 2020. Here's the details for that for anybody who's interested. This is going to be at the May 23rd at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, Nevada. So you have that. Capital of the world. Mm -hmm. So you have that to look forward to. They're staying consistent with their pay-per-views and their pay-per-views have been pretty good so far. You know, actually, let's have a look at here at the official announcement. We really put our pride in the line to try something new. These are the moments that created the memories that go a long time and not see a match this intense in the pro wrestling world that are simply unforgettable. I'm so happy that each and every one of you are willing to take the chance to come on this very unique journey with us. On Saturday, May 23rd, All Elite Wrestling returns to the city built on hopes and dreams. This right here is for everybody. Who was told they couldn't, and that is not us. This is all elite wrestling. You are all elite wrestling. Welcome to the show. No! This is one of the most emotionally charged matches that I've ever been a part of. AEW presents Double or Nothing. How do you like AEW now? Live from the MGM Grand Garden Arena. Tickets go on sale February 14th. We will never, ever let you down. Being excited, get excited. Mm-hmm. Well, again, pretty good. Oh yeah. All right. Anyway, quick results. NXT Takeover went up against this. Obviously, I'm not. I'm sorry, not Takeover, but NXT went up against this. And uh, first of all, what's with the bros always coming out in, like a golf caddy? What the What the hell is that about? I don't know whose idea that was, but it was weird. They don't need that. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the hell do they need a? A freaking caddy for. <laughs> you know? I, I wasn't sure what to think when I saw it come out. I was like, what? I like when uh, Bobby Fish said fish in his promo and I made a uh, freaking oh. Matt Riddle go, bro, is your name Bobby Fish? And you just you, and you just said fish. <laughs> and he was like, how much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fi- fry fish? And he kept making and he just that, turned it into a, it turned into a <laughs> fucking chance. See, he's a funny dude, you know, when, when stuff like I think that. that's why they don't buy this shit because they know he's funny in the end. Like he just like I felt like that couldn't have been planned. It was too good for it to be planned. Mm-hmm. Good match between Angel Garza and, and Isaiah Swerve Scott. Unfortunately, I guess Swerve is just going to be some enhancement talent now because that's what it was. It was to further the angle with Angel Garza about losing his title and wanting the title and all that other shit. Nobody gave a shit that Swerve Scott was out there, unfortunately. Well, I mean, he's he has his moments here and there, but I think until they get something more solid for him. And then I guess with uh, Angel Garza showing up on Raw, having his thing, it's like, why have him come back in NXT just to lose? So. Mm-hmm. You had that whole, yeah. You had that whole thing taking place throughout the entire night, where the undisputed era is beating people up backstage. He shaved. This guy's having a haircut. They shave his head. They're asking for Champa. Later in the night, they even beat up Kushida and throw him into a dumpster, like Shonoff did to Richie in The Last Dragon. <laughs> I knew you were going there. <laughs> you know, um, who who's that other dude out there? 
Bronson who's other, Reed got ass whooping too. Yeah, who's that other guy that was out there? The big guy. That was Bronson that, Reed. That was Bronson Reed. He got his ass kicked. He yeah. was just standing there, and then just he said to talk some shit. They're like, "We'll fuck you up too," and they beat his ass. And then eventually, Champa attacks them, and he has he has the upper hand for a while. He beats them up backstage, but uh, but in the ring, the numbers are way too much, and uh, the bros awaits come out. They help. They wind up doing a running, you know. So uh, you get some help there. We get the all the king's horses and all the king's men storyline going on but to be continued on that um during the gargano balor video segment uh gargano i like when he was saying that he wants the nxt finn balor not that raw and smackdown finn balor that lost to bobby lashley 17 weeks in a row because oh, of, God, he was yes. like because of that you, guy sir. he said because of that guy shows up i'm gonna eat him alive <laughs> <laughs> oh my god good stuff from gargano there uh good match great. between uh jordan De- devlin and tyler breeze as well uh I'm, I'm glad that tyler breeze even though it starts with him getting ambushed from behind i'm glad that they didn't just make him job out they had a nice lengthy match there yeah. which is what you need to do with a guy like that and definitely really great uh, display for what was devlin's nxt debut he's never been on this show before so mm-hmm Rhea Ripley comes out. She's supposed to have a match with Bianca Belair, but Charlotte shows up. She confronts her, and like it's funny because Bianca Belair's in the ring, and she kind of she's standing between her. She's standing in the middle of Rhea Ripley and Bianca and and uh, I'm sorry, with Bianca Belair and Charlotte. And she puts her hand. She sort of like pie faces her. Like, come on, get the fuck out of here with this. The fucking reaction was she, amazing. And she's like, she tells her, she's like, this is a conversation for champions, and go over there and fix your braid. <laughs> You know, I love I, I love how Bianca had that. Oh hell no! Reaction. I love her reaction. Yeah, really good. She's she's but awesome too. And uh, I, good. I was gonna say I tell you what, like I love is how this thing ended because I love how they had that moment where it's like did Charlotte forget where she is? Because I think she goes just uh, Rhea said just in case you forgot we are NXT and I love how like Bianca and Rhea just start fucking her up. Yeah, the two of them team up and they hit her with a double slam. They drop the queen together. Yeah, and then they uh basically make it clear they they'll continue their business at Port at Takeover Portland. Mm-hmm. Very good, very good. The show ends with the with with the stable match. It was like a giant stable match, where uh ultimately ending with Champa getting jumped. But the important thing here is the return save coming from Velveteen Dream. His music hits. He comes out. He's clearing the ring of the undisputed era people, which was very. That cool. motherfucker was just swinging at anything moving. Mm-hmm. So we get but did you notice the tights? No. What about the tights? So that that what that first of all the picture we saw on his leg that was Velveteen Dream and Roderick Strong's wife and child, and then on the back instead because I because I actually recognized those were the old um that one takeover when he wanted to get called up and he had call me up Vince, but on the back now it says call me up Marina. Ooh, he's implying he's gonna bang Roderick Strong's wife. That motherfucker took a shot and a half. It was incredible. Yeah, good to see him back though. He looked great. I mean, he should change them every week. Like next week, come on, they'll say, "Call me up, Brit." Oh God, yes. You know, and then just find Bobby's wife. Call me up, Bobby's wife. I'm gonna fuck all the undisputed era's wives. <laughs> <laughs> That's the gimmick he came back with. Yeah, I'm going one by one. <laughs> You know, every single week he gets into the middle of the ring and he puts up like one finger, like this one finger symbolic. He fucked one so far. Then the next week he starts promo holding out. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you how he does it. When he gets to either Fisher or O'Reilly, instead of call me up, whatever their wives or significant other is, you just call me up either O'Reilly or Fish. 
And yeah, you know what you do? You know that little twirl he does when he's in the ring when he throws his hands on, he spins. They need to yeah. have, they need to have like capture a shot of that and put it on a shirt, and then just underneath put the logo being covered thy neighbor's wife. No. <laughs> That is awesome. There you go. Yo, the f- <laughs> then you could always fuck with them. Be like, hey, Marina, sweet dreams. Oh, Jesus Christ. There's just so much material here. Come on. There's so Come much on. he could work Come with. On. And the sad part about this, he's been gone so long. I feel like he has months worth of shit lined up. When's the next time you're going to have a set of heels that are so hated that, that people are happy that their, that their wives got fucked? All right, that's some next level heat right there. Right, we need to appreciate this heat. Get, if I don't even know the, the the marital status of Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, but give them fake wives for the angle. Have Velveteen Dream right. come out with one on each arm. There you go. Do it. Come on. Fuck it. Velveteen Dream. <laughs> have him just walk out and, like she's about to meet a real red dragon. <laughs> wow. You know he could team up with Champa for a while, and Champa will be like, "None for me, man. I'm married." But thanks. Well, I'll take them both. <laughs> All right, I'll take them both. And then he walks away arm in arm with both of them, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. There's so much ammo he can work with. Yeah, right, exactly. Like like Mark said, call for that drilling, Brit. You know, he could be like, hey, Brit, I'm here to give you a root canal. Oh, good God. You about to get some real lock jogger. going to make sure we touch a nerve. Wow. Let me help you with that filling. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's the kind of gimmick he is anyway, right? Like, I've seen Velveteen Dream on takeovers with, like, the whole women thing. You know, do it. And then that'll, that'll yeah. be the fear. That's what Val Venus used to do. And that shit, they used to get a pop. Like when you're in a feud with him, he'd bang whoever your wife is. Remember, remember yeah, when he, um, he almost got his pee cut off. Yeah, he did. But remember how great that was when he, when he banged Ken Shamrock's wife and he, and he said, I have a video to show you. It's called no, saving it was his sister. What was his, his, his girlfriend in the angle? But I remember the video. He was called saving Ryan's privates. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was Ryan God. Shamrock saving Ryan's Yo. privates. <laughs> <laughs> what a good idea. And the sad part about it is the way he takes jabs at people. Like, Dream could go nuts with this angle. Yeah. Oh, God. Good stuff. Really good. Both shows did great. As usual, AEW Dynamite, 928,000 viewers versus NXT, 770,000. It's pretty much like I've been saying. There's a 200,000 lead, give or take. Give or take 200,000 lead. So, uh, you know. And they jumped significantly, AEW, because last week uh, they were 828,000. That means that AEW jumped up 100,000 viewers. NXT oh, yeah. jumped up about 88,000. So they both had a jump, but uh, it's still the two, almost the 200,000 there. AEW as as the had a jump and a half. Yeah. It's weird, though, because there's a bit of analysis coming from Wrestling Observer, and I question whether or not the ratings make that big of a of a effect. But according to them, they're saying that AEW's audience was up for the 18 to 49 demographic, but NXT's ratings went up greatly in the older demographic, which is where they generally are not up. And that AEW more than doubled NXT in teenagers, but NXT was ahead in the 50 plus people. And that... uh. Basically, they're considering this an indication that Flair, Rick, I'm sorry, not Rick, but Charlotte Flair increased NXT's audience with older people, but that made AEW younger people jump over there. I don't know. It's, it's funny to think that there's that level of analysis, but do you guys honestly feel that Charlotte being on NXT makes older people jump over to NXT and younger people jump over to AEW? Like, is Charlotte for some reason associated with old? 
I get the only reason the way I can even see that making sense is like how many people know that that's Flair's daughter. I guess I don't know, but that's what we're and hearing. Then, and then when you have the younger fans, where it's like they don't give as much of a shit, and they're just tired of seeing Charlotte on TV. I couldn't imagine being an eighteen-year-old guy who would want to fucking change the channel on Charlotte Flair. Right? Like who's so that it's just, guy? It's just maybe that's just my perspective because I'm not a younger guy, but I just find that association interesting. Where it's like, okay, Charlotte's gonna be here. That's for old people. What? Like, I could almost see it only being like you know like there's all those group of fans that like Charlotte pops yeah. up on their TV and they're instantly bitching. Yeah, because so they're basically they're like, wait, this is the one place you're supposed to get away from her. No, because what they're basically saying is that her being on NXT it didn't bring in a bunch of younger viewers. If anything, the the older viewers increased to see her, and that it it made more people that are young switch to AEW Dynamite. It's interesting to think that there's like a a generation after us that that like would look at shit like that you know what i mean like there's a younger generation they might not be into the same stuff never thought we'd be in that kind of a point there do you guys think that there's validity in that though that basically okay you know um people are directed like older people are into charlotte and shit like that and younger people what are they into rio <laughs> yeah it does sound know. like steiner math, right? Out there, right? Huh? it does sound like steiner math i don't believe that shit ha! hey yeah, you, you know how some of these kids are with their asian faces yeah Oh, and the guy's rehauling a bus or some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. We'll see how the weeks go because we're gonna keep track of the ratings. I know people say ratings don't matter. You're crazy. If you're if you're part of the community that says ratings don't matter, ask why what, what happened. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Down to the last two here. Uh, we got SmackDown, which uh. Miz and Morrison, they do their, uh, they did this once upon a time on the dirt sheets video. Did you catch that? <laughs> that shit was weird. I wasn't sure what to think, don't they? It what was the fuck bizarre. I seen right now? Like, it was definitely bizarre. Yeah, I don't know what the hell I was seeing either. It was just, they were sort of doing the Tarantino esque video bit. You know, it's like, you ever see something like your mind it. won't even attempt to process what's going on? Like, that was me. Like, was... Yeah. Did you like I mean, it, it at cool, all? Did you find, cool. did you find oh, humor yeah, love- in it or? Oh, uh, I, I got a laugh out of it. I mean, I always found the dirt sheet funny. I was excited to see it come back. So I was already almost like pre-positioned to laugh. But it was weird, but it was entertaining, though. You know what my problem is? My problem with this is that I feel they wasted. And I said it on here before. They wasted the Mrs. Babyface turn. Oh, yeah. No, no shock at all. Yeah. You know? There was there was like something that they could have done with that for a while, and and the fans were really into it. And instead, they just decided not to. They were just like, ah, eh, you know, for the sake of Morrison having something to help carry him, because uh, he's not exactly Mister Personality. We're gonna just uh, cancel the Mrs. Turn. At first, I thought it was gonna be something to further the Bray angle, but I'm starting to realize they must have preemptively thought about this Johnny Mundo bullshit. Yeah, they, they, they didn't know what the fuck you were doing. They he's, got bored with it or they ran out of shit to do, one or the other. He's good, but I, I find that it, that where he was before he left, when there wasn't a lot of stuff like that going on, is better than where he is now, where he's just another guy who can flip around. You know, now we got tons of guys that can flip around. A lot of them are a better promo than he is. You know, mm-hmm. Every here, over here, people understand English, motherfucker. They're not going to be as easy on you. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right away. That's fucked up. <laughs> You know, we know mucho English here. We're going to have to change your name to Johnny Mucho. <laughs> I can't fucking believe you. Oh, my Johnny God. Johnny Abla English. Because he's in a lot of companies, oh, right? He's Johnny Mucho. You're in mucho companies. What company hasn't he been in? He's everywhere. I mean, hey, I mean, hey, in the game, he's going to be Johnny Retro, so. 
that was that legit him too, right? Johnny Retro. Yeah, I think it was. Unbelievable. Johnny Corona. He's everywhere. Oh no. Oh no. That's not even everywhere though. No. No. <laughs> oh. Bad squires. <laughs> Let's look at this thing and see what the hell. For anyone who didn't see it. It's a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Miz. Just call me Dad. Put it there. Is that your son? Ah, oh, it's my tag team partner, John Morrison. I just saw this Kofi Kingston double feature. See that, Mike? That's how you're supposed to fight. Jumping, flipping, and that pose. Good Lord. I admire the new day. Can I say something funny? I'm John Morris, the Mrs. Tag Team Partner. If I can be serious for a minute. I'm the Miz, and I'm... I couldn't believe Lance Storm showed up. Line, cut. You're better than that. Bearish yourself like that. Oh, it's always been... Oh, 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 <laughs> I like the way this is cut. <laughs> they made a legit movie trailer here. I'm giving you everything! What's the matter, partner? It's a fish, little buddy. A bad guy. Was one or two drinks, yeah. WWE Universe is gonna dig you. With a handful of friends. Oh, baby. What the fuck? Don't ask me where I've been. And I would take back all the lies. I need to see this movie. Right? I want to see it. <laughs> Welcome to Slamtown, Bruce. Hey, you're the Miz, and you're awesome. Don't you forget it. Oh, man, that was good stuff. <laughs> Freaking Smackdown. <laughs> Uh, the rest of the show had a lot of Corbin being salty about the dog food, no pun intended, but he went to throwing someone out of the production truck because they showed a replay of the dog food spot from last week. He throws the guy down the stairs and shit. Um, yeah, you're right. Not as good as the Alexa song, right, George? Oh, no. really? I didn't, ha- I didn't want to have to take a shower after this one. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's <sighs> the same way I felt with that song. last one. Watching that made me want to take a shower with her too. But yeah, so Rain's, um, <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> my issue with the smackdown was more reigns corbin feuding like that just they need to end this shit already but instead of ending it now it's going to be a steel cage so it's just more it's like they're just stuck on the feud so steel cage match with them i feel like this is one of the longest feuds they had in current time in the current era of wrestling oh, it's definitely up there for sure jesus christ like yeah. Finally, we get the Goldberg stuff where he's coming out and uh, he's interrupted by the Firefly Funhouse news, which uh, I like the fact he that to, he brought it via satellite. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I like the fact that Bray shows up on the Firefly Funhouse news and it has like a news format and like he looks up from from, the, from his paper and he goes Maui Waui and he starts reporting the news like in very serious voice. <laughs> I fucking love Bray, swear to God. Yeah, I like the way they keep changing it up with him. And I guess this is the the angle that we're going to be going with. We're going with Goldberg versus Bray uh, at uh, what one of their super shows? I guess super yeah, showdown. Fucking super showdown. The speculation is that they want to. They're gonna want to keep Goldberg strong because he's a special attraction. And if he, he gets beat by Bray now, oh. then then what's the use of even having somebody like that around as a special attraction? So there's a lot of speculation going around that you're gonna see Bray's championship cut short for the sake of that fucking showdown pay per view, and you have Goldberg run as the Universal Champion. If they do that, I won't even wait until they fucking cut the shows off the network. Yeah, I mean, the, and and I hate to say it, but I'm now that I've heard that logic, I they have a point. Like I couldn't see like what happens. Goldberg loses, and that's it. He's just gone. If when they want to keep him strong, for me, yes, Goldberg loses. If, you, if I was booking it, Goldberg loses, and we don't use him as special attraction. The end. But since we know they want to keep him as a special attraction, it, it's true. Would they really take their one of their beloved? You know how much they love these legend guys and making them look like fucking monsters. Would they really just have Bray of all people, someone who they're so comfortable jobbing out? You know what they really have him just beat. Goldberg? This is the reality. Those chant, those fans will chant regardless. They don't give a fuck how many times he loses. They're going to chant like shit didn't happen. Bray is rolling fantastic. Bray is the attraction. Goldberg is the fucking old man sideshow. I could like, see, dude, I could really perfect. see, I could see him losing and maybe them having a rematch at Mania. Fuck that shit. Because then that's fucking Goldberg and another fucking Mania. Because I guess, um, I can't. I, I forgot what the exact lineup is. I gotta take a look at it again. But I guess uh, they announced who's gonna be in the elimination chamber, and Reigns is one of them. So it's like all you have to do is just not fuck this up, and you get that Fiend Reigns match we've been hearing the rumors of. Assuming we're it's the like, rumors of Goldberg, though, what do they got against the Universal Title that they don't like it to be around every week? Like, what is what is their grudge you know against that title? Like, it's like th- that's the, they, they can't but, wait to find people that aren't around to give it to. Yeah, like, 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 like that's the reason I can't see them doing that. Why would you have two shows where they don't have a world champion? You're right, because I didn't even think about that. Now Lesnar's on the other show, and he's a fucking part timer. Yeah. Like, what? What are they? It, it's so. What's the incentive of being in the company if the people who have the belts are never around? It's a fucking joke. Because no, see, the thing about it is, they don't think that they only they see him as a special attraction. Goldberg's not a special attraction. He's a guy who used to be in WCW. That's all he fucking is. That's all he's ever gonna be. These guys the don't even realize special attraction. These guys don't even realize how badly that's damaging the product and the credibility of the two world titles. Just having them moonlight with those fucking things like that. The champion to me always meant being the champion. When I look back in the old days, that champion was always there. That belt was always on his shoulders. He was always fucking available. He was the main thing, no matter who it was. You go back to Hogan. You go back to Macho warrior andre you go back to stone cold the rock triple h kurt angle jericho whenever when you were the fucking champion you were the guy and you were carrying that fucking belt to the point where you would get used to the person carrying the belt so much that when they lost it at first it was weird you seeing them come out without it it almost felt like they were naked when these guys would lose the title i remember looking at people who would lose the title and be like man it looks so different now that he's coming out here without the title that's fucking gone it's gone Whereas now with Brock and Goldberg, they hold those belts. You can't wait till you don't have to see them on them anymore. I forget what the titles look like. Sometimes I find myself forgetting who has what title. Yeah. Sometimes someone like, will lose a title and I'll be like, oh shit. Like, uh, I'll forget. I forgot that that title was even here. There is no reason of any kind that this untalented old fuck needs to first be in this match because he's done fuck all to deserve it. 
All he did was run into a pole and almost hurt Taker. Pretty sure this is not deserving of a championship match. Second of all, like like this this because I've always kind of felt this way. It seems like with the world championships, this super showdown or whatever they call it always just seems to be just a transition. They get to the next event. That's what this shit needs to be. This just needs to be. Hey, we need the fiend to have a match against somebody. Job goal work out because nobody's gonna fucking remember. But it's never been the fiend domain where he belongs. But, if but anything, it's not unusual to have for the fiend to have a screwy finish. Okay, that's, let him have a screwy finish as long as Goldberg loses. I don't that's what I'm I hoping. Mean, that's what I'm hoping. A no contest, some magical shit happens, and we just throw it all out. Let, I don't let, even let, care, let him know? let him headbutt headbutt the door and never get fucking out of the match. Like you just, know, some don't make him lose. Just something happens, so he gets the match thrown out. He does something that's supposed to. They have to call it whatever, but you don't have Goldberg. Ring opens title. up and swallows him, and smoke sure. comes out, and all the Saudis think he, he's he, magic. He, he, and I would. I would be embarrassed. I, don't give a shit. Just, I would be embarrassed of the product if there was ever a point where the landscape had Brock Lesnar and Goldberg as the champions of Raw and SmackDown. Like I'd be, in, I, it would feel embarrassing as a product to even look at that. You know, like how the hell do you even build from that after that point? And then going into WrestleMania season, like the, here's a little message to WWE: Goldberg. Not an attraction anymore. I hope you Nobody pull that shit and TV. then try to make me buy another service to watch it. Like I, I almost dare them to do it just so I could save ten bucks. And then ask me to go pay for some other shit. I'll well, cancel the network on the talent. day of. I'll cancel the network the day of WrestleMania so that there's no question that that cancellation came from your fucking actions. <laughs> Unbelievable. But yeah, this is what we're hearing. They want to keep him strong. They might just toss this to the side. They, How do you keep a man strong who's not strong? I don't know. They look at this completely different from the way we look at it. And that's because, again, they're not catering to us. They're catering to the people who watch occasionally that that will go Brock Lesnar and Goldberg, bro. You know, which at the end of the day, you know what? Saudi has that. Saudi knows Goldberg. They know a lot of marquee names. They don't know, like, you know, the people that we would know that intimately. They want those big names. So that's what they're going to cater to. They're trying to make them big attractions. And it's uh, it's just a shame. It's it's it's. You really got a big sad. attraction. It's called the fucking fiend, Bray, motherfucking Wyatt. That's your attraction. The guy you, who's here. Yeah. I think some, Nitro is just came. now airing in Saudi Arabia, so this it, is all it, new to them, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, this is they, all they, brand they, new they stuff. They just saw him in Hugh Morris. <laughs> they just saw him beat up the flock. Yeah, dude, you took it. On. I was about to say they also requested the flock. <laughs> you know, they wanted Kidman out there. Yep. And then they had to explain to him that he's a producer now. I don't mind. Like, stop bringing him back. It never works. Yeah. It's never going to work. Yeah, but he's that is the match. He's always suck. He's always going to suck. That is the match, and that's how they made it in a corny way. They could have made it where after Bray took somebody else, Goldberg came out and hit the spear, and it was a shock that he was there. But they wanted to build up because all they care about is ratings, not a damn Fox. So they wanted you guys to know ahead of time so you tune in rather than it being that it's a regular episode. And that's what sucks about when you cater to ratings. You can never have a surprise like that again because you're always going to get higher ratings if you tell people ahead of time the surprise. So that we never see those moments anymore where someone pops out and it's like, look who's here. Never. With The Undertaker, I can't remember the last time. And that used to be a thing with him. I can't remember the last time that the light just cut off. And it was like, no way. Most of the time, it's like, well, The Undertaker's going to be here in three weeks and his fucking picture's on the screen. You know? I remember um, the last SmackDown I ever went to. It's gosh, been years since I've been to one. It was, I think it was, it was during that angle when Mark Henry was just taking people out left and right. Cause I'll never forget. Cause I think they didn't tell us he was going to be there, 
but he wanted he was he got the Mark Henry cut a promo about him showing up next week. And this one Batista was the world champion. And we did we had the dark match and we're just sitting there. I think it was Kali and Mark Henry versus Batista, and we didn't know who. And the lights went out, the place went apeshit. Because we had literally heard this man say two hours ago he was not gonna be here till next week. And we're like, wait, we get him tonight? Yeah, that's the way you're supposed to do it. But you know what? People wouldn't know to tune in. And they don't have faith in their demographic to think that they're going to go out there and tune in just because it's SmackDown, which means that they're self-aware that it's shitty and that they yeah, need to have something Because they there. know they haven't given their demographic any you reason know, to have faith. Back during the Attitude Era or the Monday Night Wars, like Stasis mentioned, that was an era where you knew everyone was tuning in no matter what. It was just wrestling frenzy, so you didn't have to tell them what was there because they were tuning in to see what was there because there was always a surprise. Now you got to build up these surprises. And you know what? They're shitty surprises. It's like the new generation has gotten used to these these shit surprises. Those wouldn't have been surprises back in our day. You know what I mean? Like it would have been like someone showing up is not supposed to be a surprise. Random people supposed to show up all the time. That's part of the fun of, of wrestling. When when you're scheduling your random people, okay, now you have a fucking boring product. You're penciling in your... And like I told you guys a few weeks ago, that bothers me with the Bray Wyatt, with the Firefly Funhouse, that it used to be just... It felt like something was taking over their their control center. Like the screen would suddenly... The Tron becomes him with his Firefly Funhouse. Like, how the hell is this happening? And then it becomes... We hear Michael Cole coming up in a few more commercial breaks. You got the Firefly Fun. Why? Do you guys coordinate it with him? Did the truck... Did he tweet you guys? Or did somebody PM him to see if he'd be ready to go on the air? Are the camera people at his house? Like, what the fuck do you mean coming up next? How do you know? You're not supposed to know that. Same thing with The Undertaker. The Undertaker's coming from Death Valley. How the hell do you know ahead of time? Just, you know, it's like all of the all of the suspension of disbelief is just not even utilized anymore. And uh, and then it, this can went on. I don't know. SmackDown finally fell apart. They have this weird thing where Heath Slater's talking shit backstage to Daniel Bryan. First, he's trying to spin it like he's worried about him. But this just leads to an ass whipping. Like he literally, he beats Heath Slater unconscious before. By the time he puts him in the label lock, his, it's just his body. Like he was already dead. Like he, I think he got KO'd by the bicycle knee, and then it was just like this. Death. He weakened that Bernie the rest of the fucking fight because he's just unconscious. You know, it was it was like why? I get it. He played as a jobber. Are you trying to remind me that he's a jobber? Like even on even if you didn't piss Daniel Bryan off, that's probably how that would have turned out. Like he just weakened that Bernie his ass. He wasn't even there to tap out. The ref just stopped it because he's like, wait a minute, this guy's just a corpse. Ding ding ding. All right, we cool. For anyone who's wondering if Danny Bryan could beat Heath Slater, there you go. He beats him really bad. Because those are the questions we're wondering on a Friday night. And, uh, Braun, he comes out to put over his IC title. I keep forgetting where that title is. I have to keep reminding myself. Yeah. Every time I think of all the titles, I'm like, where the fuck is that? I keep displacing it in my mind. That's why yeah, Braun yeah. has it. Yeah, you know what? Because the disappointing version of Big Show has it. That's why. Yeah. And Zane Stable comes out and jumps him. They, they're going back and forth with this feud. I don't even know for what or who, or who's going to be involved. Is it just going to be these guys trying to get that title back now that no one cares about? And then on top of that, the revival show up. So they're henchmen to another team. Yeah. And then some of the best people are in Zane's stable and they treat them like they're all punks, you know, like the, all of them combined ain't shit to this guy, you know, and then you're not done with the job and yet it's weird. Smackdown's become the new raw. Remember we used to talk about how Smackdown's the wrestling show and Smackdown's what takes itself seriously. Think about all the things that we talked about. That doesn't even go into the fact that the next match is Sheamus with his intro to poor Apollo Cruz, who's already in the ring. Insta job, bro kick. Like if he did, like he wasn't even there. He kicked fucking through him into the next segment. That's how sad that was. So, yeah, Apollo Crews, they just wanted you to know that he's dog shit. Just in case you didn't, we kicked right through him. Carmella wins the fatal four-way to become the number one contender. Uh, God, let her beat Bailey, please. We can Bailey. get to of her. Bailey ambushes her. 
and attacks her. They're putting the spin on the storyline, um, or at least it's starting to look like they're teasing the spin of the storyline being their friendship. Because if you guys recall, they were really close during developmental and everything else. And that's the reason why she looked dumbfounded in the ring at the fact that she gets ambushed and stuff like that. She actually released uh, the Instagram where she says, uh, it's crazy what the business does to friendships. It breaks my heart. I can't believe you let all of this get to your head. Bay Mella is truly dead. And then she in parentheses puts, I'm also a poet. Yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, this is your chance, guys. Now. Get this belt off her. Mm-hmm. That being said, SmackDown drew 2.547 million viewers on average. Um, whereas, and they had a 0.75 rating in the 18 to 49 demographic, where uh, last week they were at 2.497 million. So they're up this week as well. So, yeah, good for them. All right. We're at the last stretch here. Almost. Almost. Because because next is Raw, which uh, it starts off with the Rollins. Basically, it's a face off between Rollins stable and and Kevin Owens stable, which breaks into a brawl. And then you get the cool surprise return from Samoa Joe with the coquina clutch from behind. And he winds up clearing the ring with all the other baby faces. And they have like this moment that was clearly mistimed because Becky Lynch's entrance awkwardly overlaps the babyface celebration. I don't know if it's that they ran long with that uh, entire thing or if it's that they planned something extended with the Becky Lynch stuff. But either way, you could tell it was unplanned because even as she's walking past, like the the, the guys are kind of shrugging like, oh, and she's shrugging like, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it leads into her match. Becky against Asuka. This is a title match with Becky going over. And uh, everyone kind of knew, and this is what I'm talking about with surprises. They already said the fact that that this was going to happen, you know. So no, everyone was just kind of waiting for it to happen. Uh, as far as Shayna showing up and attacking Becky Lynch, and then that crazy shit where she bites the back of her neck, you know, like whoa, <laughs> she turned into Mor- Morbius. Yeah, she just bit the back, or she bites her bloody. Overdid it on the blood packet, guys. Yeah, really, to the point where she had like a, she looked like a vampire. It's funny they called her, but she looked like one. And Becky's holding her neck and she actually says it's just a flesh wound. Literally, she bit your flesh off and she drives herself in the ambulance. That's strange. Strange choice to do. But she drives herself in the ambulance. Um, and yeah, as far as the, uh, as far as the match itself goes, I did like Carrie Sane pushing Asuka out of the way at ringside to absorb the high spot to the outside, the flying knees. Um, Becky countering that hip attack that Oscar likes doing against the ropes into the disarm her between the ropes. I thought that was she, really she, well done. she getting really creative where she puts that move on people now. Mm-hmm. Mojo, I don't know. I don't think he's long for this world. It's like they keep trying little things with him and then realizing that there's no reason to. And they they, they, the keep, they keep remembering it's Mojo. Street Prophet squash Mojo and Riddick Moss. And then to make matters worse, Riddick Moss then double crosses Mojo and he steals his 24-7 title. So they leave that <laughs> poor guy with nothing. He's fucking lost the match. <laughs> yeah. And then the guys, and then they and then they wind up taking his partner and his belt and everything. They stripped him down. <laughs> that motherfucker got pinned by Riddick Moss to, on national TV. They needed to play that Willy Wonka clip. You oh, win. God. You win absolutely nothing. Yeah, no, you, you, you couldn't have lost more. They took everything from you. They left him standing in the how, ring with nothing. How he went bad? Back to an empty apartment. It was sad. How eating, bad has it gotten? He was eating. He was eating one of Booker T's Hungry Man. 
<laughs> oh my god, no. no. He opened his fridge and all there was is Arm and Hammer box just in the Yo, back corner. How Yo. bad has it gotten when you lose the championship to Riddick Moss? Pretty bad. That's beyond, that's beyond rock bottom. They don't even trust you with a championship. That's a joke. <laughs> We're like, you know what? This got boring. Okay, they took, bye. Your, they took your match, your partner, everything. You lost your mojo. Unbelievable. Yeah. We get the MVP lounge. I have no idea why. I don't even know. Uh, maybe it was just just for the hell of it. MVP heals it up, interviewing Drew McIntyre. He gets the Glasgow kiss headbutt, followed by the Claymore. And then he mocks MVP's jump shot after his body's on the floor. And uh, I must say, as much as I, I've never really been a supporter, he looks really good out there as a top baby face. He looks like he knows yeah. how to work with the crowd. He's convincing when he fucks people up. He has a he has a good physique, much better than he used to have. He was a little softer than he looks. He looks like a big, dominating, crazy fucking dude who you don't want to yeah, mess he's with. Getting so better. He's getting better, and the 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 role's fitting him. So good for him. You know, it, sometimes things oh, yeah. work, and I I think this is one of those where as long as they don't fuck him over, and Brock Lesnar just beats him at WrestleMania after putting us through this, you know, he should. Oh, win. oh yeah, he, he he needs to win at Mania. Like yeah. it, it, there's no uh, there's no reason for him to lose this match. Yeah. So backstage earlier in this Raw, Sarah Logan inter- interrupts Rhea Ripley saying, you know, what the hell is she doing here? I don't know why they did this, but this leads to her coming to the ring screaming at the top of her lungs about the fact that she, uh, that she's Sarah Logan and that she pissed off this somebody. What do you mean? You don't know who the hell I am. And you know, she's marching to the ring with this dominant attitude of I'm Sarah Logan. And then immediately gets jobbed out by Rhea Ripley as Charlotte looks on. And, uh, I know this is just to build their feud, you know. Um, Ricochet goes over Bobby Lashley, thank God. You know, at least Lana didn't talk this one time. That's my highlight of the whole thing. Maybe they heard the NXT people making fun of the fact that Bobby Lashley wins matches and they were just like, oh man, we gotta do something about this. (laughs) Um, I don't know if this is the Matt Hardy send off. I expected an RKO and a punt, but it, it really wasn't. What it was was Matt Hardy comes to the ring. He gives a really good promo because obviously he's great on the mic, but he gives this promo where he's talking about how can you do that to Edge? You know, this guy went through hell. You know, he was like, we traveled the roads with him. The four of us, we were four young guys doing the TLC matches and, you know, riding the road together. And you, you discarded that and you disrespected that. And it basically leads to what you would expect an RKO, but he hits him with the concerto as well. Weak looking concerto. I don't know if that means it was worse because usually when something doesn't have a good sound to it, that means that there, it was stiff. So hopefully there wasn't too much of a connection there. But if you listen, there's literally no sound. You know, it's more like the thudding sound, less like the clanking sound when the chairs collide. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, not not good looking. But, you know, this could be them just writing <sighs> him, him off before he becomes. Not, and it's funny because they normally don't like to do anybody any favors. But congratulations, guys, because I would say that that concerto probably con- basically restored his broken his brokenness. Isn't that how it all yeah. started? Jeff Hardy took that giant swanton off of a ladder into a table and broke him. And then he he was never the same. He came out as broken Matt Hardy after that and went yeah. after him. Well, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll be great for insert other wrestling company here. Maybe, maybe they did it as a last favor to him. Maybe it wasn't um by mistake. And they said, hey, look, we're going to do the broken. We're going to let you leave on the broken note. So then when you run your gimmick somewhere else, you could say you're already broken. But it's just not their style. That could have been the burial of him. And they just weren't smart enough to think about how well that would work. Yeah, see, that makes more sense because they're not smart. Because it'd be perfect. If he was suddenly broken Matt Hardy after that bump, great. He shows up in AEW and he's like, I was broken somewhere else, you know? Uh, Murphy, no longer Buddy Murphy. They took the Buddy off of him. I guess they say anybody named Buddy can't be taken seriously as a top guy. And from what I'm hearing, he he is considered the next top guy. Even though they have McIntyre and they have all these other people, I've been hearing that Paul Heyman, who runs Raw, has looked at this guy for a long time and said, you know what? 
this is the next top star. So as far as Raw is concerned, they're building Murphy. I mean, Paul's always had good judgment on people. So if he sees something, it's got to be there. Yeah, they're building good on Murphy. Which, I mean, that's, that's got to be a feather in Murphy's cap. The fact that Paul Heyman's like, you're the next top guy. Mm-hmm. What do we what do we have as the uh, the main event here? I, I forgot uh, exactly what was the it was the whole big eight. stable, right? The Viking Raiders yeah. with Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe against the disciples of fucking Rollins, right? Is this been the same main event for like six weeks? <sighs> Somewhere around that, it feels like it. Different, different. It does. But yeah, pretty much. Uh, Joe has Murphy in the Kakina clutch, and then. Murphy taps, but the ref doesn't see it because he's basically distracted with AOP and the Viking Raiders. Rollins hits a blackout, and Murphy pins him, and they get the win. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. And that's pretty much Raw. Raw in a nutshell. The only, oh, yeah. the only other thing, real quick, and it's the final wrap-up, we're going to talk about... Uh, what the hell is this thing? This is NXT TakeOver Portland is this Saturday. Actually, Sunday, apparently. It's going to be weird to takeovers on a Sunday. Yeah, I did see it. I thought that was a mistake, so I took for granted it'd be yeah. a typo. They're going to do it on a Sunday night? Yeah, they always do takeovers on Saturday, even when it's just by itself. I don't know why it's on a Sunday now. I did not know that. Maybe, I can't guarantee, but there's a possibility for us to do some sort of a pre-show, being that it's a Sunday pay-per-view. You know? Yeah. Normally, when it's Sunday pay-per-views, I don't really have as much of a problem. Saturdays, we don't normally do. I would say tune in. Either way, people will be in the chat room Sunday night for it. So if there's going to be one, that notification would be in the live chat room, mixer.com slash talkbrunch or talkbrunch.com. Just scroll down that first window is the same chat room. You can go to either one. But anyway, I'm going to link you guys in the chat room for anyone who wants to do. We don't have the images up yet. This was a last minute poll. By the time people on iTunes get this, the images should be there. There they are for you now. Give everybody a minute to get this poll. This last thing before we wrap up here. Quite the card. Right. Like this, this is going to be a fun takeover this, this weekend. Yeah, no, it definitely is going to be a, a fantastic takeover. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, if we are. Over. Okay, go, you can go ahead. Okay, I'll say pretty much uh, first matchup. We got Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai in a street fight. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Uh, this one, I don't really know how to feel because we haven't seen Dakota too much on TV, on NXT TV. But it does seem like they're really starting to kind of get something rolling with Tegan Knox. So I feel like Tegan Knox might get this one. I'm going Dakota Kai. They went through the trouble of the heel turn. They're pushing her aggressively. I don't think that this girl's going to get her heat back after one incident. They want to have to chase that for a little while. Would work better for both of them. Tegan, since they are trying to get her momentum, and Kai, because she's the heel. You don't want to be a Bailey heel, where it's like you're tough and shit, but you lose. Yeah, that is true. What but then think? again, I want, I want to say, I can't remember, because I know they just originally had a match. I think it went to a no contest, but... I think uh, Knox actually wanted to get in the win there. So, yeah, it makes sense for Kanye to get that win back. Yeah, we'll see. What do you think, Squires? Dakota, Tegan? No? Don't care? Don't know? <laughs> oh, my bad. Sorry, I didn't know I was still muted. I was <laughs> sitting here talking, going, to, ah, Dakota Kai! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Dakota Kai. Yeah, yeah okay. it, make, it makes sense for her to get this win. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a street fight. Be dirty. And I mean, she could take advantage. I see whoever I do see whoever wins. I see them taking advantage of the other's bad knee because yeah. they both have like bad knees. That's what's actually really interesting about this street fight. Mm-hmm. NXT Tag Team Championship. You got your Broserweights and you got your Undisputed Era. So I thought about this 
pretty much ever since the Dusty Classic ended, I could see this being the Bros Away's night. Yeah, me too. Here's my thing. They've only been teaming, well, they've only teamed like four times. Yes, that would, you could also pull the experience card, but we've seen how they've meshed over those four tag team runs. They've meshed like they've been teaming almost as long as Red Dragon has. I, I don't, I didn't think the Brotherweights was going to be a thing. So it's kind of weird for me because it felt good for that tournament as a special case to have these two guys together, but I didn't want it to be a permanent thing. It's kind of like, I like the Jetsons meet the Flintstones, but I wouldn't want that to be a series. Like, just episode after episode of them, you know, like, after I'll be like, fuck this show, it's crazy, you know? That's how I feel, like, this was strange because it was the weird buddy cop thing, sort of, with the two guys, you know, they're awkward. But now it's like, don't, are we really gonna have that? So four times, and then on the fifth, they beat the Undisputed Era? Like, is this a thing? I mean, considering the fact that, look at the teams they've beaten in the Dusty Classics, they beat established teams. So it's like, it's not like it's out of the realm of possibility for these two. And with the Undisputed Era... They've kind of shown all their cards, and as long as Pete Dunn's been dealing with them, I could see I could see that being the key. Because I mean, this isn't the first time that he's fought those two. He fought them two Dusty Cups ago, so Dunn already kind of has an idea. And it's not like they have some kind of a secret weapon like a Roddy Strong or something to turn on Dunn at the last second. Right. Well, I'm looking at it like this. I don't think their chemistry is that good. I think their chemistry is ironic, which is good for the short term. You know what's good for the long term? If they have a miscommunication and the Undisputed Era, the much more experienced tag team champions go over and it leads to you having a feud between Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle. There you so go. You, think you, go, you think you go Undisputed Era for the sake of extending the feud? I go Undisputed Era for the sake of Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne feuding with each other over the fact that yeah. they fuck up here. Yeah, that'd be a good fight between those two, too. We don't need that yeah, team long term. And it isn't a team I give a shit about. It was great for that one yeah. thing. I don't need that. You know. Yeah, it would, but I mean, WWE always defaults to the who's going to turn on who thing. Like, I need them to try some shit that actually is, like, different for once. But in this case, they do need to do the who's going to turn on to because this is literally just a team that they threw together. And it's, uh, like I said, it was cool for a moment, you know? It's almost like a strange bedfellows-type tag team, but not, not for a long-term thing, you know? I'd rather just see the two of them fight each other. You know, it's like the main draw to it is Matt Riddle because Pete Dunn just standing there with a stoic look on his face is only going to go but so far. But anyway, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. It's going to be ridiculous of a match either way. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then next up, Big Man versus Big Man, part 999. And I'll never get bored of it. Keith Lee defends his North American Championship against Dominic Dijakovic. They gotta go with Keith Lee for this. Yeah, he just—he's yeah. nu- he got nuke—he is nuclear over, and he just got the belt. And that doesn't say anything bad about Dominic Dijakovic either. No, it, it's gonna be a freaking five and a half star match, but Lee can't afford to lose this fast. Yeah, he really can't. No other conflict thing. You guys all think Keith Lee? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, makes the most sense. Finn Balor yeah. against Johnny Gargano. Oh, so this is Johnny's first takeover back. I feel like he's got to win it. Like, do we want to really have the guy who's basically has a record for the most takeover appearances, most main events, losing his first one back? Because, I mean, Finn Balor is already an established name in NXT. Like, he's one. If there there was an NXT Hall of Fame, he'd already be in it. So I can kind of see for everything Balor's been talking, the fact that he's never fought Gargano before in NXT, maybe that's giving him an edge. Like Finn shows a cockiness to where he underestimates 
the fact that, yeah, you dumped Johnny on his head, but you didn't kill him off. Yeah, he has to get his heat back from being beaten up here. Yeah. So Johnny Gargano for, for me sure. too. What about yeah, you? It's not it's, these with the way they the way these two hate each other. They can always fight again. Yeah, Johnny. Okay, awesome. NXT Championship, Women's Championship. They changed their mind about taking women out of everything. You see how fast they fucking change their minds about stuff. Women's back in all the title names. They don't fucking know anymore. Women again. Oh. There you go. Uh, Rhea Ripley defending against Bianca Belair. Gotta go, Rhea. Of course. I mean. She's going to be yep. facing uh, Charlotte at WrestleMania. That's already yep. it was established before they even announced it. Yeah, so. and and on top and on top of that, Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair is not beating the girl who beat the girl. She can't beat. Like it's not happening. Like, she's great and all, but it's like it's not her time right now. Okay, then we have the NXT Championship. Adam Cole defending against Tommaso Ciampa. This one is tough. I think. Cole, I think Cole's going to be the champ up until WrestleMania weekend. That's when he'll lose it because then he'll be into that next set of stars that go into after Mania. And also by then, Cole will have beaten Balor's record because mm-hmm. he's dancing on that record. Yeah, but I think that's whole, what is going to happen. But if they were going to pull a shocker. It wouldn't be a surprise for them to do Ciampa because Ciampa's the only NXT championship that was never outright n- n- the only NXT champion that was never outright beaten for the championship. Yeah, I kind of felt like at some point they were going to try to do uh, Ciampa against Balor. They could somewhere down the road, maybe. You and know kinda... what would mm-hmm. blow? Because you know NXT tries to always top Mania. What if you did Ciampa, Balor, and Johnny Gargano in a three-way? For the I, I feel like we're going in some sort of a direction like that. Like they're going to take Adam Cole out of the picture. Somehow Ciampa's going to need to defend his title. I think maybe first against Balor and then against Gargano. Actually, I just thought about something because when Ciampa got hurt, it was around WrestleMania time. Yeah. What if no matter what happens, that's what the end game is. You have this redemption story of I didn't get to do this last year. Now I'm gonna get back to where I need to be. Very possible. So I so so either Champa wins the title and gets to defend on WrestleMania weekend, or for some reason something happens, some kind of a fuck finish, he loses, and that turns into the the takeover WrestleMania weekend. We get that Champa either re, we get that Champa rematch and possibly even title win. Yeah, definitely possible. So who do you what do you think as far as this this match goes? Ooh, I think Champa might get it back. Because you got, I, I think he wants to get Goldie back a lot more than Adam Cole wants to keep it. But then there's also the issue of his neck. So it's going to go, uh, it's, it's so fucking tough to pick this one. Yeah, I heard he, I tweaked, feel, I, I heard he uh, tweaked his ankle on the last NXT, which hopefully is nothing serious. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like because we haven't heard anything. And it's almost a week later. So. Well, no, they actually but, did announce that he tweaked his ankle and they're not sure the extent of the injury. So, ooh, yeah, yeah well, we'll see. Can't, it's yeah, hard to but, tell um, kayfabe because NXT does kayfabe injuries a lot. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. I could see, for the sake of him getting Balor's record, I could see Cole taking it. Eh, I put Ciampa. What the heck? Yeah, me too. Yeah. NXT right. still has a level of unpredictability to it. So. Yeah, there you go. All right. So that is that is it for everything. Holy crap. Long show. Ugh. Yeah, I know. I felt the same way. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, guys. Uh. We're going to wrap things up here. And that being said, thank you. And uh, don't forget to tune in 
uh, to Saturday will be in the chat room for the takeover. Don't forget throughout the week, Wednesdays, we have the party games on open with Jackbox. We're going to be doing an encore of Jackbox Party Pack 6. We're not going to be changing packs. We don't feel like we got enough of that. It doesn't get enough exposure, so we're going to run it back again. And uh, don't forget, we also have our sporadic random streams throughout the unscheduled days, generally around 11 o'clock uh, p.m. We usually do some sort of a stream during that time. Uh, yeah, we have all kinds of stuff like that. Having Sunday, we usually have our adventure game night. This Sunday, it'll either be the adventure game night to continue Indivisible, or it'll be uh, the NXT TakeOver uh, post-show. As well as, don't forget, we got Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which we generally on Sundays run at 8 p.m. in the stream. That being said, thank you to all of our live listeners throughout the night. Willie B2, Six Flair, Joe Woko, Kula Ice, Emerson Al, Stasis Dream, Emang, Von Baron, George, Six Flair, Sugar Shane, Defend Pop Punk, Spartan Jesus 92, Miss Noofy Girl, Carpet Slayer 1, Johnny Rebel 326, I Guy 1366, Scott, Scottish Passion, uh, I Keep Bustin', DJ Hardline 76, Sith Lord Sting, Roger Madness, Bully, Bully M, M Demon, and Nicodemus 61286. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Bunch Live, episode 366, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For myself, Destin, and Squires, we are out of here. Klaatu Baraya Hogan. Later. Shut it down.